And welcome back to WTF and Vana Deal. I'm Spicy Ryan, and I'm on a plane with cocaine, and yes, I'm all lit up again with <laughs> the Fox Danger. What? Well, Fox, I love the cocaine. I love the cocaine. Mama, can you wait? Oh, can you wait long? And today we're gonna be talking <laughs> you, I don't even. You don't you're not a buck cherry? Never mind, whatever. And no, I never listen to Buck Cherry, dude. Fox. No. Fox. That was like the end of the 90s. I, I believe that. And there it shall stay. And today we're going to be talking about <laughs> Odyssey. We've finally finished with our groups doing whatever, so we're going to talk about V20. Uh, certain people were we done a little faster than other people, and we were just waiting to all be on the same plane with cocaine. Well, I mean, being finished is kind of a stretch. Did you guys beat Bumpa V20 yet? No. What? How many attempts? Uh, we've only done like six or seven. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We you just got RNG nightmares, though. Yeah, that's, that's like true. I feel like we're just getting actively fucked. What do you have Felgar doing in this? Uh, he is on Bard, so all he has to do is sing and then just Savage Blade. Is that going all right? Yeah, that part's fine. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he can he can handle precisely that. So it's no, there's no issue there. So how you doing, Fox? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, as far as real life is concerned, I'm moving in two days now, uh, the date when we record this. And then um, once I'm all moved out there, I got like a week before classes actually start and everything. So I'll be living on campus at university soon. You're going to make so many friends. I I actually, I actively try not to, but yeah, usually I do. Um, <laughs> the main thing is, though, is I know that I'm probably going to be almost twice as old as my roommates, so that's kind of weird. Um, so I, they'll I look up know. to you then, Fox. Isn't that how that works? Oh, God. They'll be like, hey, I, I have not. this homework here. Do you understand this? Could you just, like, help me out? And by help me out, I mean do it. No, fuck that. I'm not the Fox charity. That will that will not happen. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. I uh, just got just to get that move situated. And then, uh, oh, as no. far as game goes, yeah, we finally uh, we finally got to Bumba. I'm just saying, um, oh, you're dropping out, but it'll it'll be fine. We'll run with it. Oh, did I drop out? It's oh, is the it's, it's fucking audio Discord. shit again? Yeah, Discord sucks. Yeah, that's great. Oh well. Oh well. But yeah, in game game, uh, I we ended up making it to Bumba. Actually, um, it's your internet. I believe it's my internet. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Discord this time for once. Oh well. I I won't interrupt you again. It's for five it's seconds. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, well, either way, though, uh, yeah, so that was, that's been a trial. Um, I'm actually kind of numb to losing the Bumpa fight at this point because I would rather lose to something like RNG than continue to have to, like, deal with derp. And I know that how you feel about that in particular, but I, on the other hand, part of me sees it as a challenge to clear it with derp. And then part of it just, I just don't care about, like, having a lot of drama go down honestly like it's just not that important to me anymore yeah you're so adverse to drama that if someone's not there that night you won't even replace them with a shout you just cancel the whole run yes uh i will unless someone else wants to bring somebody that's right i just i i, I just don't want to play with zero at large usually yeah you know but, uh, we, we have that problem most of the time but i mean the people in my pseudo static right now have all been from yelling outside of you know carrot and and me and, and table Oh yeah, and it's not to say that that sort of thing can't work out. It just with me, it just rarely does. Um, 
and I already have unreasonable expectations of people sometimes. So oh, well, I, I recognize that about myself. Trust me, I've had to use the blacklist. And then it's even funnier when <laughs> someone on the blacklist asks a mule and I have to blacklist the mule. Or what about when someone on the blacklist is like actively in the dynamics room? <laughs> I still understand that from you. Dude, I don't know. I still, that, guy, that was the greatest thing ever. Like we go through this whole run for over two hours. And then as soon as the person leaves, you go, what a strange person. Yeah. Like you're fucking British or something. Yeah. What an know, odd little fellow that was. I didn't really have like many words for it. It's just all the interactions seem strange. Like, like you're not used to. Talking I, to I, I enjoy his shenanigans. I think I'm one of the only people who do enjoy his shenanigans. Oh, all right. I mean, it's whatever the, the run itself went fine overall, but yeah, I mean, uh, aside from the, the, the odyssey stuff that we're going to talk about today, that's why I'm not going super deep on all that. Um, like we've been doing some dynamics recently. Uh, this is another the black match episode already. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing some, some real cool shit. With uh, with not only low man but like terribly low buffs, so at some point we'll well, we'll black elaborate is, on that a little more. Black mage is well suited to terribly low buffed because black mage doesn't need haste to cast for TP to then open a weapon skill magic burst. You don't need shit for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get to do really cool like pseudo samurai things, and uh, yeah, and I was actually well, I mean, I guess I'll talk about it for a little bit, but yeah, there was a. The Black Mage happened to win the parse today in Dynamis. Well, was there was no one else to beat you but a core. Well, yeah, but the core was still one shot and stuff. Yeah, but you, you're doing Cataclysm. AOE. You're doing AoE yeah, Cataclysm so and killing everything on Black Mage with Cataclysm. Oh, yeah, dude. I was cheating my balls off when it comes to, like, fucking parse padding. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, doing AoEs in there, uh, we were doing Sandy, and, you know, we, we were pulling... We're trying to pull mostly the the magic eye stats. Didn't even have a tank. We were just like sleeping and just cataclysming, and uh, it was just a really fun run. And then I think the run before that, uh, you and I were doing skill chains. And then um, you and the core were doing skill chains and, and stuff like that for a fast stock, and that actually worked out really well too. So yeah, we've we've got some really cool uh, black mage stuff under our belt to talk about. That's for sure. And the black mage episode one day will be absolutely fun. And it's great to play a job that every little bit of progress and points and unlocking your 100 merit uh, job point category for a tier six spell, everything you do, like builds on black mage into this night and day difference over time. And it's just satisfying to see your progress for once. Yeah, for real. And it's also really cool to play a job and actually enjoy every minute of it. I, I know we play this game to enjoy it, hopefully. Um, but it feels like whenever I'm on Black Mage, I have a lot more fun than I am on than when I'm on other jobs. Oh yeah, and I have to think a lot more, which you know. Yeah, because there's all this shit going on around you. Sometimes the bard's ruining the skill chain, mm. and all sorts of shit. So when they're not dual boxing on a different character and doing nothing from their songs and singing, they're coming back to actively make the run worse. Hey man, that Valor minuet that really helped our, uh, yeah. our magic DPS. I thought it was hilarious that Table was asking the guy's main character who's not even in the event for Ballad. Yeah, dude. Table could not get a Ballad. He did a great job healing me, by the way. I was doing some really stupid shit, some really oh. reckless shit in there. Well, you know why he's good at doing that? Oh, because he heals you all the time? Correct. Yeah, man. You know how <laughs> on the money he is? Because he knows he's, what's going down. He's used to dumb shit happening. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it went a lot better than I thought it would just because like we kind of just went in there with whatever we had available. It and... was Bard, Scholar, Geo, Black Mage, Black Mage Core. Yep. No tank, no nothing. And we 
you know, decimated the first wave, of course, and then we went on to the second wave to, you know, have some stuff happen. Because when you link three, four statues and no tank, and then you AoE once, you kind of die. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> I thought I was going to kill them all, but yeah, I, uh, I apparently you didn't. Know, so. We did clear through a lot of the zones, so. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And, like, it really helps having um, just, like, Black Mages available to always have TP to open skill chains and stuff. Because sometimes you aren't going to just be able to one-shot stuff or, like, AWM or, or anything like that. Like, the NMs went down really efficiently because we had a really efficient skill chain and, like, nobody was, was like, spamming Savage Blade into the mobs. So yeah, we basically we, killed it. We, like we parsed so hard without nagling, we got 12k segments. That's right. I mean, from Dynamis, too, no less. Just segments just popped up into my inventory. At 12k yeah. even. Just 12k, exactly. Yeah, but that's about it that's going on with me, man. Uh, what's going on with you? So, I think this is the last winter beer that I have, because now it's spring, and let's get rid of these winter beers at this point. And, uh, yeah. Southern Tier Brewing Frosted Sugar Cookie Imperial Ale. <laughs> Frosted Sugar it, Cookie? It, it's I, a, that doesn't even sound great for a beer, man. No, no. It does not smell like... I don't... I don't know how to describe this. You ever throw a cookie inside of an imperial ale and just get multiple no. smells? Yeah, that's, I, I would. I would never do that. Yeah, that's what this smells like. Oh no, that's what it smells like, right? But what does that taste like? Oh, it tastes like frosting. Ooh. 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 Oh no, it's like someone put frosting in a beer. It literally tastes frosty, like like straight up icing on a cake is what it tastes like. Ooh, they they are not kidding. Wow. It's the cringiest beer yet. Mm, no, no, it's not. I don't know. It's really bad. Um, I don't know. I was going to compare it to, what was it? The grapefruit that smells like a pussy one. The <laughs> What was that one? Mm, there's been, a, and then the blackbird cider was really bad too. I forgot about the grapefruit. Mm, mm, mm. Licking frosting off my beer. That's, wow, this is. I'm glad I picked this. This is this is a this is a podcast pick. I, I look forward to having something that doesn't suck next. Now it'll be impossible for you to enjoy the next few hours. Mm-mm. Not with this so, beer. That's more enjoyable than my experience today in Esha. Oh yeah, dude, that was that was another another amazing adventure. Fucking 500k down the drain for nothing. It's just so I'm finishing up my cold acumen set on Black Mage because that is the First thing I wear, I don't have a magic burst set on Black Mage, which is cool to still not have a magic burst set and be doing over 50k comets to, to you know, <laughs> with an unaugmented Empaka staff, just doing 50k comets to NMs. And, yeah, man. Yeah, that was, it's not like that, I'd understand the 50k if it was the 75% bonus to magic, but these are just NMs, they don't have that bonus in Sandy. So that's nice to be able to do that. And, yeah, you just accidentally deal damage. But yeah, now that I have tier 6 and I had, you know, Sam's roll, I was, didn't even, I was using... There's meleeing and then using a tier four to cap or overcap TP and then weapon skill to open up for the core with uh, veto to put uh, magic defense down on and then to then magic burst comet with you when you're doing your death and stuff and we just oh. destroyed those NMs. Were you using Katvanga the whole time? Because I was originally I was using Katvanga, but then I decided not to because I had Sam's roll on and I could just I was getting extra TP that wasn't helping me, so I wanted to do gotcha. stronger magic burst nukes. So I switched to Empaka. Yeah, yeah. So I guess what I forgot to add is the um the the Aeonic staff that everyone 
and always laughs at is what I use to do that insane damage throughout the entire run. And like the, the 500 TP bonus really helped me clear 2K and 3K uh, for TP thresholds. But yeah, it's cool stuff. So Esha though, Esha. I'm actually looking up the Cataclysm mods because I'm curious real quick. It's actually really oh, low. Yeah, um, well, no, it's not the worst thing. It goes up to five at 3,000 and starts at 275. Yeah, it's, the FTP mod isn't isn't too great. the The main thing that carries it is just how much magic attack. Hey, for a staff weapon skill, to. for a staff weapon skill, that's pretty good. Yeah, they're like almost all garbage. Yeah, let's put retribution for example, which is one of the better ones. Is two, two, five, and three. Yeah, so you can't expect much out of it. Shattered. I almost decided to do earth crushers because of Quanper necklace and stuff, but I just didn't, I forgot to. Shatter soul is a non FTP replicating multi hit weapon skill. Of 1.375. Yeah, it's real bad. Why would you not... Why is that not FTP replicating? Yeah, that's just... That's Black Mage. Yep. That doesn't even get Cataclysm natively. Which is All the dumb. jobs that can't really use it. And yeah, Vito's FTP is 175, so... Yep. So classically and comically low FTP values. Yeah, I, that's for sure. I have to sub... I subbed Scholar in there because I figured I might... Without the... What we had going on, I figured maybe I want Storms and Re-Raise, and I probably should have just gone White Mage for Re-Raise and not Storms. Yeah, I went some Paladin, and that was a huge mistake because it didn't really add anything that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So I should have also been Subway Mage. Like I think that's the, the correct choice, regardless. You want some icing, Fox? This is no, I do not. <laughs> it's eight point six percent, and you don't taste the alcohol because it just tastes like icing. That just makes me sad. Mm -mm, there's a picture of a snowman on it, smiling as a cookie. That is that is not a happy thing. Still lure you in with a false sense of security. It's got like a little uh, snowflake sugar cookie and a Christmas tree sugar cookie and a present sugar cookie. It's got some uh, some art on it. And then you realized it's March. It is, and this is madness. Ugh. So yes, I was getting the last item, which is a seraphic ampulla, whatever. What if that's the right way to say that? From lustful Lydia, who you may also know as your mom, because that's just this great name for oh. it. So I was fighting your mom. And I got six tiaras, 13 pairs of pants, 11 Eshite bodies, and zero of the ammo. Zero. You were just on the shit receiving end of any, any drops that you wanted? I got everything. It was so bad, I took that Tanaka meme that is uh, the life is a sum of an unbalanced equation with him and all of the logs and mithril ingots in front of it, and I took a <laughs> pair of the... Uh, the Hakama, the pants that dropped from that fucking thing, and paste it all over the background with one uh, seraphic ampulla just sitting there. Because what happened is Fox and Hayaf from the Link Shell came out to help me. They go, oh, we'll fight a different one if it drops, we'll invite you. I'm there, I just got another pair of fucking pants. And they go and they fight one. One out of one, the thing drops for them. And I, I yep. just, I, I was beyond belief at that point. It was ridiculous. You were out there for like hours. It was stupid. What the fuck? How RN Jesus was fucking spiting me. Yeah, for real. Uh, I've never been that fucked in Astro before. It should no, not it happen. Pretty great. I've changed uh, pop spot locations. I go, maybe just the spot's weird. Oh, man. Oh, now we started down the... Uh, yeah, like, the, well, when you're there and you spend half a mil and see nothing but pants and bodies, you go, what, what's going on? I'm here? surprised you didn't let the dude come out and apply treasure. <laughs> <laughs> I started and the reason that's funny for people who don't really understand is that it doesn't do anything. So And I said no, thank you anyway, but it doesn't help. So I even it, I got to the point of that I started putting TH4 on. I'm like, maybe. Maybe. Got to that desperation moment where you just don't see reason anymore. Well, 
See, it's funny, because when it comes to defending Ring, I go, okay, it, it's never, TH doesn't help, but I'm not going to bother, who cares, you just kill it until it eventually happens. But you expect that at like a 5% drop rate to be rare, and you know Treasure Hunter doesn't help. With Esha, you're like, do you get an extra spot, maybe? Because <laughs> you get more, I think there's an extra potential drop slot in there, I just didn't know if it was purely event-related or somewhat TH-related, because sometimes you get some extra item. I, I, just, I, I didn't know. So I'm like, I don't remember. I always thought that was on the tier three mobs, but maybe. I could be very wrong about that. I think it's something like that. I recall like the tier threes having an extra slot, and I just figured maybe, but nope. We just fight this mall bro for lustful Lydia. Lustful Lydia was super lustful. It really fucked me. It's true. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, how many dark steel ingots am I going to go through? Why'd you use dark steel ingots, man? You could use uh, myth kebabs. Myth kebabs, the fish myth kebabs that are in the house. Yeah. Yeah, the, the ones that are on uh, that are ones that are on the Nomad Moogle. Oh well, that's good to know. Insult to injury. Uh, well, thank you, Fox, for getting me the Ampula because as soon as I got it, we went and did Divergence. So that was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I can't really take credit for that though. Like all, all I did was <laughs> I opened a Shatter Soul for High and he closed the Savage Blade and then it drops. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, in terms of the game. Uh, I have been just doing Odyssey, and otherwise I made a map template on BG finally, so that the maps pop up when you hover over them, and that should probably help people on BG now who keep complaining, I can't find your maps, your maps are at the bottom, I have to open set. Okay, you just hover over, they're good now. I know it sucked. Yes, it sucked. I'm making fun of the tone, but it sucked. Wait, yes. people were upset because they had to scroll? Well, they'd be at the bottom of the page, and then you have to open a tab for every map, which is very annoying if you're in a zone with seven maps or something, like then a ranker or whatever you're doing. So guess, yeah. now they're at the top. Now you can hover over them, and they pop up. So now it's, you know, it's there. It looks better. It's nicer. It'll help people. Every Adeline zone's done. I did, like, all the Winder zones. Uh, Crawler's Nest S is done. Just stuff like that. I'm working through just randomly. I will copy-paste and fix and move to the next zone. Try to bang a few out every day. There's a lot of zones to work with, too. Like, yeah. for people who don't really understand how many zones are in here, just go look at your search list by uh, by area and just scroll through that. Like, there's a map for every zone, and I think that's what you're working on. So. And, like, Funkworks will make a list of everything and take them off one by one. I'm just going based on my head. Like, I'm, I'm picturing myself walking through this zone. like, oh, okay, here's Full Moon Fountain. Now I've left here. I'm in uh, the canal. The canal is connected to, um, you know, outer... Uh, to a Ruins, which is also inner. Let me do that. I'm just off my head. What's the next zone attached to this zone? I just keep clicking everything and doing that one. Soon we'll find out what zone you care the least about. Because it'll be the one like three years from now. The fucking monoclipper. I did Bibiki Bay. I'm like, oh, the monoclipper. Who cares? Monoclipper. I'm like, it's got a map even. It's got the stupid boat map that's on the page. I'm like, ah, oh, who gives a shit? I guess I'll put it up there in case you really want to see the monoclipper route that doesn't do anything for anyone. Well, I mean, I guess if you're fishing, but it doesn't matter because it's taking that route. You're already on the boat. Hey, you get to hang out with Tomberry, though. No, that is the raft in Carpenter's Landing. Oh, this that's one's right. a Mithra that sits in the deck, I believe. Yeah, that's you're talking about the one that goes to Parungarungo Isle or whatever. Yep. Yeah, I was mixing those up. Because I'm like, here's Bibiki Bay. Let me hop on the boat now. Oh, there's a map for this. Oh, I'm off the boat. Here's Parungarungo Isle. But some of them will help. The Adelin ones will probably help people doing their, their missions. When they're rank yeah, six on a mule, one of my oh, no. one of my static members. Oh no, what? I dropped my thing I was messing with, and now it bothers the shit out of me. Oh, what's going on? 
What the fuck? So uh, my static member is from the Virgin Islands. And yeah, yeah. He, I don't know what he does. I don't care. I don't ask. That's his business. But he has a job, and apparently everyone from his job is up for some seminar or something in Elizabeth, New Jersey. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, cool. My static guy is like right here. Let's, uh, you know, we didn't. He's he's doing stuff with people. I'm not gonna. I I played with the guy for two weeks. I'm not gonna be like, hey, let's go spend time in real life. He's you know whatever. Want to hang out, new guy? Please, yeah. hey, please. Hey. Do you want to hang out? Hey, my island buddy. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking cringe. Um, yeah, so he was, he's been missing the static because obviously he's not where he's supposed to be. He's out doing stuff, seeing stuff, getting fucking roasted nuts on the corner in Manhattan or something. I don't know. Whatever you, whatever he did when he went to New York today for the first time. That it's, I think he said one of his friends got the roasted nuts. So if you've never been to New York City, Fox. There's many things to say. I warned him ahead of time. I said, if anyone comes up to you and puts a bracelet on you or something, no, do not take it. Do not let them put it on you. Don't answer these questions. They're going to distract you. Do not. What's all this about a bracelet? So last time I was in Times Square, I don't frequent the city enough to just tell people to get right away from me as I should. So some fucking small Asian person's walking up to me. I'm like, okay. And they put the little bracelet on me, this little fucking thing of red string that they like picked up from the craft store and kneeled, like you know twined together for two fucking seconds. And they're holding some bullshit laminated plaque. I'm like, okay, they probably have problems. Everyone has problems. And they put it on me, and I'm like, okay, thanks. Don't want it, but okay. But they're not speaking English. They're just like they're just like holding up a sign that has Chinese and English beneath it or whatever. And they're just pointing at the sign. And I'm like, okay, person can't communicate. And I'm like. And then they then they they tug on the little bracelet on my wrist, and I'm like, "Yes, you put this on my wrist." And then they they do like the the thing with the fingers where they do the money thing, and I go, "No, take this shit back. You're not getting money. Get out of here." <laughs> it's like the uh, it's almost like the guys who um, try to solicit for like prostitution stuff in Vegas, where they like flip the cards at you. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> yeah, they have the, like the specific like card flicking motion that like gets your attention. They try to like jam that shit in your hands as you walk by. It's like the same sort of shit. It sounds and I, like. I know better, but it was an old Asian person. I'm like, okay, this little hunched over Asian person's got some problems. And like, if it was a younger person, I'd be like, no, get the fuck away from me. Because I've traveled, I've been places, I've, I've seen people, you know, I've seen a lot of things when people are, you know, whether you have a certain uh, strong big guy coming and block your way until uh, the woman that bought you a drink is then, you know, ends up being a prostitute and they do not let you leave. <laughs> it did not happen to me, of course, but. Well, not of course, but, you know, there's a lot of things happen. <laughs> just you, just recanting for a friend. You, know, you see things. As I said, when I put my back to the corner of the room or whatever and, and make sure I see what's going on in front of me, it's because I've seen things. It's because things have happened and I have seen things and I do not walk in and not keep a mindful eye on what is going on around me. And even at home, those things still happen. So remember that, kids. You can never be too paranoid. Well, you know, it's one thing when... So, this is something I've thought of, Fox, when I'm just sitting there working and I'm thinking about all the things I think about, which is quite a list. And I'm sitting there going, you know, ignorance certainly is bliss because how heavy of is it a burden to have to think about certain things that, you know, someone who's completely ignorant would not be bothered by whatsoever, which is very contextless, but... I'm kind of jealous of that sometimes, though. Like, I really wish that I was more ignorant to stuff just so I wouldn't have to be concerned with it. So like when I see people who are that way, yeah, a little bit of me gets frustrated because, hey, you should probably not be quite as ignorant about X, Y, Z. 
Um, but at the same time, it's like also you live a a very probably a much happier life than people who uh, who actually do realize that sort of shit goes on. So, and that's what I I was thinking. But then I thought to myself, how happy is a lie? And and am I really happy just living in a fishbowl? In this case, I go sure. You know, what does it matter? You're happy, but at the same time, I mean. It's not, you're only happy as long as your circumstances around you that you're ignorant of permit you to be. And oftentimes that's not always the case for everyone. So I'm like, you know, it sucks, but yeah. nonetheless, uh, so also to finish up the static guy, I, I turned to him because I, I'm familiar with Elizabeth somewhat. I've been there. I had a friend who played this game I met and he was up in Elizabeth. So I'm somewhat familiar with, with that area. No, I don't, you know, live there, but I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with if you're taking nine or whatever to go somewhere else and you go through town, there's a million fucking traffic lights. And he goes, he told the group, he goes, I'll be on in 10 minutes. And then he's on like 25 minutes later. He goes, man, I hit every light. And I go, I know exactly where you were and what you were doing. It's like a light every intersection. And there's like 13 fucking lights in a row. And it's just when you start hitting every light red and you go like, you know, 30 seconds, red light. It's like 15 seconds, right? It's like every intersection. And I'm like, yeah, you're not getting back in time. <laughs> and then I turned to him. I go, so how's it to drive? And he goes, dude, what is wrong with you people? And I go, what? It was someone driving in the median. <laughs> what was going on? He goes, dude, I've never seen. I go, now people in the islands, they drive there, but I've never seen this. <laughs> and it's true because the other day I was going to work, fucking just sitting there at the, at the light, you know, and then next to me, I see someone making a left and then I see a yield sign on the other way coming in and person making left has right away and person got the yield sign right outside my window of the car, just T-bones him. <laughs> I could reach out and touch wow. this car. I'm just sitting there watching this happen. They just T-bone him. I'm like, oh, that's good. And then, wow. and then five minutes later, I'm at another light and a guy decides that he is going to run the red light immediately to make a U-turn in the middle of the intersection. That's right, right in front of me. And I'm just like, okay, I, I, I lowered down my window and fucking yelled at this guy. His window was down too. I just start going, what the fuck was that? And I just start screaming my window at this guy because he did it to park. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> he did it to park. So I just kept fucking yelling. But that's that's what it's like. This place is the worst auto insurance rates in the nation. Nonetheless, um, so that's that's you know, the humor to me of one of my static members just suddenly being in my state and, and seeing these things. Realizing that everything in there is terrible. I remember last time I mentioned uh, traffic in New Jersey, someone left an angry comment on YouTube, which is why I'm partly mentioning traffic in New Jersey, because I mentioned where I was sitting there, the light, and someone just started going the wrong way down the uh, the off-ramp next to me. <laughs> just like, Okay. What was that person? I, I, I'm not familiar with that comment. Was that person like trying to defend that dude? They, or, they, or they were saying how shitty it is. I go, no one fucking cares about someone driving in Jersey traffic. It's stupid. I'm like, okay. Oh, okay, cool. You can hit the back button. Um, there's also this thing called TikTok so that you can, you know, have videos that address your attention span. Speaking of TikTok, I don't use TikTok, but I'm loving these oh, Ukrainian yeah. farmer videos on TikTok. Oh, yeah? Look, we found another piece of Russian shit on side of road. Second time this week, Ukrainian scrap metal industry is coming back from crisis. <laughs> I just fucking love it. And he's like, he goes, he's yelling at the guy, is there, is there cassette player inside? <laughs> wow. And he goes, what are we supposed to do with this? Maybe we can carry it with, with potatoes. We can fill it full of potatoes and carry it. This is what we do now, he says. I'm just, I like those, those lines. This is what we do now. Yeah, man. This is what we do now. That's definitely some shit. Otherwise, we're about done with Bumba and our group. 
and just stuff like that, ranking up Black Mage. Got some master points on Pup the other day. Pup's feeling really fucking good now. Nice. So would you end up hitting? Master level 8. Oh, okay. So well, it feels just, real good. It feels real good because the Puppet has 80 more HP, and the Puppet's getting a higher regen now, and when my Puppet's tanking various items we're about to talk about, then that's... You know, it, oh, that's right, because it is percentage-based. Yes, so master levels, as Fox knows and has said, are more important for jobs like Monk, Pup, Black Mage, because hand-to-hand um, skill is part of your base damage calculation. So the more hand-to-hand skill you get, not only do you get the normal stats everyone else gets, but it changes your base damage calculation. Yeah. So just adding attack, like dagger skill adds attack to dagger and accuracy. It does not add base damage. Yeah, hand-to-hand's a special beast when it comes to that. So yeah, anytime you're you're ranking that up, that's good. So yeah, I'd say the, the Puppet Master definitely benefits more than I'd given it any real thought. Because every bit of HP is nice on the puppet to have, but every bit of HP you have in the puppet with auto repair kit increases the amount of regen you get. Oh man! So the auto repair really kit do auto repair kit increases your HP on the puppet, which of course you want uh, by a percentage, which is nice. And the optic fiber increases the regen potency, not the percentage, as far as I remember. But the more HP you have, the higher the percentage of auto regen, which is really really helpful when your puppet's tanking Henwin. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you can only get so much DT, and you know if you're yep. feeding it so much, so much TP at the same time, uh, you know the only thing that's gonna keep that alive is just stronger regen or keep everybody safe with stronger regen. But otherwise, before we jump into that, uh, we didn't talk about the campaigns going on right now that started seven days ago, and they will be here for another well, eleven and a half days. I think so. so. Really, the only one I care about is uh, Dark Matter. Yeah, Dark Matter's going on. It's only the tw- uh, the 6, not the 12, which is fine. No one cares about Surge Walk. And Delve is the one that's going on that really matters. Besides um, Voidwatch? Well, Surge yeah, Walk Voidwatch. is good for people who don't have stuff like Pixie Hairpin and they need to go pick it up. If you're not doing anything else, you might as well go do some Surge Walks. Fox, people buy everything. Well, yeah, but I, I don't want to just assume that a new player just magically manifests, you know, 8 to 12 million gil. I f- through totally legitimate means. I farmed my pixie hairpin many, many eons ago. I didn't buy it. I mean, that can't be the type of player who, you know, complains that they are 15, they're FBO, but they keep dying. Okay, so, okay. Just yeah, to, I had to just open to that Just to cap out the, the, the do it. campaigns, Voidwatch lights, go do your Voidwatch Dark Matter. Um, you, if you, <laughs> for some reason, need Dynamis stuff, if you're a newer player, Dynamis campaign's going right now. You get all your entry times right away. You can go right to town just farming, which is nice. And Statue Crusher campaign is just extra cards. It's not the plus. Plus is pretty rare. You're not getting the extra seals. Otherwise, it'd be really nice. And that's all that really matters. So I want to do some delve before it ends because I need to get some stuff to upgrade my Relic Pants on Black Mage to plus three. From plus. I have to get a plus two first. So I got to get like oh, three actually, of yeah, that, that delve event is really good. Yeah. I is. just don't have a bunch of people who feel like doing it. I'd ever. go with you. Okay. Yeah, I guess let me know. Yep, I tabled it as well, so I just need three people. If you need, like, one person to enter, that should be worthless, and it'd be, everyone would do it, so. Yeah, exactly. But, yes, so, what Fox is alluding to. <laughs> you had to hurry through it so we can get to the, get to the, the awesome point. No, no names, because this is a Link Show member, and, you know, this is not to rag on the Link Show member, because, honestly, when it comes to treatment, we talk about other people, and just because you're a Link Show doesn't make you special. Anyone can pick yeah. it up from the concierge, first of all, but there's no there's no immunity, there's no bias towards people that are in our circle. We see we fucking pick on Felgar, so you are not safe whatsoever. So someone in the link shell says if there's anyone around, which is how you know right off the bat it's going to go in, a, in the wrong direction. Is there anyone around <laughs> no. who can answer 
my rune fencer questions like you know i i saw that question go up and i go oh i wonder if spicy's on so i just sat mm-hmm. there and like looked at ls chat and waited mm-hmm. and i was actively farming that uh seraphic ampula at that very moment i had just it's started so, good. so i was there and at least it wasn't when people yell are there any veteran you know job around or anyone who's a expert job around who could answer a question like you can only answer a question if you're a veteran or expert on a job you don't know anything about jobs that otherwise unless you're an and expert. it's it's never a question yeah. that actually requires an expert or, or a veteran it's Nin- never a question like that 99 percent of the time it is not an expert related sort of topic so the question was um Basically, that they are a rune fencer who is being destroyed like a wet paper bag in Shoal Sea. What are they doing wrong? And it's like, and then they go on to say the supporting details to get added into place. I have a pretty good spell interruption rate set, but I keep getting interrupted, um, which means you don't have a set. Uh, and yeah, then, exactly. And then I have R15 Epio, but I keep getting beat up. And it's so Fox and I immediately at the same time start typing. And the moment the same I saw thing. that. Yeah, I go, I go. Well, I hope so, because R15 doesn't help you live whatsoever. And so Fox starts giving him advice, like, da 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 you need to have, you know, get 10% interruption through merits, and then you need to have 102 on your set, and, and all this, you know, stuff that you would start saying, uh, da 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 and Fox is giving really helpful advice. And then they go, uh, so, you know, we, we kind of move past you in R15, it just means you're... I mean, why are you an R15 if you're known on the play? But, Focusing on the wrong shit. It's just y- yes, standard Azurism yes. that I wanted to point out. Yes. So then it goes, it goes, what runes should I use? Which is the, a huge red flag. Like, given all that information before that, that becomes a red flag at that point. If, if there's a new rune fencer that asks what runes to use, yeah, I mean, you clearly don't know. But I mean, if you've already got, if you've already got an FEO and you've already decided to R15 it and you, Mine's R8. I'm not even R15. Sets and stuff. I, I think mine's like R6. So and I, I use my, my Epio more than other jobs because I'm always just keeping the shoal run around 11 to 12k by not going on blue so I can keep everything under control easily. Because stuff happens, you don't want to ruin the run. So I've been on the run yeah. because I can do damage. And so, I mean, mine should be R15 for how much I fucking use it and, and try to two-shot things with Dimmy skill chain. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of... You can't exactly pinpoint the particular stigma surrounding this one because you never know like who's like made what gill on other jobs and stuff like that. But it's always kind of suspect when someone is like what geared out, geared out by Azuran standards, which means an R15 and you don't understand anything else about your job. But they were saying like, not and like I'm R15. I'm cool. They go, I don't even understand. I'm, I'm getting beat up and I'm even R15. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that was exactly. the context of which it was said. <laughs> yeah. Which is real important. And then just not have the runes. Like it's it just, it's just a really, really huge red flag overall. And at that point, I kind of checked out of the conversation. Uh, yeah, you did. And then I said it depends. And then Woda said probably Tenebra, but I haven't played Paladin or rune since you know the last Paladin update. So don't ask yeah. me. But it's like it depends what you're doing. If if you're fighting an imp, you want under runes for for resistance to fire, so you don't get amnesia'd. And if you're fighting um, something like I don't know, a spider, you can resist the slow with uh, flobber runes. It just depends what you're doing. If you're fighting a Lamia, you want the, what is the thunder rune to resist water? But you have to have at least... Sulfur. Yeah, sulfur. 
You have to have at least something going on to resist that because I have been on the last floor and decided, ah, we're going to kill this shit. I don't have to put on the, the rune. And then torrent. it's the one out of like 20 runs that I got hit with torrent and just destroyed in five seconds. Yep. Yep. That's that happened. Which, uh, for those who don't know, it, it unequips you. Yeah. And it unequips you in a varying way, too. Like sometimes it just takes your weapon, sometimes it takes a single gear slot. Sometimes it just makes Their you. Their torrent takes naked. everything in there. Yeah. Just completely naked. So as a tank, you uh, you immediately die. Yeah, yeah. So, so I said, in my fashion, I go, you know, this is going to be rude, and it might not go well, but I'm going to sit anyway. Of course, I go. It's really concerning that you have an R15 rune and don't even know what runes to use, because uh, I yep. nothing good will come from that besides me saying basically, what the fuck. And it didn't escalate. Yeah, but I mean, it didn't escalate. It, it, they just accepted it, and they go, "Yeah," da, 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 and they just kind of that—that that was the end of the conversation, basically. But it's like, I mean, and it started off too with what was it? Someone said because um, I'm starting to talk to them, and someone said, "Did you read <laughs> Spicy's Rune Guide?" Which I get annoyed if people just throw that out. You don't have to. I mean, you should read the guide if you have these questions, but you don't have to read the guide to ask a question. But still, it's just they said they did, and then obviously they did not because if they did, they would not have a spell interruption rate set that's not you know, less than spell interruption rate set. I think it even describes why that set needs to be the number it is. Too. And two in the conversation as well, they said later on, they said that they went into Shoal Sea, I think sometime around when they were asking that or afterwards. And they said the rune asked for embolden right away. Is that what you do? <laughs> they like, they asked like, why would they want embolden for protect is what they asked basically. And, oh. and, and, and I said, I go, well, if you're getting beat up, you need the embolden protect. And the, yeah, I go, what else are you going to embolden frankly in there? But whatever. Yeah, exactly. There's there's really not much. That's your Runefencer lesson. So a lot of Runefencers have trouble in Shoal Sea because they don't embolden and protect and don't eat defense food and don't have the proper defensive set. Uh, that that gets you destroyed like a wet paper bag in there because they have high attack. You need to get the defense in there. And Rune can get it. You just have to try. Like having a mini is essential. Uh, yep. And then you just laugh at the damage like a paladin would. There's no difference at that point between you and a paladin beside a shield block versus parrying if you're engaged. So there's not any difference at that point. And to generally, that's the problem with these runes is they don't have that. But in this case, it was it was more than just I need defense. Yeah, and also it kind of alluded that there was like issues with midcast as well. So it's probably a situation where you haven't they like weren't using midcast. Alua, and, so yeah, uh, which is is its own thing. I mean, you can get away with not using Alua. Yeah, coming from me, can. that should mean something. I mean, uh, you can. But you you probably and honestly, as a as a newer person, like at least to the that you're playing, it's still a good idea to use that because at least it will will help your flow with how you equip gear, and it also give you an idea of what fields you need to fill out, which is a really good indicator as to what gear you'll need. You know, I so. was sitting there having breakfast of the day, Friday, in fact, because now today is Saturday, so it feels like a long time ago, but it was not. It was twenty four and a half, I don't know, whatever hours ago, and I'm sitting there. And I'm thinking to myself, what would a basic all jobs Lua look like so that I could just make a you know spicy includes and then just have the most basic, <laughs> like it would work for every spicy includes. spicy includes and it would just work for every job. It wouldn't have all your nitty gritty sets. It's not going to have a death mode on, on, on black mage. It's, it's not going to have every little jug pet set. It's going to have a generic, you know, I would filter out magic or physical and that'd be about it. But just what would it look like if there was a an all-jobs Lua, where there was just, you know... I, I wrote one in the Discord for that one guy that one time. Did he you? wanted, like, a real basic... Yeah, the dude wanted, like, a real basic lure or something, and I really didn't 
understand what was going on or why they didn't want to just fill out a different one. So yeah, I, I wrote I wrote like one that was like it was probably less than two hundred lines. So it did not take long at all. And yeah, it was uh, it was basically this equips uh, a precast, this equips an idle set, this equips an engage set with like no other frills at all. Well, that's even that's 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 less than simple. <laughs> that's that it is. Yeah, that's and that's why it. that's why I was questioning why they wanted it. And it yeah, it escalated. Hey, hey, that's time. a lot more effective than the included macros or whatever for the game, and it's and it takes no effort whatsoever to use. Yeah. So what, what's what's your mission with, with what you're you're trying? To, I was just I don't know if I want to do it because I, like for you you play every job so you can think of everything on the fly. I've never played samurai, so maybe there's certain things. I mean, I was just thinking, uh, maybe two sets, just an engage set and an accuracy set, and then have haste rules. But I'm like, what I really want to deal with haste rules. For no, I wouldn't deal with haste rules yeah. at all if you're making it that simple. Honestly, yeah. you ha- you have it right by thinking along those lines if you want to make that because. You got to think of all the different states that your character's in throughout the game, because that's going to be the same across all classes. So those are the things that are going to be generic across all the woods. And then it becomes more and more job specific, like as you start moving away from stuff other jobs can do. So like your basic things like you're engaged, you're idle, you're weak, even um, stuff like that, um, even generic weapon skill. And with the advent of Naomi, we can be super lazy about that, too. I mean, just even stuff like a TH mode would be there because it would just be whatever set you're in. If it's not DT, equip this TH stuff that's in there. And you don't have to use it. It can just sit there. But otherwise, every job yeah. has TH. Why not put it in there? You know, just basic stuff like that. I'm like, um, but if there's not a haste detection, do you have, you know, because certain jobs have dual wield, certain jobs don't. So do you just ignore that completely? Because then, you know, because like stuff for Pup, it's not going to have like, um, if your frame is this, uh, then change to this set of gear because for <laughs> I, I'm in a, I'm fighting Henwin, so if I use two different frames, there's two different amounts of DT I would need. It changes my set actually completely when I'm fighting and based on which head I'm using. It's a big difference because I get the extra one earth for the extra armor plate, and it just changes everything. So like there would be rules in my thing for something like that, or just rules for if you're using the lizard for AOE fireball or something, you know, but you know, do you, how deep do you go with that? Yeah. It's funny. You started talking about the pup thing. Cause I'm, I'm still working on that, uh, that, uh, uh, that, well, part of the Lua that I'm, I'm working on to allow it to, um, the uh, puppet to decide what gear you're wearing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Carrots yeah, it here. does it in real time. Do you want to try this carrot? Oh. What the hell is this? <laughs> Unending sadness. That's disgusting. <laughs> I believe it. What does it taste, I believe what it's does it taste like? It does not taste like frosted sugar cookie, that's for sure. <laughs> does it taste like baby gravy? Who? What's the market for this? Who's asking for this type <laughs> of beer? Oh, I'm sure there's lore on the bottle. Uh, oh, well, no, there's no lore. I wonder if oh. we... Uh, let's, let's look at the website here before we go in. We're going to the Odyssey. Oh, no, not the website again. We're going to the Odyssey and MZ to this, but... Oh, okay. But yeah, for something like Pup, though, um, I could actually see wanting to create a Lua for Pup that uses both equip sets and um, and the actual Lua core itself um, that, that allows it to uh, like change jobs for you, the player. But then when you use an equip set i would like it to like disable the ability for for the lua to change those things until you manually turn it back on and i think that would be a good way to hybridize the two things for that job in particular 
because the solution I'm working on is like way complicated and it's also <laughs> it's it's also very close to being a bot and I don't like that portion of it but I do like the ability to help streamline puppet masters gear swapping it's so. I mean it, it's it's only would be in this case because you're trying to get it to recognize in a roundabout way because you can't recognize when a puppet's weapon scaling exactly yeah I'm using um I actually use the, the 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 frame rate of the game itself as a uh, timing chain, basically. But yeah. So we'll see. But yeah, I, I like a I like the idea of just a simplified Lua, and ultimately that's what I wanted to do with my own Luas. Um, the the whole idea of of rewriting all of mine is that eventually I was going to create like one Lua that I would have to, that I would be able to load, and then based on the job it is, include the file that's needed, kind of like how the Mox Luas work but with more flexibility in the main one that you can alter um, and try to, you know, make a new version that way. So I think a simple Lua like that, like, like you're talking about is, is, is a pretty good exercise for being able to do that sort of thing overall. Not that that's your intention. At the it end. was just to try and give something to people that isn't complicated. Doesn't have to worry about all these modes yeah. and this and that just DT mode. And this is it. And just, you know, engage set accuracy set. And there's just basic stuff like that while still holding up the basic functions of, I mean, because you want pet gear too, so you know, uh, probably a pet mode that can be thrown on in some way that doesn't require much user interaction. Like, like when you like, if it was one that was just non-pet jobs, it'd be even easier. So I'm trying to think about how would that even look like if I do it. I'm just thinking, you know, yeah, it'd be good to exist. Okay, yeah, because all the bells and whistles they they definitely sometimes just confuse people. Like I can see someone just like opening up one of mine and being like, "That's too many toggles." Yeah, your black like, mage one made me do that. Out. I just I decided yeah. to not use your black mage one when I saw how I'm like, "There's too much going on here." I'll just use my own and see how far it builds out. And it's, I know it's going to be yeah. different, even though they're somewhat similar, even though they're not. Uh, my black mage, red mage, and scholar ones are very scary that way. Yes. Yeah. So here's the lore on on this beer here. Gather round the fire with all of your closest friends and cozy up to this delicious spectacle of pure sweetness that is sure to sprinkle your wintry days with joy. You, uh. you won't believe it's beer and not a tin full of iced confections. I do Our, not believe it's beer. I mean, that not that exactly what you described, though? Our frosted sugar cookie ale is full of soft and airy vanilla and cake notes, iced to perfection. Happy holidays from ours to yours. Well, I mean... Based on that, I'm going to call it a mission statement at this point. Uh, I think they actually hit the nail on the head because uh, it does taste like, like a uh, tin of confections, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the problem, isn't it's, it? It's like eating someone's ass out after they just sat in a tin of cookies. That took me on a journey. All right, man. <laughs> that's quite a pause from you. So yeah. <laughs> you know what it was rated on Beer Advocate? Uh, it's got to be like MA or at least three X's like based uh, on your description. 87 out of 100. What the fuck? Very good, it says. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, man. Well, uh, you clearly have no uh, no faith in that site anymore. I know I wouldn't. Mm-mm-mm. Although they might have a far more refined palate than I, or even you. Perhaps I just don't understand what an Imperial Ale hybrid of limited release is supposed to really taste like. Perhaps that's just beyond my comprehension. Is it a can of frosting? Is it a beer? You set them side by side, you'd never know. The perfectly frosted tin of confections that you've thrown onto your front lawn. Onto your front lawn. The perfect frosted tin of confections that's left in the morning after the squirrels are done with it. Oh, man. Okay, so Odyssey V20. 
you know, we've, yeah. we've gone through the motions here. I, I think I'll have some colorful tales of things that have happened with mine, because I do pug stuff and you do not, and you'll have some wonderful things to talk about Felgar. <laughs> the, the, the full recap. The recap. That's good. Okay, so let's start with the tier ones. I don't think we have to put any background information. How do you get here? If you don't want to get here, read the wiki. And if you're, you know, that's if you're not even yeah. doing this, then that's you're in the wrong place. So the tier ones, I even the strategies that I wrote that are on our Discord, like they're super basic because if you've gotten to the point where you can do a V twenty tier one, you can probably kill the V twenty tier ones. Like they aren't anything special, really. The prime difference for all of these is just the ads that come out. Yeah, at seventy five percent, that and the regen that comes with them is serious. So, it's more of a problem for some as opposed to others. Yeah, but I mean, as as far as the tier ones are concerned, though, like the the regen, didn't you can really... time out on them if you fuck up. I mean, you can. <laughs> I had <laughs> a I had a uh, Ubani that that went wrong because we just came the wrong. Blackie, get off the. Got a cat walking across the computer here. Um. I had something go wrong once, and we timed out of one once, and it was just like, wow, how oh, did weird. this happen? We didn't have any buffs or any. It was just the end of a times three, and I'm like, just come whatever jobs you guys want. It's, it's Ubanai. Who cares? Oh, so you're you're talking about farm, though. So farm yeah. get, farm is a lot more strange than when we go down, like, the clearing route. So, like, when you sit there and you want to clear the run, like, so in this case, you have to clear all the tier ones and tier twos and tier threes, et cetera, of course, because we're talking about V20. Clearly, you've already been there. Um like when you're clearing it, you, you typically want a party that that is competent. But when you're doing farms, you're just like, well, I'm gonna throw all this all these noodles at this wall and hope that hopefully it sticks and gives me RP at the end. Noodles at the wall. You ever throw noodles yeah. at the wall? Uh, I used to when I was much younger, and then I just realized that it, you can just cook pasta and not be a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I I learned about it once, and I'm like, why'd you throw that spaghetti against the wall? And they're like, that's how you see if it's done. I go, why? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's starchy and wet unless it's still a fucking stick that you just put in and taken out for some inexplicable reason. It's not. It's gonna stick to the wall. I mean, have you heard of al dente, sir? I, I al dente is the only way that exists, Fox. <laughs> if you're giving oh, mushy, man. I've had people that make mushy casserole, and I just look at them and go, "What did you do? You can't cook the noodles done, then put them in the oven and bake them for for an hour. You can't. You can't do that. You got to make sure it's undercooked." A little bit before you throw it there. Otherwise, no one likes a big ziti with with you know mushy noodles. It's just, it's disgusting. You don't you, the, the noodles should not be mushy. So throw that against the wall. You throw the whole casserole against the wall if your noodles if your noodles are mushy. Yeah, man. So I do remember uh, when I originally wrote these. Man, it was a while ago that I wrote these tier ones. That I just basically recommend you bring a red mage to all these runs and you you like set up your parties like a normal hit squad and. Just have the red mage do like sad stymie sleep too, and then just chain spell sleep it if that ever wakes up. But honestly, you don't really need to even do that on tier ones. You just need to not be dumb about DT sets, I guess. Uh, it depends, you know, what's going on. Sometimes you just don't want the mob next to you hitting you and doing its TP moves, depending what mob calls out. That's true. Some are jokes, some are not. Yeah. I remember when I because I tanked everything through tier one and tier two just to make sure that the fights went smooth for us. Um, I remember in tier ones, the one that I actually had like the hardest time tanking was actually Dale on Day uh, because I did not tank it in Aegis and I should have. Um, as a as a paladin, 
don't try to tank that one in the Servatza. Like you, you'll you'll probably still survive and you'll probably tank it just fine. But you like randomly take eight nine hundred damage and you just don't need to at all. Like if you if you tank it in the Aegis, you just won't take any damage from that thing. So Delande is the Twitherum and it's the NM yeah. Twitherum that does the shining and pauling salvo, which is you know for that mob pretty decent dark and light damage. So if you're in a paladin, yeah. But if you're in a rune, you should be able to resist that with uh, you know light and dark runes. runes. Yeah. Because you will have a little bit of resist there, and and it depends. Some runes are more ready than others. By the time you get Nayame on rune, honestly, it's a night and day difference. So some people have mm. V zero clears and no Nayame. You don't need any augments on it. Just you know whatever. But other runes do not, so it'll be a harder time for some. Yeah, and I'd say like for all of these fights, you can basically just bring a normal DD setup, um, except on on Skeely, which is the which is the Umbral, I, I would definitely recommend bringing a White Mage uh, or just make sure everybody has Holy Water because uh, it does use Terminal Bloom and that can be an issue in a prolonged fight with regen and stuff. Yeah, we could take a White Mage to Skongeely. Yeah, Skongeely. But yeah, I mean, I fought Delande least out of all the NMs in the entire event. There's just, it's that the item it drops is so super niche that it's just no one wants it. Yeah, are you a Beastmaster? Yes, then go ahead. And Even get if it. you are, it's just kind of Nah. Uh, it, it provides attack for your pet in that slot, which you don't normally get. Yeah. But it's, that, that's it's it. 10 attack at rank 25. Oh, or yeah. 15, my bad. 10 for you. Yeah, and one of the main problems with Beast is that your pets really need a lot of attack because they don't get buffed like a player does. So 10 attack, as anemic as that sounds when we compare that to how we work our, our main characters, for a pet, it's sadly significant nice to have yeah sadly um, significant it, yeah it, it doesn't even raise the damage like that noticeably but when you have all of these small optimizations like that plus everything else in your set it adds up to something that is actually meaningful at the end of the day pets are kind of difference pets yeah. are kind of like black mage in the regard of you feel they feel the progress yeah exactly and and it's funny that that's really related to how many buffs you typically get too because it's black mages are, are very much in the same vein of the same kind of buffing that the pets get like maybe you might get a roll or maybe the geo might be giving you a bubble that you need but outside of that you don't get anything like there's no bard treatment no nothing so yeah i mean in, in these tier ones they have certain you know susceptibilities but they don't seem to have too much in the way of resistance compared to the tier two resistance so like you don't even really have to take piercing damage to Delande. It's just, you know, better if you do. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, I didn't really fight too much of the Skongeely, but, I mean, <laughs> I have done the Claire in him. No one, like, Carrot didn't want it for a summoner, so, I mean, it's... She doesn't really That's play, surprising. Didn't play summoner too much either, but... What, what are you looking at me for? I play summoner all the time. Yeah, but... I want summoner all the time. Well, no, that's only when we're failing at Odin. That's that's only when we're failing at Odin. Fox says, "Yeah, she was not happy with that." I bet she's she's like losing all her master points for bad Odin. Oh no, yeah. So yeah, Ubenai is the one I fought all the way to cap my animator because that is R twenty five now, which is very nice for the extra uh -huh. pet HP and just do have no other animator option on pup that helps everyone. So that means I'm gonna have to go do that soon. It's not a big difference, but, you know, uh, 50 HP may be anemic, but the having accuracy in that slot for you when you wouldn't otherwise, which is 10, but it's actually can be important and having an extra 5% weapon skill damage and having an extra 15 accuracy. Sure, you get up like 20 every stat for your pet, but 
You know, I, this is something that happens every time Puppet Masters. I even get asked myself because they see me on the job and they'd see it's me, I guess. And I get questions. They go, when would you use the Neo Animator over the Animator P plus one? And it's pretty basic in my mind. Do you see the difference between them? You see one's a yeah. lot of stats. So unless your question is, is it worth using? Which would still be somewhat weird, but better than just when do you use them? You use one if the pet's fighting and, and you're worried about the pet's damage. Like, let's say you're doing an overdrive and you want your mm -hmm. pet to have everything. That's... What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's my slipper. Oh. Stripe slipper. I'd also probably use it if um, you're using the Black Mage puppet. Yeah, that would make a because difference. Because D-Int matters and it'll give you Int. Yeah, but it's, so when you worry about the pet stats, if you're just tanking with the pet, there's no reason you'd you'd want the extra HP anyway. But if you're doing damage alongside the pet, there's no reason to not use the, you know, the Neo oh, yeah. animator. There's just it's just I use it more often than any other animator. So yeah, I I do too with my limited pub experience. Um, and I I have the 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 P one for range or whatever. Um, but I just typically don't even use that particular setup and you might as well get some master stats. Some people kind of hate on the Sam animator, the Neo animator, because it gives you weapon skill damage on a job that typically wants multi-attack for things like Howling Fist. And yeah, but know, think like, about it. Free, the, free weapon skill damage is still nice. The weapon skill damage still helps for Howling Fist. So. Yeah, yeah it, it's still a positive thing. Like you're still dealing more damage. It may not be the ideal stat that everyone wants in that slot, but spoilers you're not gonna get triple attack in an, on an animator with how it weird with how weird my gear gets um it's i've had times where i need that extra accuracy just based on all the different sets i have and it's not a bad thing to get the accuracy in your pet even though you would have the accuracy from the stats it's it's you know it just keeps it where it's at the magic accuracy is what's really nice frankly too even though you know it's not too much of a thing but it could be one day maybe eventually if you need <laughs> your pet to land a debuff or something because you're for some reason, using a mage frame that's not nuking. I don't know. That, that used to exist, so it would have been nice well, many years ago. There's weird low-man red mage situations where you can't summon trust. So, I mean, if you want to go down the super niche road, yeah. I guess we can live there. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know. But I mostly did it for the pet HP, and because I need master stats. You can wear it at R0 sense. with no pet anything, and it's just you have master stats. You have nothing else to wear. So Yeah. But Ubanai has been super easy. We just do it. We'll have someone apply weapon defense down V20. The Red Mage will uh, just control it or who cares and just cap them out that way as one of the times three rotations. It was easy to do. Yep. Especially because you don't have to wipe them. You can beat him. Yeah, exactly. And, ju and just bring meds too. Like, uh, if I didn't even worry about bring meds. I just got on Rune Fencer, applied armor break, and then tried to tank him. <laughs> did, did damage with my R8 epi uh, Epio. So strong. Not even R15. Why am I dying? Just think of all the damage you won't take when you're R15. <laughs> um, I R15 it so hard without knowing what runes to use that I lived. As some smart ass says, the, the, the quicker you finish the fight, the less damage you have to actually Yeah, take. man. I'm I, I finishing the yeah. fights faster, and I'm just still mm. dying. I don't know. Weird. But otherwise... Yeah, because yeah, you die and your DD that's, that's better geared than you is, is finishing the fight for you. Otherwise, the big boy in here that everyone fights is Gog Magog. Everyone yep. caps him because Koisted Badar is fucking great. It's an absurd ammo, yeah. My favorite is to use Pup on him as well. He's the first big one of the night where I'll be like, I use Pup on this, and Pup's the best job to bring to this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hands down. So, you know, I take a Paladin here, of course, because it's an undead mob, and you really want to have 
the Holy Circle. It's nice for damage. And as long as you have defense down from someone and just any other stats, it's nice. If otherwise the puppet can tank it and you don't want to stand in peck gear, which you never want to do in this event, in my opinion, stand in peck gear and do nothing as the, the puppet master. That's the worst time to do that as this event. And since that's what most puppets do, that's you're already on the wrong foot. But the puppet itself um, gets uh, bone crusher, gets a 1.0 FTP bonus to uh, itself against undead. So with overdrive on an AM3 from Ken Konkin, not that everyone has Ken Konkin, I'm doing with uh, Geo there, I'm doing like upwards of 25k Bone Crushers, and he's getting TP really frequently. So having uh, Empaka with the killer effects, with Holy Circle on, with Stringing Pummel, with, you know, that going on, you know, Pup may not be a monk still, but, uh, you know, you can only have one monk, and Pup's the yeah. next best thing for damage, and you can also have it tank while doing those 25k Bone Crushers, which is nice. Yeah, and I mean, if you're doing the tier 1s anyway, you don't want to bring a monk to any of these other fights. Like, you don't bring a monk to Ubanai, that's really dumb. So, like, bring it to Gogmagog and just have the monk and the pup and the paladin, which, honestly, if it doesn't even need to tank, like, if the pup's tanking it anyway during overdrive, have the paladin bust out a, a club and start doing some judgments. And in our times through rotation as well, we've had it where they use the paladin in a different fight, and that leaves the pup to do that, so. Yeah, absolutely. Like, just because it's undead doesn't mean you have to apply undead killer. Um, it's nice, but you know, don't feel compelled if you have something else that'll tank it better. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, and and then you know, if you happen to not disengage in time, it's always fun to watch him kill a party at seventy five percent. Yeah, when people just aren't paying attention, you get the you get the moo eyes grazing in that field. <laughs> the moo eyes. That's right. That's <laughs> what happens when you're uh, when you're not on Black Mage. You just sit there and just spam the same weapon skill macro and like kind of zone out. Fox, if you were going to make a new weapon in this game for any job that you're into right now, what weapon would it be? I'm currently making video or um, Leviathan. I was thinking about making one too. Yep. I'm also finishing Farsha right now too. Farsha, Farsha, Farsha. Farsha, Farsha, Farsha. Yeah, I got to make sure I get the best reward axe in the game. With Ubanai, it's a shame that people just kind of brute force it because Black Mage is absolutely great to bring to Ubanai and, and use fire nukes on. Oh, I imagine. I, I would actually like to try that at some point because I do still need Neo Animator. And now that I have a Black Mage, it's actually worth something. Then Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, because it's the, the AoE stuff's annoying. It's like uh, MP Drain Plague and shit like that, which is stupid. But um, it's not as bad if you don't have like 3DDs spamming away on them. And you can uh, Asperum himself because he has MP, I believe. But just uh, being able to do cap damage, if you take a rune, just cap damage, magic burst on him while also no. opening up for someone who's closing. Or just you, as a black mage alone, you, a Geo, and a rune could trio the whole fucking fight if you had to. I believe it. And, and honestly, that's one of the things I've noticed about black mage recently is that anytime we're applying black mage in fights, the mobs just don't really do any TP moves. Like, sure, people yeah. will say, oh, well, Black Mage just feed a bunch of TP per nuke. And that may be true, but you're also not auto-attacking the mob either, and you're still putting out crazy damage. So Yeah, it feels like the way auto-attacks go with so many multi-hits going off that you may feed a 100 TP a nuke to the mob, but it's still nothing compared to meleeing. Yeah, so if people are having trouble for whatever reason with Ubanai, maybe you're like new or whatever, um, try magic burst setup on it because you know if you if you if your healer can't handle the uh the tp moves you know maybe just reducing those is the right way to go about it we should do we yeah. should do more black mage stuff fox and then try to do a black mage episode soon because honestly black mage has been 
I didn't, it's been so good. It's been, yeah, I was going to say, because if you have an occult acumen set, which is really easy to make on Black Mage, it, you don't need pro stuff. You need uh, a rope from Dynamis Bestalk, not Divergence, Dynamis. You need an ammo from a Tier 1. You know, some basic two pieces of Merlinic gear, the hands and the feet, which are Tier 1s. They're not hard to get. Perdition slops from from um, Shadow Lord BCNM, your mm. AF body, just so you don't spend as much MP. I mean, just the the... Uh, ambuscade head plus two. I mean, and then you have the whole set basically. You have and an ambuscade yeah. cape with store TP and just some earrings. Crepuscular, yeah. Super you easy. don't even need the Aeonic, the Aeonic just makes it nicer. Um, yeah, especially if you have Samuel. If you have Samuel, you might as well use like a more powerful staff, honestly. Yeah, like the only reason I was using Catvango today was to hit certain TP thresholds, otherwise, I would probably be using him block his staff. But another, another thing, too, the evasion checks is so low against these. Uh, against Henwin, if you have 1,100 accuracy, you're capping. He's a tier 2. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the accuracy checks for, like, tier 1s on V19 is, like, a tier 1 is, like, it's so low, I can't even imagine. It might even just be 1,000. It is easier to hit these things than just even an Apex mob would be harder to hit. I would still somewhat respect Daylon Day's evasion. Especially well, yeah, if we're yeah, talking about Daylon players. Dale have more evasion. Some mobs do have more evasion. The thief mobs like um, um, Zevioso will have like a hundred more evasion than yeah, yeah. Just be ready for that. I mean, it's not like it's it makes it a crazy number you can't hit or anything. Just give a nod to the fact that it is a mob with more evasion. Yeah, but that also suits the fact that you know even if you don't get a thousand TP in a single nuke and then a cold acumen set, if you're swinging against the mob and missing, as long as you make one hit land, then there's your extra TP. Yeah, that's what I was doing when we did Bastok the other day uh, when I was doing skill chains is uh, I was letting like one or two auto attacks happen and then I would do the the tier six nuke and I was just using M- the uh, R25 and Paka staff the whole run because I wasn't doing AOE stuff. So it was just better to keep that staff on. I didn't think I was going to like the job so much. And everyone says like it's not good at that. But yeah, if you're not able to magic burst because you have a bard with a fucking car and just running up and doing <laughs> bullshit and running, yeah, then the job gets screwed up. But if you're just, I've been loving bringing it to master levels before I, the other day when I went to go do some of the last bumbles we need for table and stuff, and Jamie and our static, jamming Jamie. Dude, we need to both be cataclysm, we need to both be cataclysming in a master party. That would be good. I wonder how well that yeah. would work. I'm pretty sure it would be really great, because like you also bring a, a paladin that's going to do Aeolian Edge at the same time, like you can bring blue mages. That you just bring this party and like you don't have to cruel joke them. I get that that's all the rage right now, but you just go just go cleave everything. It's crazy. So I'll have like 30, 40, maybe 60 minutes before the event before like when I'm done making dinner, eating, whatever. You know, sometimes I'll have a little bit of time before we gather to do our Odyssey. So I want to get master level points on Pup because it helps with what we're doing. And we don't want to shout for a party. We don't want to waste time. We just want to go and do something for a little bit before we go do an event. It's actually really fun to do this for a bit. So... I will go, I went on Pup with the Black Mage Maton frame, and I wasn't even bothering to change gear, because it would have helped a ton, but I didn't want to do it, because we're fighting so many things at once, I just don't want to keep hitting a button every two seconds. Yeah. But took a Black Mage, took Carrot Summoner, and took uh, Basing, uh, who's in our Link Shell. He's, he's actually really, really good on core, and his Beast also seemed pretty good. I haven't played with it besides Master Levels, but it was doing excellent in Master Level Party. So it was Beast, Pup, nice. um, Two Truss, and a black mage summoner and it is i'm doing victory smite and he is doing decimation to make light and i'm closing double light with another victory smite 
And the Puppet, the Summoner, and the Black Mage are all magic bursting on the Rumble Crawlers and the Crawler's Nest, which are one level below Poxhounds. And we're not doing amazing damage, obviously, with no buffs. We have, uh, essentially, Omia is giving us March. And <laughs> we have Garuda's Haska. So we're capping. <clears throat> we're capping. It's, yeah. good. it's nice to still be able to cap with Garuda and Omia. So we have Omia, and then we, cause we have Mombro here and also whatever. And yeah, because you got all these uh, all these sources of damage that are coming in that don't count on those buffs. Yeah, so yeah, the, they don't have anything to help magic damage in the first place, so we would do that skill chain combo and we would mostly kill the mob because the puppet's nuking for 14k magic burst, the black mage is nuking for big magic burst damage, and the summoner's doing whatever the summoner was doing, a lot of damage, but I can't, I have a filter, I don't see it. But you know, that's for an instant party awful. to get I, I points right now. summoner points and stuff. 14k magic burst, oh. not great, but I'm doing the skill chain and damage on the puppet that the, the, um, the master of the puppet is just extra. And I, yeah. I could do more, I just don't want to change gear. That's fair. Honestly, like, the, the puppet magic bursting, that, that's usually how I play pup when I run solo, is I'll just do skill chains and have the pup, puppet magic If I was solo, I would, do, I would change gear. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. But... But I, I honestly think the puppet magic bursts fine. Like it's not going to do crazy end game things, but it's perfectly fine for just soloing. And stuff. Yeah, I mean the 14k damage was needed to kill the mob a lot of the time. Yeah, and I could, you know, you were hitting what 40k damage in in Doe Gates, which is lower level mobs and stuff. But actually, it was higher than that. Um, when I had triple ice up, I was hitting like 73k. I was just using two ice and a dark, so I never had to stop. I would kept MP up the whole time. That's smart. That's probably better than what I was doing. I didn't want to. I, I to kept keep... going back and forth. Yeah, because every time I had to stop to do something, I'm not weapon skilling and killing mom. Yeah. Nonetheless, so Gogmagog is, you know, the one you want to throw Blue Mage and Paladin and Puppet Master and Monk. And even Ranger. Carrot was going Ranger when we were doing Times 3 Farming Bike. What job do we have left? What can you go? Summoner was nice in there. Summoner's nice in every one of these fights, frankly. Yeah. Um, well, almost every. Sometimes Tier 3s, you definitely less summonery than the ones and twos. Summoner is excellent in cool. ones and twos. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll we'll end up talking about the tier threes, but I think the tier threes are kind of like a design flaw in a certain way, but not in the same way that a lot of people bitch about. <laughs> I'm going to be interested in hearing. Keep that one in your mind. Don't lose that one. I'm, yeah. interested, I'm interested in hearing where you're going with that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, like like Summoner was great in a lot of these, especially in the tier twos. I, I actually really enjoyed the Summoner. Uh, is, is a role in the party quite a bit. Because when you have used up your best jobs, because when you're doing a times three farm, you're doing like Boomba or something else. You got to use your Bard, your core, your best DDs, you know, stuff like that. So when you get down to it, you got no one to haste you on Bard. The Geo is gone in a different fight because we're using the Geo on Procne, which we are about to finish Carrot's Belt 23. So, you know, but that time you get to get to something like Henwin or, or, or Gog or something, you just don't have anyone else to haste you. If you're lucky, you have a blue, but we're using blue on Boomba, so I do not have blue to bring. Because yeah, otherwise, uh, Mighty Guard would help. I typically tried to default Summoner to support like a lot of the DD jobs being dual wielders, just because having only haste two in a situation where like you're trying to do like a times three, and there's no, you know, there, you aren't getting like perfect buffs or anything. Thing. Um, sometimes only all you have is haste two, and the dual wielders. Of course, you can adjust how much dual wield you have to still cap delay. So it's a little, a little bit more synergistic. Plus, you get all the rest of the buffs with summoner rides, and it just is is really helpful to like, try to pair those together when buffs are suboptimal. If you're using a pup, and everything is not a, if it's not a tier three. Some tier threes you can use a summoner in, but uh, if you're using a pup uh, in tier one or two, you basically always want to pair the summoner with that pup. 
because no matter how well your puppet's doing, 20 plus K bone crushers while you're wailing away uh, on Gog Magog or something, no matter what happens with throwing out you know, flash bulbs and strobes while wearing uh, Hayoka head and legs and stuff or Emity Plus and the pet getting haste to do more damage, stuff like that, that if you're a good puppet, you have that ready to go. Uh, even no matter what you do with that overdrive and all, you're still going to lose hate on the puppet because the puppet is not a tank. It will not keep hate. You will lose it to the monk and stuff like that. So if you're fighting Henwin, that is absolutely yeah. disastrous. We're going to get into that soon because here yeah. two is about two seconds away. But you need summoner. You need to have pacifying ruby and all the buffs that are come with it are rather nice too. But pacifying ruby is the ultimate pairing of a puppet master in a party because this is a unique situation where your DD slot may not be the best DD slot, but it is a very respectable. DD slot, and it is also tanking with very little cost to its, uh, depending on the fight, very little cost to its DPS. Yeah, in a lot of these fights, too, like the, the tank is kind of, I, I hate to say it, it's kind of a throwaway slot. Kind because, of. Yeah, they're normally not dealing damage at the same time, and, and Pup is really cool because you get to also deal damage while tanking, so that is pretty solid. You know, because I, I may be definitely losing to the Monk, but I've had it at times where between the overdriving, the skill training, yeah, it does more than the Monk with everything combined. Yeah, exactly. So if you if you take that as winning, the pup would be winning. But that's, you know, R15 King Koken and stuff. You need to have a top-tier pup to do that. But this is also, you know, with the Monk's Verithrog and stuff, the top-tier you monk. Don't, you don't need that to contribute, though. Yes, absolutely. Like, you, the, you don't the, need the that to win. You can you still, yeah. 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 Well, people always talk about the extremes and think about what da 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 against whatever, you know. So if I say that it's possible it's on pup, if you've really tried hard to outparse the monk, if you include your skill chain with the puppet and both the damage of the puppet and yourself, the puppet will outparse me on pup with uh, against Gog Magog with overdrive on. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, spamming Bone Crusher seems great. So those are the things people pay attention to and validate. Not that you need to be that great to do that. God Hands are really good on Pup, too. It's just um, yeah. the Aftermath effect does a lot for Bone Crusher with King Kongan. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, Tier 2s. The Chipuli. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of, oh, you're going to talk about the Chipuli first? No, wait, let's do Henwin first. Let's, let's yeah, speaking some. of Henwin, I remember going with you on that and I've gotten better up my my enmity songs. It wasn't you on that one, actually. It was the bard fucking up the enmity songs. And I was monk and you were puppet master. And uh, I remember I had to constantly turn throughout that fight. And it was just to to kind of accentuate what you were saying about summoner and to reiterate it uh, from a prior podcast is that it's really important that you control enmity and that that summoner can do that. Because I I mean, we won, but it felt really bad being monk and like having to turn so often. So so. When we do times three farm lately, we're finishing up Henwin for the Sash before we go on to Gigalorum, which will also be a puppet master fight, which is just, you know, everything's a puppet master fight. It's four NMs out of all of them, but it's everything's a puppet master fight. So, yeah, because nobody wants to tank this garbage. Yeah, well... This is where the mobs start to get kind of garbage to tank. Henwin will absolutely destroy anyone hitting him. He has a ridiculous counter... He has ridiculous counter damage with his, uh, what's that move that the Raz have that you have on Beast that you know about? I don't know. Oh, Zealous Snort. Zealous Snort increases your counter damage, I believe, right? Uh, it increases your counter rate. I thought it also increases, for the Raz for itself, I thought it also increases their damage. I don't believe so. Um, it should just be your guard counter, uh, haste, and magic defense bonus. They all give plus 25 and percentage where applicable. So Henwin has double and triple attack, but doesn't have, you know, I don't, I don't know if triple attack's right. Someone might just be putting It that. basically has permanent 100 fists. Yeah, it's basically. Um, 
let's see the I love the BG page for Henwin because it has fucking go to the, you ever seen the Henwin page on BG? You, I'm sure you have. No, I haven't. Go to the Henwin page on BG right now. Okay. This thing will cooperate with. Oh no. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> is that is that a Funkworks? Uh no, it was not. And it was not a me. It was some random user did it, and we loved it so much. Someone undid it, and I undid that undo. We have kept it. We all agreed as, nice. as a team to keep that Henwin. That's, That's from like great. the Black Cauldron or whatever. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty cool. I loved it. It's just fucking ridiculous. I, I don't think it has triple attack. I think Henwin has such high multi-attack and counter that someone put triple attack because I was fighting him last night with like 1,100 accuracy and was hitting him capped, and I would not be happening if he had it was an evasion a thief in tier two would not be yeah it'd be higher so yeah he is a monk though so yeah he might be getting like the, the two the, attacks yeah who knows? um yeah it's, it's really hard to tell anyway especially when zealous nord is up because the thing is just constantly attacking so but um i think like i would never try to tank this thing as a rune honestly like i would bad. either use yeah. a puppet or i Palin. would use a pal with 100 shield block yeah with a real shield like don't try to o chain this I, I would I would only use like Sravatsa or 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 Prewin. Probably Prewin if you're not a super yeah. serious paladin because you're not gonna have the shield skill build and it's block true. rate build with to use a Sravasta. So because these mobs are not too high, so you can use Sravasta, right, Fox? Yeah, yeah. These these guys are only like level one thirty four or something. So you can definitely make a Sravasta, but it's not like one forty five content where you're not capping block rate anymore. Yeah. Without a exactly. lot of work or just at all. Or 30 master levels, in yeah. which case that changes very significantly. But I really need to ML30 Paladin. Most Paladins will probably have to use pre-win on this fight and have proper set and yeah. haste and stuff to keep reprisal up. Yeah, for sure. Or just bring a Puppet Master and have your tank also deal damage, because depending on what you're, where you're at with buffs or like how good your monk is and stuff like that, like this fight can kind of drag on sometimes. It does, yeah. Especially if it's V20, the regen starts really fighting you, because even with you know um using the we, we we've been doing this as a times three farm at the end with beast scholar which libra is nice in this case um yep. and you always we always entrust haste before we go in so we don't have to we have cat taste the whole fight from the entrust before it wears off then we have Embrava in this case with summoner so we have uh pup beast scholar summoner monk and that's it that's six jobs right uh, i counted five um the last one's Puff Thief. Beast. We have a Thief oh. with Karambit hitting. That's funny. Yes, and that Thief's actually doing like that Thief's doing upwards of maybe 15% of the parse, which is a big deal. Yeah. Are they just spamming uh, Azurin? Azurin Fist, yeah. Yeah. And it's, they're, doing, they're doing fine. Because even on Pup, uh, with everything with Killer Instinct on, with, you know, Impaka's Killer Effects and everything with Stream Pummels, I'm only doing maybe 10k with the Slug's 33% defense down. Uh, stuff like that, uh, you know, attack from uh, the TP bonus from Shiva, attack from Ifrit, all that stuff going on. I'm still not doing more than like 10 plus K. So maybe less, so somewhere around maybe doing 8K, maybe sometimes 11, but around 10K. So it's, it's yeah, not a lot of damage. The, so the regen's high. Well, the, the Karen bit's kind of a surprising weapon in some of this Odyssey content because, uh, especially on a job like Thief, for example, uh, you're getting a lot of multi attack. Uh, you have a pretty decent D dex, so you have high, high crit rate, and you're going to just be. You're just gonna be spamming weapon skills. Like when I go ninja, when I've gone ninja a couple times to your C farms, I actually use the Karen bit on stuff like uh, like Lamia because I basically go from zero zero or, or weapon skill immediately to one K. It's it's a one round 
thing on Ninja. And I imagine it's probably pretty similar on Thief 2. And so you know what's also great about that? So you have Libra from the Scholar, which is super helpful in keeping people alive because sometimes someone's enemy can sneak up. And it's, if someone's fighting this, even in DT gear, and mob turns for a second, it's a pup tanking, remember? Because that's what we do. Because as long as hate is managing this fight, the pup makes this absolutely trivial. It's As long as you control hate, the best tank to bring. So Libra is nice. But also we have the Thief, which can... Trick Attack, the Beastmaster, who can Arsenal Snarl, and we're using Collaborator as well, and the Summoner's yep. using Pacifying Ruby. Yep. So it's the perfect combo of the oddball jank set of jobs that's coming in to make this this beautiful Henwin fight that we can do with like six minutes left or five minutes left. Yeah, yeah. On V19, we farm it on. With V20, you just sleep it and it takes longer because of the regen, but you still beat it. There's no reason to farm on V20, honestly. And yeah, that but, should be a recurring theme through all of this. Yeah, but the regen does change some fights. So even though, you know, people have to beat it once on V20, you know, V20 wouldn't be using a jank setup. But no, no. I mean, that, that's frankly not even the worst jank setup because what that brings to the table is allows the monk to never take hate because the monk will die right away. And if the monk dies, you've lost a lot of DPS. It's pretty bad. Like, I, I had to, like, I had to turn immediately. Because you can get animation locked and stuff, at which point you'll just continue to get yourself countered to death, and that's usually what kills the monk. We did have someone accidentally go samurai. Basing, we changed the job <laughs> order because when Carrot gets on, Carrot just bought the extra wardrobe the other night because of this moment that happened right here, and it's, you know, good for her, I guess. But we would do Procne, and she has all the ranger gear, then she has to go to her summoner gear, and she says it's the worst job change for her to get all the summoner gear out and everything else away. So we, on the second round of fights, we do two rounds. Uh, we will go, instead of doing Procne second, we'll do Henwin second instead of third. And then I said, we're going to do this, da, 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 and the Basing was there, he missed the memo. Uh, so oh, no. he stayed on Samurai for Henwin. <laughs> and we still beat Henwin, so we had like three minutes left. Or the last three minutes, terrible. but it was still, you know, it was still, yeah. you know, you don't. That's V nineteen, of course. It was V twenty. Would have lost from the regen, probably. Maybe it would have been close. That regen's really you, bad. Man. You probably would have lost because that regen. Yeah, the regen is such a huge factor. It does. It changes a lot of fights in there. That's why I'm for him also because you're doing low damage. It kind of fucks with your mind too, because like your damage is fine for like the first twenty five percent, and then when the regen kicks in, it starts to feel like you suck because you stop seeing the <laughs> the, the, the bar, bar decreases quickly. Yeah, and it's it's not because you're doing less damage; it's because the regen is actively fighting that bar progression, and it just feels terrible to watch that. Like as the fight drags on, depression mode. Yeah, Henwin's a thing. Yeah, but if you do stuff like that, uh, you know Henwin's really great to just farm for points because the sash is nice for especially red mages but scholars too and stuff it's a it's enfeebling skill magic accuracy and five percent enfeebling duration which is great especially when you're using sleeps on red mage on these v20s you want the extra duration yeah oh absolutely yeah you want to make sure you your, your red mage is like stocked at this point when you get to the v20s you're you're kind of moving out of the land where you can get like half-ass half measures like you have to have people who are Active, actually geared in your jobs in order to perform their roles properly. You, you can't really kind of get by like you did with some of the V15 And stuff. if you think about it, so we're doing times three farm of boom, but we're almost done. But there's certain resistances and stuff by tier two and higher. There's exceptions. You can just beat the snap weed up. You can just beat the Chapuli up and not care about it still. But by the time you get to tier three, you don't have a choice. You have to. And Henwin, you do absolute garbage damage if you don't use the right type. So you still can kind of brute force it like we had the Sam do, but it's not great. By tier three, you have to. So when you're doing Boomba and we're going with uh, Warrior, Dragoon, Corsair, Bard, White Mage, and Blue Mage, 
Uh, when we do that, we've taken away a lot of the most important jobs. You don't even have the Blue Mage to provide Mighty Guard and stuff. So what do you have left? We're doing a Piercing Week mob as another one. And then we would do something else. But before that, we were doing Gog Magog or Ubanai and stuff. Because when you do times three, you want to actually kill the mob or get as much HP off as you can to finish the mob faster. Yep. So when it comes down to like these jank setups and everything, if you're doing multiple fights, you want to fight these different types of mobs because... When you fight a blunt weak mob, that changes all the jobs you can bring. You want to open up ninja with Karambit, thief with Karambit, monk, pup. And when you bring pup, you don't have to bring a tank, which you can use in the other fights. The first two fights, you have rune and paladin if you needed it, or, you know, you don't use one for bumba, obviously. But uh, just the yeah. way you do these fights, you want to pair up in a times three farm. The more important ones, like Gog Magog's blunt, there's an important item. Henwin's a pretty good item. Procne is a good item if you're going to do Arabati next, because... Carrot when I made Gandiva, so the true shot waste. Yeah, what are you looking at me for? The true shot waste I from... I think it was a waste, speaking of waste. I don't think it's... We haven't even used it yet. She thinks it's a waste. I tried it on Procne. It wasn't as good as Arma. The difference is, on Procne, you can use Arma in true shot range. You cannot do that with Arabati. So true shot range Arma, you would still use that oh, yeah. waste. By yeah. virtue of being... Being a gun, the gun is always going to be stronger. Yeah, the bow is the bow is safer. Fox says, by virtue of being a gun, the gun is always stronger. The bow is safer. Yeah, she just turns away. But it's important. Arrow body. If the ranger dies, the fight's over. I mean, that's how it's yeah. going to be. Yeah, pretty much. Unless your bard still somehow miraculously has soul voice or something. So you're not going to be. You can in get range. up and try one more time, and then if the the ranger dies again, then it does zero damage. Yeah. So yeah, well, yeah that's right. But. I mean, you're not you're not going to be in range of the gun's true shot on Arabati. So for Procne, yes, oh, Armageddon yeah. is just going to fucking destroy him. But and not that you can't use Armageddon's. Obviously, you can use Armageddon and win and destroy him. It's the best thing if you don't have Gandiva. But if you have Gandiva with true shot and stuff, carrot, then that's going to be the best choice <laughs> for Arabati. Yeah, and it's not going to be the last Looking time that that bow comes into play. Who who would have thought oh, no. Relic Bow would have been a possibly a thing for Angos and stuff too? And she made the Relic Bow. Yeah, I want store credit. <laughs> One store credit. Wow. I mean, because honestly, the relic bow I would never make for Ongo. It's just she was. This is when she was with her group before. In like two days, it was horrifying. <laughs> wow. Why was it horrifying? You have to do all those kill trials, and like it's like a five hours of waiting minimum or something from the god. Uh, well, no. I mean, what, what the what trials is the. The kill trials. Yeah, I know, but what were the kill trials particularly annoying? It was like skeletons and stupid crap. <laughs> you go to Abyssia. Abyssia. Yeah, you go to Abyssia, you get your buffs, and you just the master blast them. Skeletons are close to the, the doodad. Oh, she, what she does is what? she go The doodad. The skeletons well, aren't... Yeah, but you use hotshot. Yeah, or he, flaming arrow. He says hotshot and flaming arrow, but what she does is she gets a brew and kills them all for three minutes then goes back and gets another brew and comes back yeah. she just spams brews but she's saying it's not close to the doodad to work flaming, flaming arrow is a hybrid weapon skill yes. if you're using a brew Fox, you're probably going to do cap damage and I get that there's a doodad right <laughs> but oh carrot ass of doodad is not descriptive enough for you oh it's it's plenty descriptive there's definitely something happening there it's a dude <laughs> it's two doodads floating around you guys and apparently knew what i was talking about so it's, 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 a, it's two doodads rubbing against each other in the air yeah gyrating a fuel what what the I, gyrating the gyrating doodads the okay i didn't know what you said i it cut out oh. for a second so i didn't know if you you said gyrating so yeah anyway so throbbing in the dark, <laughs> throbbing in the dark. yeah man 
Five doodads gyrating in the air, throbbing in the dark. Fox, go get that poem out. Read that poem. It's been a while. Just read that shit. Oh, man. We allude to it every episode. It's at this point. It's enough of the, the teasing. Let's, let's you know, take the clothes off here. Let's do this. I looked at the doodad. I painted the doodad, what they were like. I waited for the doodad to reveal their mystery. Five brown doodads in a chipped white pole. Soft and scarred and blushing yellow in the throbbing dark. They shine in their suits. I hung them on the wall. Precise, a landmark. You might like it here. I think that you might like it here. <laughs> Five doodads and a chipped white pole. Uh, I put the doodad on the oh, wall. Yeah. What it might be like. Papa's doodad, obvious. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Henwin. Yep. I'm still laughing. I'm just not pushing the button. Okay, so, so do you want to do Aristeus next? Aristeus. So my experience with Aristeus is that it kind of melts like a bitch and dies. He can kill people. Um, Last time I did him on V20, it was he was he killed some people. Take a paladin. So so paladin absolutely destroys this. If you get 100 percent shield block, like Aristeus does nothing to you, and then you it was just the AOE killing other Rampart. people because Rampart. the AOE with defense down aura or something like that will absolutely. I think we had defense down aura honestly, and defense down aura plus the uh, take the move buffet or whatever. I can see that being kind of bad. Yeah, yeah that's the Tenigma Buffet with defense down. Also applies choke as well. That was just taking a lot of damage on people in our V20 kill. It just, if you don't have defense down, yeah. it's not a problem. But with defense down, you got to watch out. A, we had, a mini would be very helpful to mitigate that attack from I think buffet. I think we did actually have a mini. Oh, no, we didn't actually. We just went Honor March, Min, Min, uh, Minuet, Minuet, and then a Dirge slash Cervente. We didn't even one hour of this. I think if, if we were to um, use one hours, we would probably use Clarion Call to put a Knight's Min on for sure. Um, but yeah, like basically, if, if bring Paladin 100% shield block, the mob does. I, I took literal zero damage the entire fight. I did him on did Rune. Not. He, he kind of hurts you sometimes when he breaks through your parry and stuff. But otherwise, it's not. It. It's not a hard fight. You just you like you just bring slashing jobs and beat him up. Where yeah, sets. and that's that's why it's so easy too. Uh, but if people took damage, we just had them run out and get healed and then come on back in. Um, Rampart helped quite a bit throughout it. Uh, we actually did some resets for specifically Rampart. Um, and we just absolutely crushed it because it was slashing. Like we had a warrior yeah. just apply great axe until dead. Paladin's far better than Rune than Rune. You can do it with Rune. It's just Paladin's better than Rune. For this one in particular, I'd say so. And um, you're, you're going to kill him yeah, too, I just use honestly. So if you have your remage, use bio. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. And and what I did was I just put up AM3 and it, it attacks so frequently um, that the shield between the shield blocks, and my AM3, I just spam Savage Blade along with the warrior who was doing upheaval. So it was just extra incidental light damage, which didn't do a lot, but it was still extra. It's really good and, fight for Beastmaster too, to use Dolly yeah. with. Yeah, I believe it. Because Killer Instinct will also lower damage from Buffet. Like the, the slashing damage and, and in some cases the piercing damage, but mostly the slashing damage are going to be our, our quickest fights because it's the, the type that most jobs have access to. And I mean, a lot of stuff is obviously just going to be like nagling spam. But in this case, we didn't do that. Like I, I was savage blading with a bird gang on and our warrior was using a great axe. So don't just automatically assume apply savage blade because it's not always going to be the best weapon skill. And uh, part, of the, anyway. part of it too is as the mom gets lower it does start using back-to-back -back TP moves. Like, uh, the reason Embos yeah. can get so deadly, even if you're winning the fight, is because uh, every mob in Odyssey, V20 or not, 
It just gets worse as you go higher because the mobs moves hurt you more, etc. Uh, when they get lower, like 50, 25%, whatever, they start using more than one TP move after getting TP for one move. They'll just do back-to-back-to-back moves as they get lower in HP, even though they only have TP for one move. So it may be fine to take one Tenigma Buffet, but if it's Tenigma Buffet it's, you know, over and over and over again at low HP, you'll start seeing someone drop. Wow. And if your runes are 15 and doesn't know why they're dying, then you might <laughs> you might have a problem with the fight. Otherwise, it's not a hard fight. But No, it's all physical damage that comes off this thing with added effects for status debuffs. So with it being all physical damage, it's actually pretty easy to mitigate for, for, for most groups. It's just whether or not you can take that incoming damage and defense down, or like you said, it's going to be a pretty heavy, uh, heavy burden. I think what would be nice of- for Aristace, particularly only this mob out of everything here in the zone, I think it would be nice with his thing with buffets and stuff like a Beastmaster does if he was able to sell skill chain like detonations on people, like the tank. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> oh man, that'd be cool. It would actually, I'd be fine with it. I mean the the tier the tier twos are, are the places where you know I still don't think the fights are bullshit enough to complain about. They're really not. Uh, we, we aren't we aren't there yet. There's no reason everyone that is seriously trying to do it, like even a shout group to get uh, all tier twos and ones ones and twos to V twenty. Everyone can yeah. do that. Everyone every one of these fights are V twenty. Just going for one fight. It's not a times three farm. You're not limiting the stuff. You take a red mage, you take a tank, and you just take a buffer and stuff, debuffer, and and you could take DDs and that's it. You know you, you, if you have you know, a monk or something using uh, Shell Crusher, you know, or a, a Rune Fencer using Kaja Chopper, which your R15 Rune better have a Kaja Chopper to be able <laughs> yeah, to fly Armor Break. Because Armor Break on Procne, for example, is super important for us because of the lack of jobs we have. We just have a Geo there, so we have nothing besides... Also, we have Red Mage meleeing with Dagger in there, which is funny, but uh, just <laughs> everything... In... Yeah, yeah just, just stab it. Apply Piercing to Procne. I guess we'll talk about Procne now, actually. Yeah. So, okay, so V15, um, we had a different Paladin tank those runs. Oh. And, man, when... And, and the thing with with the V15 runs for us is when we went to go farm them and everything, like, the, the DDs weren't even really buffed or anything. And Procne was, like, hella pulling hate off this Paladin constantly. And I, I couldn't understand it. I'm like, I'm like, how can this be this hard? And uh, so, so I go, well... I'm going to tank these fights just to make sure there's no problem because I, I saw that maybe there's some sort of issue before uh, when I tanked Procne, I did it in Aegis and I took zero damage the entire fight. Like I remember the other Paladin would actually die and I didn't understand this, but, like dying on V. We had that happen on, actually too. On, on V20, I took no damage as Paladin. I tanked this entire fight taking zero, just like with Aristeus, but I did it with an Aegis. So, so I don't understand. So our Paladin doesn't use a gear swap. So, okay. So, that's our one guy. He plays core, monk, paladin, stuff like that. And we beat all the V20s and we farm successfully. But on his paladin, which he also does not gear up and play, so it's like an auxiliary job for him. He has it, but he doesn't really like mm-hmm. put effort and time into it. So his sets and stuff need a lot of improvement, frankly. So on V19, even, just V20, V19, uh, we had to do V1, V20 kill uh, for someone needed it still because our group wasn't all there for tier ones and two V twenties, even though we did all tier threes and stuff. And, and obviously there was only one tier four. So, uh, you know, his paladin was getting killed. It just, yeah. whether it was from the skies, cause Procne does a lot of wind shit and a lot yes, of physical shit. So it's got two good physical moves and two good magical moves. So on rune fencer, I'll take absolutely nothing from the magical moves, but the physical moves, even with our eight Epio, 
and Naomi and everything else and embolden protect and stuff. And, you know, I'm taking six to a thousand damage sometimes if they find mm-hmm. on parry the hit. It hurts me pretty bad on rune. You know, it just happens. On his paladin, yeah. he just didn't have proper swaps. Da, da, da. He was getting beat up and just, frankly, put into red frequently, which is worse than my even my rune does. So, yeah, I just, just wanted yeah. to come off that like any paladin should have this kind of issue. Like I, I'm a pretty high end paladin, and and the what I'm trying to compare here is that the other paladin supposedly has everything in the game. So uh, oh, oh, I didn't understand. Yeah, so I didn't understand why they were struggling as hard as he was. Wow. Um, so going into this, uh, yeah, if if you're a paladin that that is that is geared to the teeth and actually understand how the job operates, the fight is trivial for you. If you're a newer paladin, it's understandable that you'll take some damage and it might be a little hard. In which case, you know, revisit your sets, you know, try to figure out what's going on. Um, you don't use gear swap, then you don't use gear swap. But I don't think this fight in particular should really punish you that hard for that. Yeah, so um, Ranger and Dragoon are the best for this fight, too. Oh, for sure. Oh, Ranger is amazing in this fight. Yeah, hate shedding. Yeah, Karen on Ranger here just fucking destroys them all. But mm-hmm. hate shedding is super important. And because when we fight this uh, to farm it, uh, just without having healing ruby and stuff, I, I really try hard on rune when it gets lower, like 20% and stuff, I'll start using the extra gambit and rake after spamming foil constantly to try and maintain as high as I can because if I don't try as hard as possible on rune, then at the very end of the fight, you know, 10%, something like that, the mob will turn around and one-shot one of the DDs, even in, yep. you know, just from the sky sun, turns around even in DT set, just will one-shot your DDs. So this this mob, when we're doing times three farming, it's different. We don't have all the stuff we could do. If you have all the stuff you're throwing at them, with Chio and and Bard and stuff, yeah, uh, you know, Bard alone could give a Carol and solve that. One Carol, one mini, and, and normal stuff just to keep safe. You could just destroy them. But this mob melts so fast when you have a fully buffed out party of Dragoon and everything else going on. It's just the and and because of that, I thought it was actually going to be hard to keep hate and everything, but it it, it actually wasn't. Well, because it um, dies so fast at that point, right? Uh, but yeah, you definitely still want to respect the mob though, because yeah, if it turns around, the DD dies, yep. like, it just immediately explodes. There's no saving them. And that's not a problem. You'll still win the fight. It just goes slower. Right. But yeah, good and I, we even, we even used a uh, barrier too. We used barrier fend during well, the that, fight. That's the problem. Well, yeah, fend's not going to do enough in there. Probably not, but we still did it just to try to lessen that damage just in case. And honestly, I don't think the fend was needed at all. The barrier was nice for me. Because, um, like I said, I just crippled it with Pdif on the physical attacks, um, and it didn't. I didn't get to see what the V twenty procne would do to other people in the party, uh, but I imagine just based on what I saw from V fifteen and how those fights went down, that they were just I've seen it. screwed. I've seen tables yeah, terrible. We take for our times three farm because we'll do as I said the Boomba Strat and we'll do the Henwin. So Procne is the other one. So out of the jobs I mentioned, I mentioned most of them already. But what we have left is we take a Ranger, a Samurai with Shining One, a Dancer. As our healer, yep. To do haste samba for everyone and, and box step, which is really nice in here, and and cure people. I go on rune to hold it. Otherwise, I'd go on thief and just beat the fuck out of them. Thief would be also really helpful here too to help respect the mob and collaborate the highest DD there that you'd expect would be taking some hate. And the thief will die when they do that. Actually, if you're doing enough hate, the thief will be the one that dies. But I'd rather the thief die than everyone else. So yeah, it'd be the 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 sacrifice here. And Procne's evasion is a little higher. Because it's a bird, they gave him some evasion. I don't know if it's a thief or whatnot, but its evasion is a little higher, so you do need some accuracy against Procne for some of these jobs. And, Dan- and Dancer is is amazing. Um, and yes, it is. you do need a little more accuracy yeah, on Yeah, the Procne, first amazing Dancer fight. 
yeah, th- this is really good on Dancer. Like I was Dancer for all of our V15 runs on this guy, and Dancer just shits out damage. Um, it can actually survive if Procne turns at you, but you can't sustain tank it. Um, and then uh, you can also clutch heal too. Uh, so I, Dancer fills all the roles, gives a haste Samba, gives debuffs, um, is piercing damage, and uh, your climactic Rudras are, are quite potent on this yeah, thing. Dancer is another one yeah. of these jobs that Odyssey, everyone, I've seen so many times people complaining stuff about Odyssey on just even the new R slash Final Fantasy 1 1 because of the sub jobs <laughs> and stuff. And honestly, I'm super happy not to have the sub jobs because Summoner, Black Mage, Pup, Thief, uh, jobs like this, Dancer and stuff, become super good in there without sub jobs and allow themselves to actually shine the way they are. And it becomes so much more fun to play dynamically like that. And, and Dancer against this, and then later Zevioso. Uh, and even just other times when you're doing times three farms as you should, and you're not just a lot of groups. I've had people that we invite to this when someone's missing and they go, wow, you guys actually kill the mobs. And it's, yeah, we kill the mobs yeah. because why would you want to sit there AFK doing nothing? I mean, it's just kind of, kind of silly. Yeah, it is. Um, we used to kill the mobs when we farmed the V15 stuff. And then we were just like, you know what? I think we are just going to AFK and like do stuff around the house. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're it. actually killing the mobs as you would want to if you're playing this game. I mean, I understand at a certain point you're going to be out of workable yeah. combos and what you have left, and you're going to be wiping on one of the tier threes. That's just going to happen. The grind, the grind stopped being interesting for us is what it was. So we were just kind of going through the motions after killing them so many times in, in yeah. farms. But at the same time, I'm playing a different job every time, and we fight the mob two times in a night, so it's different, you know. Yeah. What I have to try on Rune to make sure people don't die because of our suboptimal combination of workable jobs from we're doing these multiple fights, it becomes a different game. It's fair, yeah. But yeah, so when you have to do that, and uh, you're trying to actually win instead of just do 6% in AFK, or have the Beast do Perula News in AFK, then yeah, it, it, it's these jobs get to shine so much, and that's what's great about Odyssey. Yeah. Until you get to Tier 3s, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. So, what do we have next here? Reskovonika. Yeah, this, this thing was easy. I don't even really remember much about it. Yeah, it's really... And, and the item from it is super extra aggressively disappointing. I'm pretty sure I was there for both your, your Rasko and your Marmor Krebs clears, right? Yeah. You got those the first time? Yes, Yeah, we just did yes. Magic Burst setup. Uh, on Rasko, we just beat him until he died. We ignored his... his Because he's weak to magic, which is another good black mage fight. And you just... He just you just ignore that and just throw a bunch of mobs at him damage at him and he just dies uh, slowly yeah. but he just dies he is he is the less involved one but it is still a magic burst fight if you want to do it that way and he does actually melt if you if you fight him like like you're gearing up for ongo because he's not nearly as strong as ongo like he he explodes if you if you use a magic burst setup in, in the same vein that uh, you would with ongo and he has everyone's favorite tp reset move fox what is it oh geez the um the the hell flop or whatever no 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 double flop tickling tendrils Oh, t- tickling tendrils. He does not yeah. have. He does not have. Emboses. Um, Raskovnish has that, but oh, he actually doesn't have it. No, he's and not. He does tickling not have tendrils, it. guys, is a stun. It's just it's a, a five hit damage stun. Physical. It's his yeah. only physical move. He does everything else. He does is water and earth damage. Stink bomb is the annoying one. Uh, one of the big things for that for Raskovnish though uh, that made it a lot easier when my group went through is um, I believe I was barred for this fight. And I actually put Lightning Carol on the tank uh, so that they could help resist stun um, a little more. I went Rune, so I had Bar Thunder and uh, Rune, so. 
Oh yeah, he had Bar Thunder. Um, he had uh, the the right rune, or he didn't have the right runes up. Uh, he had to do the um, the wind weakness runes because we were doing black mage method. Um, uh, so between his own Bar Thunder and my Carol, he was able to consistently resist stun, but he definitely couldn't do it with just the. the that Bar would be Thunder the case, yeah. On his own, yeah. So we needed that that extra lightning Carol, and it, it helps. Uh, but it's thinking outside the box because, like, usually people will see this and they see like a lot of water damage and stuff, or and they go, "Hey, you know, I guess we'll throw a water Carol on here because it's water damage, right?" No, the rune doesn't really care about that. You want to make sure that you can still consistently do things, and sometimes it's better just to block the status effect. And if you're doing this fight is just the typical brute force method, and you're not taking magic burst because you know you don't have to for this, it's not on go. No, you don't. Then no. I guess it's good to mention that we blew how, him up that way. Though. How red mages manage the ad is you know because you have to use immuno breaks in here. So yeah, we haven't really talked a whole lot about the red mage thing, and that's because I'm really not impressed by it. It's just very useful, uh, and the red mage gets to go shine because when the mob slept for a few minutes, you can go, like, fight the mob, debuff the mob, cure people, it's to do, like, red mage stuff. Yeah, it's nice, and I wish it was more pronounced that the red mage was actually necessary because it felt necessary when first approaching this content until you realize that you could just cheese P-diff on, like, everything. Yeah, once you realize you can stack defense and the mob doesn't hurt mm-hmm. you, I mean, it's kind of annoying some of the moves to get hit with, like, getting hit with tendrils or something against embos later that kind of sucks but yeah yeah but i mean eventually you can just let the mob run around and if you're doing tp reset you wouldn't get hit by that move anyway but it's just a random example yeah and then the uh the older brother to rasko is uh marmacred yes the one that actually is probably the The hardest can actually kill you well, I actually didn't well, find that to be the case. The well, next one he, we haven't talked about was actually my kills worst you one. with Sundering Snip all the time. Dispels you into oblivion, then Sundering yeah. Snips you to death. Well, we had we have really strong magic burst options, so like we crushed Marmor Krebs. Hey, when you won with us, we lost the first time. It's true, we did. We did. Uh, when my group fucking did, melt so, on the second time. Yeah, my group has really is really really good at magic, and I. Despite how our ongos went, that was really painful. <laughs> really, really good at magic. We good fought for... fourteen ongos before we fucking well, won. Yes, but half of them we we did improperly with the wrong person on the job. Half of them were but, the uh, meme. Yeah, half of them were the meme. Uh, so yeah, but Marmor Krebs, uh, we we blew that that crab up. He just exploded. Um, this is not one you can brute force though. You will have to use Thunder Magic Burst. You just basically fight it like it's ongo. So it's training for ongo for later. Basically, that's really all there is to him. Oh, Fox, did you grab your microphone? Uh, I did not. Oh, no, I did. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Because we didn't farm on Friday. We did more bumbas. So I've got microphones. That's good. That's good looking out, though. Yeah, Table sent a message about that. It was in my thing, so. Oh, good. Good looking out. Get your mom. Thank you, Table. Speaking of Table, <laughs> we didn't yeah. talk about that table he sent last time, that dragon, but I don't think we had to talk about that table. It was the table intermission. Yeah, well, he sent, it was it was a dragon with a piece of glass on it. Yeah, it's the sort of thing that you would see. And, and I'm almost tired of saying this at this point, but you, you kind of know what I'm talking about when I do. Um, you know, when you see those people who like are in Walmart and they're wearing the shirt of like the wolf howling at the moon. <laughs> It's like the kind of table you would expect them to have in their house, and it's I, I am a, not a fan of this table. But like it, it, Fox, how else are you going to burn it, your incense? Your vanilla incense has to have the proper yeah. burning location. No, I'm good. Your sandalwood needs to, you know. I I am good. So Marmacrebs can probably be the hardest Gigalorm and Marmacreb, especially V20 Gigalorm, because DPS is a real issue in that one. 
Gigalorum. So, yeah, we'll finish Marmacrebs. Marmacrebs has a habit of fucking killing me with Sundering Snip. You know, you, you, have to, you just have to resist it. It's yeah, terrible. Well, you, but it also is really accurate, too. You're, you're so. using Thunder Magic Burst against them, so you're fucking using the runes to resist water in the first place. So if you're resisting the water... And he will still kill you. Yeah, he yeah. still kills you, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I gave out double water carol, um, I gave out uh, lightning runes and stuff, and our rune was able to survive. Um, I was able to survive, too, and then I just suddenly you die. But on V15, we actually did run into more problems than we did on V20, and I think it's just because we were so used to fighting Marmacrebs by this point that we just didn't have problems. But we went overboard on the defense for, for water defense, and it didn't kill anybody. So that's just what we had to do at that point. So Sundering Snip is kind of like and guys bullshit, and we also have the spell yeah. here and max HP down, and you encumbrance. So there's a lot of nonsense going on here that really sucks. It does just a huge amount of damage, I'll sometimes look. more than you have HP. So what I did for this fight is Scholar and Black Mage and Red Mage to control the ad, because we tried just having Black Mage control the ad. No, don't do that. Do not do that with this fight. Black Mage got a magic burst, and the sleep on Black Mage is shit compared to Red Mage. Uh, and then Rune, Core, and, um, is that it? Geo. Geo was the sixth job, obviously. So typical Ongo sort of setup, except, you know, once again, you're using a skill champ that's light damage this time. So it was, what was it, Demediation to less Stand to Demediate to, yeah, so double light that yeah. way. That's what I was doing with the Black Mage Magic Bursting. And it's just, this thing fucking melts when Black Mage Magic Bursts on it, so... Mm-hmm. As long Especially as your tank can live, if you coordinate uh, rake and subtle sorcery properly, um, it just explodes. Yeah, if you, if you use subtle sorcery, this thing just make sure burn is put on with that, uh, and just impact as well. And this thing will absolutely just blow up cap damage. Yeah, and you don't need in your black mage doesn't need nearly the sets to. Yeah, do you crazy don't need special thing either. It's not even close. To I, I bet my black mage with a hundred a hundred job points could beat this thing. Probably yeah, yeah. It's 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 more of a te- it, it starts the technical fights where you just have to make sure you're doing it properly and executing it. You're, you're you just have to make sure you're executing it properly, and it's much more forgiving than trying to brute force it with like the best gear you can possibly afford. And um, that's not nearly as necessary. A lot of people do this fight too, where the scholar makes skill chains. I don't. The scholar's caring in this fight. Yeah, I don't like you know, that. Or the red mage. Yeah, I don't. I don't like scholars doing that because unless you're also skill chaining after it with rune, then or the core, then you're just missing extra damage on multi-step skill chains because multi-stepping gives extra damage to the black mage and just extra damage in general to the mob. Yeah, we did a bard red mage core rune geo black mage. Yeah. And the red mage just healed the fight, and then when the mob popped out, we all just basically turned and stopped. Um, stopped everything so that Marmor Crips didn't get any extra TP or anything. We just ran the, the crab away, slept it in the distance, ran back, and then just continued to murder this thing. And the regen, because you have to wait for magic burst to do the damage, the regen between those magic bursts, like with Anga with V20, will be your enemy here. It looks a little depressing, especially when you're sleeping it far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we... we... We went super overboard. Uh, yeah, we also had a Skurzo too. So yeah, we had Water water Carol, Water Carol, Skurzo, three lightning runes, and uh, our water on our tank. And he was able to consistently survive it at that point. But it was, it was pretty nuts. And, and even then, then sometimes you might randomly Also a Knightsman. Yeah. It, yeah, it's definitely possible. But yeah, it was like way overboard on, on buffs though, because Thundering Snip is real. 
but that's about it for. Yeah. Speaking of real, that leaves one more. So Gigalorum. So this one is fucking bullshit. Or, or if you're well, or if you're my group, one person that calls it Gigaliorum, like it's a giggling mob. It's a Gigaliorum. Yeah, I know. Is that, is that it, your wife? No, she does not. No, it's it's uh, Jamie calls it Gigaliorum, and I I said I, I go, what did you call that? He goes, Gigaliorum. <laughs> is, is, is it not? Is it not what you call it? And I'm like, no, it's it's Gigalorum, but I guess it's laughing at us, so. This fight. This fight, I timed out of the first time on V20 to do it because we had a pug bard who... Yeah, you were there, right? Yeah, I sure was. I was the monk. Yeah, yeah, I was the pup. This is the second of the great pup fights, especially because of the fucking zombie that it does. I would not tank this with anything but a pup. This this mob is awful for tanks. And it's because of that stupid... uh, Scalding zombie full, full dispel. dispel, yeah, yeah, full dispel plus conal zombie and bypasses shit. shadows. It's great. Yeah, it's awful. Like you can't apply any any tank to this. That, and that and the defense not a problem because the pup's using eighty seven five DT. That the fence down's not the problem for the pup here. So exactly. So you got you got the fence exactly. down. Yeah, you got the, the burn is, TP reset slow it's, it's HP down. Fucking zombie full dispel. This is the worst. <laughs> all those things in all, your... all like most of its attacks are like physical conal or aoe yeah yeah oh he's <laughs> aoe's like it's it definitely a white mage fight because he's aoeing uh your party members fighting there so that's funny yeah you you say that we actually didn't use a white mage well you could use regen and then brava but we didn't do that either what'd you do dancer we brought uh beast red mage puppet master bard summoner monk summoner was healing uh no, the red mage healed this. Uh, you used all Abject defensive. This fight. All defensive buffs. Uh, let's see. Because when you get no, we didn't. When you get defense down, AOE, we use barrier. When you have AOE tailthwack and shit, and you're and you're getting you know the mob spins around doing his so, bullshit, and then he does multiple TP moves and gets lower, and he's you know jumping up in the air and doing shit, then it's kind of we we had people run out. Um, barrier is actually really helpful on this fight. And the, the biggest thing with this fight is it was much like Henwin. In fact, with us, it was identical to Henwin, but with more bullshit because of its TP attacks. Well, if you get hit, much you do That's true, but it also basically can get, deliver you what's effectively a death sentence where you will die eventually because you're now zombied. <laughs> and, fully and, and the full dispel means you can time out on this if your DDs are getting hate off yes. the pop at the start. So yeah, de- definitely you, you an, overdrive, an overdrive near the start of the fight to keep hate off people if you can. Yeah. If you if you're if you're if your monk loses soul voice and they're the soul DD in this fight basically, um, because that's our what our strat was. They're, they're the soul DD in this fight. They lose soul voice songs and stuff. You're you're probably gonna time out, especially with the regen. Like this guy right here was kind of a bastard, and this is this is like the one fight amongst the tier twos that I just didn't enjoy at all. I absolutely hate this fight. I don't um, hate it because the puppet takes all the the problems that you would hate about it away. And that's why we used a summoner, but the summoner sometimes wasn't real enough. Because we had so many buffs. Another good fight to bring a thief to then for the collaborator. Um, our our puppet master didn't melee this, and I feel like this this fight would have been easier if they did. If they did only yeah. only because we could dial back on the on the buffs and pull less hate individually between the two. Correct. Um, but the problem is, is our our puppet master the only puppet master we have because I'm not a real pup yet. Um, he doesn't have anything for melee or anything, so I kind of had to work with what we had. So, 
and that that would that would be Haydn. Very rarely does Haydn go pup to anything anymore. But yeah. So in our pickup group bard we had because we had trouble finding a bard for this when we shouted because of course. Yeah. We got the, one of the worst bards I can remember in a long time. Do you, yeah, we did. It was so bad. I, it's like it burned into my memory. Like the guy didn't know what to sing. Da, 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 and it's like done with the sing. Let me consult and, my blacklist. He's probably on there. <laughs> I think it was a Taru. And goddamn Tarus. And he not only did soul voice and stuff, but he used it and didn't do anything. And it wore off by the time he got songs up. I don't know how this happened, but. It was so bad. Soul voice was off before songs were on. Yep. And we didn't really have buffs. And I think they wore and he didn't reapply them too, just from time. And he didn't reapply. It was. It was. A, I had to fight this thing very specifically as Monk, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was not good. Yeah. And my pup's even better now. I'm surprised at, we at this won. Than when you well, did it. we didn't win, but we went in. We we had like two percent of the mob left, one percent, two percent, and we had to go back in again to finish two percent off of the fucking mob. Well, we had to do the five percent. Yeah, but so also another thing too that's kind of good to point out is if you are struggling on any of these mobs, whether it's even Engai or anything, to get that first clear, and then want to go farm at V19 because it's a lot easier to do, you can get the mob down. I mean, I haven't had it where you get the mob down 25% on crap jobs, then go back in again. It just never seems to work out that way. If you can't do that 75, which is the harder part of the fight, then you're probably not going to win it anyway, even if you take off that bit at the start, because that's the least time-consuming and troubling part. But if you get the mob down to, you know, 5% or less, you can go back in again and just finish them off. Yep. You're going to have crap jobs, but the 5%, you should be able to if, if you don't have absolute dead weight in your group do that. The the tier threes is where that kind of stops, though. Uh, did it for Engai the first time because some stuff happened. And we went back in and finished Engai's 5%. The, the fetters get kind of weird is the thing. They so do. Unless you, yeah. The, the fetters are like the only thing that really stops you from, from doing that on most the tier threes. Uh, but that's its own special thing later. Uh, yeah, the, the Gigalorm that, that we dealt with, though, man, that was that was so disappointing. It was it was one percent we timed out at. And yep. yeah, I'm glad we were able to just go back in and just and we wouldn't have timed out if the, the fucking bar. We didn't have dirge like you oh, were, we would have crushed it. Yeah, we were pulling hate on Monk because they didn't give us dirge because they couldn't do songs. So right. Dirge is really helpful for Henwin, and we don't have you Dirge. You have one job. But you also, if you take a Scholar, uh, if you don't have, you're doing times three farm or something, you can take a Scholar and use the uh, Animus Minnow or whatever it is. It's also kind of nice um, to not have the Monk have to guess either. So if like Libra's used at, re at regular intervals, the Monk can kind of tell when they're pulling too much hate. And it's better to do that than to just like randomly turn or, or kind of feel it out, because then the, the Monk can do more damage or more efficient damage than, you know, turning way too often and losing out on some DPS they could have saved. It's another fight I take summoner to again, but also the blunt jobs you have, if you're out of jobs and you don't have a lot of ninjas and thieves warrior. don't have carabit. Yeah. Warrior with club is good. And if you don't have that, you can also use dark Knight with club. Yep. Warrior is better. Of course, because of the shield darkness doesn't get, but it, it, dark no, Knight, no dark Knight gets the shield. Oh, it does. It just doesn't get TP bonus is the problem that thought we're talking about the blurred shield. Oh, yeah, because yeah. of Fencer, that's right. Okay, yeah. yeah it doesn't okay. get Fencer. Yes, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, so that's so, that's the main reason Dark Knight is less good, but it's still usable. Yeah, it is. It, it's a close second to Warrior there. Especially if all you have to do is 5% in 15 minutes. I'm sure you'll get there. Yeah, at that rate, you're 
just basically aiming to beat the regen and the and the win is inevitable. As yeah. long as the regen does not exceed your, your damage at that point, you're good to go. You're rewarded in these fights for having jobs that have other ammo. You know, like a like not every yeah. Dark Knight carries a club, and they should. But you know, things like that you're rewarded with because you, we take Dark Knight to Henwin as well, depending on who's there that night, depending on what jobs we shot for yeah. someone. Someone has to go Dark Knight sometimes. So, I mean, these are all important jobs to do these wins on. Yeah, perfectly reasonable to do that. Otherwise, if you have a pup tank it and you can handle the full dispel knockback, because the zombie and stuff, that's Conal. I just hit the puppet. Uh, as long yes. as you have that going on and, and, you know, a thief with Karambit again, not the worst job to bring, but you do need DPS a little more on, on Gigalorum because he seems to die slower than the other mobs because of his yeah. nonsense. For whatever reason, he just seems to be more of a time challenge for DPS, uh, depending on what you bring. Yeah, but definitely monk. a horseshit mob. <laughs> Worst, worst mob type in the game, in my opinion, um, or at least fun to fight for me. Yeah, the AOE knockback and stun and stuff's annoying. Yeah. Which now we get to, what do you want to do first for tier threes? So I guess I, I kind of want to just want to do them in the order that I fought them. So like Kalunga would be first. Okay. But the thing about the tier threes is I, I don't I don't like how these are designed. For some of them, and I like how they're designed. Some of them, the, the the problem is they are so buff specific that they seem really rigid compared to how dynamic the rest of the fights feel. Yeah, up but the tier point. twos and ones seem too loose in that you don't have to even worry about their your resistance or weaknesses. They just can ignore them and just fight them. Like some of them, like yeah. you have to for tier threes, and that's like they're all like I don't know if I really have a problem with tier threes, frankly. I I'm fine with like the weaknesses and resistance thing being held held solid. It's just the very, very specific level of buffs. I think Arabati specifically would be one of the ones for specific levels of buffs. Oh yeah, yeah. Need. Like trying doing Arabati without an Armageddon is insane. Well, V twenty, like, yeah, yeah, V twenty, and and I get that this is V twenty content. Like that shouldn't be taken lightly. Like this is this is actually the hardest content that we have to work with in this game right now. All those we so don't have any apply master levels to. It's finally there. Yeah, exactly. This is this is where it's starting to get to the point where those master levels actually matter quite a bit. Um, and, and I'm glad we have something to apply it to. But the fights themselves felt so rigid that we want we had to bring like a core to basically everything we had to. And basically, you know, I didn't uh, I didn't bring a no, I did bring a core to every every one of these fights. Um, like it, there were some jobs that you just had to have because you needed to meet like certain attack intervals and, or certain attack uh, ratios. And it just, I don't know. Now, this is also where I stopped using the whole red mage go sleep the mob strategy that I use in tier ones and tier twos and that most people did when this content first came out. Uh, it depends for me. Yeah, we, we didn't even bother anymore. Some of them we did. Kalunga we, we did. Yeah, and it, it, was, it was markedly worse for us when and that was the case. And the only reason we we stuck to doing it for Kalunga is because Kalunga spawns a fucking Gigalorum. It does. And I did not I did not want that Conal spell hitting people. Zombie. And also just he sucks in the first place. But also Red Mage is perfect for Kalunga because you can sleep the mob for a long time with uh Stymie or whatever and then go up and start meleeing with Nagling. It's Red Mage is great for Kalunga. Yes, our Red Mage does not really do physical damage though. So uh, your Red Mage should try to be a Red Mage. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty fucking important to, to fight that region and not, you know, take even longer to do something because it's not but just... But to be fair, he was also constantly pulling the 
the ad away all the way across the arena. So like he was dealing with that the entire time. I mean, it's not that bad. You can at the, at a certain point too. Uh, so in in the video I put out for this, uh, table hit the wrong button instead of carrying people. He hit regen instead, and people died from global cooldown. <laughs> So yeah. we won with like three seconds left because at a certain point, like the last 30 seconds, I just called for the red mage to ignore sleeping the mob and come and get a weapon skill off. And that was, yeah. that, that's how we won. We just ignored the mob at the end. So at the end, you might just ignore the mob too, because you don't have much to lose. But I mean, it's not that hard to control the mob for the first bit and get a good amount of DPS and on red mage. Honestly, I think if everyone's spread out, then it's probably pretty reasonable to just use defense songs and just just let them automatically hit you so kalunga is unique out of all the tier threes and that he should be the easiest if a couple things occur one the ad somewhat controlled or you have the proper amount of defense on to mitigate the issues and he doesn't like full zombie or whatever nonsense can happen yeah um two the tank lives as long as the tank lives because if your rune is caught in the wrong set they're going to probably die from being chomped to death because that's a strong physical move, especially at defense <laughs> down or something like that. You, you, the rune can take a beating with defense down or especially. Yeah, um, Kalunga can actually hit weirdly hard. He can. And he just bites yeah. you. He just rips your fucking guts out. So it's, it's like sometimes it's not a bad at all. Other times it is. So if those two things are happening and you have some decent buffs, whatever, and the, those first two things have happened, then Kalunga should be an easy win as long as your DDs don't suck. So, you know, yeah. you'll have a core using Savage Blade, you'll have a warrior using Jenko. But now we're also at the point, too, where you have to also multi-step skill chain. But if you don't... Break the RAF. If you don't, Kalunga is unique in the fact you can ignore fetters on Kalunga. He's the only one you can. Yeah, they were significantly weaker than the rest of them. That's not even it. Uh, if, if you uh, tank, like, I'll pull Kalunga down the stairs... I'll go behind the little lamp there with a flame, and I'll tank... Oh, use the height difference. No, don't use height difference. I go all oh. the way down to the bottom level floor, and I'll... I'm just saying, because I got to pull past... The flame is in the way. You'll get fucked up otherwise. Are you standing in the... Because he does knock back. You want to stand in the corner. Uh, so I pull him the long way around, and then go stand in that little corner of the archway behind the torch, and then the scholar we take will stand... Or the white mage, whatever you have, will stand in yeah. range of carrying him, because the, the flame has blocked the line of sight, and it can't get carries off, so just be aware of that so if i stand over there uh if the dds get behind kalunga at max range a la diversion style and fetters are called on me on rune the fetters are too far away to hit the dds so fetters will not hurt or kill anyone oh yes on kalunga because oh, his model this would have been even easier for us if we had known yes kalunga's model is so that. large that you can avoid fetter damage 100 percent. you can't do any other one mobs wow. except kalunga but he's so his ass is so massive that you can get behind his tail there and no one takes touched by fetters yeah, I specifically made sure that I was the one to tank this because this is so this is so finicky for the the tank itself. Like the the tank, if they're not paying attention, will die. Yes, like tier guy. threes are nice in the and, fact that uh, if you like tanking, you really actually get a challenge because if you're caught napping on some of these fights, Arabati or Kalunga, you're gonna get your your face beat in. Absolutely, definitely a tank. But yeah, like it, I could have, I would have loved to just sit there and just eat the fetters. That'd have been awesome. You still yeah, want to remove we stopped them? And, we stopped and procked every one of them. Yeah. You still want to remove them because Kalunga will take off buffs and stuff, and if you have no bar fire shell, etc. and stuff, you should have capped MDT on your rune in this fight, just like Arabati, and you're set without shell. Because if you're getting everything, it, it's doing... You're getting weakness in this fight in this tank. He's he's putting yes. you into weak mode. He's taking off all your buffs and stuff. 
and then he can chomp you on top of that with a big physical move. So you want to make mm-hmm. sure that you know you're proccing him so that your tank doesn't die. Because if your tank dies, the fight's over. If your tank lives, which it should be able to live, uh, then the, t- the fight is super easy. So it, it depends on yep. 100% your tank in this fight, honestly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, this is uh, this one along with uh, with Arab body are very, very specifically tank punishing. Uh, yeah, I would say that they're very heavily tank punishing uh, mobs out of all of them. Just because like if you if you screw up even a little bit, it, it will kill you. And Kalunga is like I'm putting a lot of emphasis on this, but Kalunga is probably the easiest out of all of these here. Yeah, he, he is. Well, that's not true. He should um, be. He there's should one be. other that that is a lot easier. Sevioso can be. Zevios is so easy. He can be. Like, we'll talk about Zevios soon. We, so, we, did, we absolutely curb stomp that mob. So you don't want to do Shining to Burning for Kalunga because you will heal him with light skill chains while he has his aura up that you're trying to proc off. And your Shining or Burning Blade might not do a lot of damage, but if you heal him for 30k with your, your bullshit skill chain on him, then you yeah. don't... It, yeah. it really sucks. So we were doing... Um, what was it? Savage Blade to like steal Cyclone. The warrior was using a uh, Chango. Yep. You know, so we could do that skill chain, and then on Rune Fence or whatever, I'd be able to, if need be, uh, use ground a Her- Herculean or slash. Or not Strike. Herculean slash. Yeah. It was essentially detonation to Scission or whatever over and over again. So since Savage Blade is Scission, that's and, weird. And um. And well, Savage Blade to to steal Cyclone should be Distortion because it's primary level two property. There, there is a skill chain in there that, that you're referring to. I'm just not I'm sure if you start with. Uh, I don't think it started with Savage Blade. There's no way, unless it was Savage Blade to Herculean. That that's a possibility. Well, well Steel Cyclone is detonation, so we're. Oh, do- yeah. It was. It was probably Savage Blade to Felcleave. It's it's just decision detonation over and over again. Yeah, it's Savage Blade to Felcleave. That that that'll do it. Also, um, Seraph Blade to to Felcleave does the same thing. I think. Or burning fel, yeah, burning fel cleave does the same thing without the light, without the the fire line stuff. Yeah, there's a couple ways to do it, but you're absolutely right though. Um, yeah, don't don't heal the crap out of this guy while you're all trying to. Yeah. We that actually caused one of our early losses was we we healed this thing for like cap damage like four times trying to proc it because a certain bard kept interrupting the fucking skill chain. <laughs> certain felgar. Yeah, so we we healed it for like over 500k damage, which was awesome. Yeah, uh, but yeah. that and also if if something happened and like the core didn't have TP to do another, uh, another savage, but or whatever, because having scission on Felclave's nice and all, but your war can't be alone there. I was able to do Herculean slash because that was the other property. Yeah, I get you. Herculean slash. Yeah. All the Abyssia era weapon skills are actually really good for that sort of stuff. Yeah, Cause they're all like a bunch of level ones. Impaction and detonation. So I was able to mm-hmm. close that the warrior wasn't ready or something from their great axe without capped, uh, delay. But uh, that was able yeah. to proc him very well because you're using those weapon skills there and they do damage still. So you want to use damaging weapon skills to proc if possible. And Felcleave, yeah. I mean, it's not great, but still Cyclone stronger, so. Yeah, it is what it is. Eventually you'll get back to like doing real weapon skills again. And, you know, you can always use Rune Fence with a Great Axe if you had to. I mean. It's true. It's definitely true. Uh, we actually opted to use a Scholar in this fight over a White Mage, and that was entirely because... Around thirty to forty percent, I think around forty percent is actually when we did it. We we like to use caper just to make it easier. Um, yeah. It's not necessary, but it was really nice to have. That's also too another thing on top of this 
tries you on your tank. You have to really try to keep hay for the whole fight because the fight goes on for a while. You have to make sure you have as much hate as possible because towards the end, you may be tanking very easy at the start, but towards the end, you're going to lose hate. Yep. Yeah, it's it, the, some of the fights are so long that, that they're, everyone's going to end up capping. And unless there's a way to mitigate it or like jump the hate off, et cetera, et cetera, um, there's sometimes just nothing you can do because everyone's a hate cap. And that can happen. It doesn't always happen when people think it does, but it can definitely do it by the end of like, you know, 14 minutes of fighting something. And when you get to sure. these, these fights, uh, you don't get to have the luxury of taking summoner and stuff like that. No. And that, that's actually my, my biggest gripe is that the, the critical mass of buffs that are required to do enough damage to race the regen with the amount of HP that these things have is, I think, a failing point in the design on these. That would be, I, um, I agree that's correct because, you know, you talked originally about sleeping and killing the mob, but the, the ad is like a million HP and stuff. Yeah, the ad's, you're there's not no time. The ad. There's no time to kill that ad. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. And the ad also gets an extra set of moves in this case. Um, yeah, it's it's basically just it's as hard worse, as the tier two. It's worse than the tier two, actually. Yeah, it's it's a straight up higher level. Yeah, because I, it wasn't until we were trying to fight Emboza or Embos whatever on the melee method because I wanted to not just cheese him, but he gets an extra TP move that was just absolutely horrible. Um, <laughs> yes. Like like something hell flop or something. Hold on, let me pull him up. Yeah, it's like hell flop. Doesn't even have this move in the tier two. No. And it's a worse move. Yeah, I was wondering what... Uh, I remember talking about it with Table. Yeah. Like, I was wondering what he was talking about. It's like this fucking HP down Infernal move Flop. And Infernal it's, Flop. That's yeah, what Infernal is. Flop yeah. is a rare NM-only Snapweed move that is a Conal minus 50% HP MP down and slow. So imagine yeah. someone gets hit with a Conal HP MP down and slow on Embos and then gets hit with an AoE like... Um, I don't know any AOE he has. Cano Pierce, yeah, Cano Pierce, Tim, uh, Timber along, but Cano Pierce, Uproot, yeah, all those things with fifty percent HP down, you're just dead. It's the worst. Yeah. So Infernal Flop is not even on the tier two Snapweed. So these tier threes get the extra NM moves if it applies to that family. That's right. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. So combine that with the fact that you have a much more rigid support setup in these fights. Uh, is just that's the part of the design that I don't like. I, I absolutely love that you don't get sub jobs. I, I love that they have specific damage mechanics and that you have to like proc the fetters off and stuff. All that is great. Um, but just the the specific buffs required in order to do enough damage to meet the DPS check is a little Final Fantasy 14 for me. Oh, Final and Fantasy that 14. is, um, yeah, because it, basically it's a DPS check. Yeah. I, almost every one of these fights boils down to that, and that's not what they should be. They should be a, strate a strategic outcome. Like you should be able to to plan for these fights appropriately. And people can argue that that's the case when you have to make sure that you bring a critical mass of buffs. Um, but a little but more it's not the same. Because yeah, it just doesn't it's, feel it's, like it's in spirit of the rest of this content. If it was like a triangle or a star compass of like uh, you know strength, mind, you know, like like the different things that make up the power of a monster, like maybe it's got more defense, less attack, like that uh, yeah. that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure esque uh, you know <laughs> AS tier quality trait of whatever, and there's like it's just different parts of the star, different lengths. So. Yeah. If if that was the case, you know, you'd be able to worry about certain things, but. And every single case of this, you have to make that compass go only in the DPS direction. It's not about any more like, like the tier twos are nice because I can take other jobs to do less damage because the mechanics I'm avoiding require different jobs, not different, you know, not extra damage. The The regen being added here uh, just forces so much extra that, damage that you can't that's take the these. Part. Yeah. Like, some yeah, there was much the more. There was, 
so much more flexibility on V15 because there was no regen. And I actually like the fact that, that the fights have this regen that suddenly you have to deal with something else. It's just that combined with the higher level and the, the higher defense that they have is very, very specific. And I and spent a vision. lot of time... I, I spent so much time trying to math out and pin down exactly what their defenses are so I could try to bring other jobs, try to justify being able to do it. But at the end of the day, their their defense is just high enough that it doesn't matter if we even learned it, is what I found out. Um, so, you just will just simply have to bring these. So in these in fights, you're going to end up because you can't take a Beastmaster like you can take a Beastmaster like and guy maybe. But yeah. these fights, you're not able to take a beast the same. And, yeah, but you could you could consistently bring a beast to every single one of the V15s. Yeah, V20 is yeah. different now. Very much so. So the regen is is it, it, it's a really what is it like one percent every three ticks? So every ten seconds is one percent HP in the mob again. Yeah, I it's massive. I want to say it's like it's it's close to like five thousand damage a tick. I remember I I looked at like how much mob HP the mob had and like at what rate they were taking, and I think at one point I I pinpointed what the regen was, and it was it, it's it's huge. It's ridiculous. Like, and that on its own is fine, but if you combine that with all these other things stacked against you, it stops being in the spirit of the content. I, I, think. I think it would have made more sense, too, that every different mob had a different buff, not just regen. Like, say Embos gets, like, a magic evasion buff instead. And, oh, man. And not regen. Just something like that. Well, it would, it would only make the, the cheese strategy, but like, just like, like, yeah. like, I'm talking about like, things like that. Like, it gets, like, Engai gets, like, an attack buff. So he brings you down to more HP to to you have to like mitigate that. Like the regen just makes it a DPS check because yep. unless we're missing something again, there's no killing this ad to stop that. We don't even know if it recalls the ad. And also something we haven't mentioned as well, every time if you're sleeping the ad and proccing the mob because you want to proc these mobs generally, if you can, Arabody might be the exception of trying to ignore it. Uh then the mob wakes up every time it puts the aura up too. So and then, yep. and the mobs have built in uh you know, immuno break requirements. So you're not going to land sleep the first time you got to get an immuno break, then do it again. They, they built it in that way intentionally. So. Yeah. And on, and even on top of that, the mobs that these guys spawn do not align with the mechanics that you use in the tier three fight. Yes. So like, if you look at Kalunga, he spawn, he spawns the marmor Krebs. So you'd better have the the setup to deal with not only marmor Krebs, blunt. but Kalunga in the exact same fight. Yeah. Everybody's piercing it and it calls it a blunt mob. Yeah. Uh, if, if fucking M, N, or uh, what is it? Yeah, N guy spawns the uh, Marma Krebs, yeah. Marma Krebs, yeah. You're, you don't have the, the magic damage in that fight to kill it. <laughs> it wouldn't have the time. There's no world ever, yeah. I mean, so it's absurd. You're not, you're not taking Black Mage. To, I mean, theoretically, Black Mage does blunt damage, but you're not taking it's not good enough. It's not good enough, yeah. No occult acumen set in the world is going to fucking make up for staff weapon skills. Maybe, maybe Maximentius, maybe, maybe. That'd be fun. Yeah, when when Black Mage's best physical weapon skill is tied to the claustrum, <laughs> you you know that you're in trouble. I don't know. Max isn't so. bad. You could take Max and do damage. That's that's true. Maxentius. I, I I often discredit the club on Black Mage more than I, I should. Honestly, I would. Maxentius is probably where it's at. I wouldn't be opposed to taking Black Mage to beat guy. I would be. <laughs> that just sounds terrible. I I have a lot of fun playing Black Mage, but I don't think I would have any fun playing Black Mage on guy. That just sounds. I don't know. I, I I'm thinking about that. I I think that strategy could work out theoretically. It's it's unnecessarily complicated, but I do think it would work. I mean, I guess you have elemental seal sleep gift for the crab, right? Well, or sleep, not sleep. Good. You wouldn't need to sleep the crab. You just monowall. Let's let's go into end guy next. So sure. How did you yeah, be? Tell me how you handled end guy. 
So we brought Red Mage, White Mage, Core Bard, War Monk, and we did the, the pretty standard strategy. Uh, war was fine because of TP bonus. War gets one shot so, at easier than other jobs in this fight. Uh, yes, actually, that is true. That's why um, that was our, our warrior had had a pretty hard time. Uh, fortunately, uh, I think I went monk to this fight, if I remember right. And I kept my HP high on monk. So, so basically, as long as your monk doesn't have to be babysit, the white mage can actually babysit the warrior. And the, the main thing that I liked about warrior wasn't necessarily the whole like fencer club judgment thing, because that is really sweet. Um, the fact that warrior gives TP bonus to the monk is insane. And uh, using Howling Fist on this mob over and over again is insane. Because, again, you are you run into a situation where you need a very specific amount of attack in order to meet this DPS check, and Howling Fist helps you get there. So that was the, the main justification for Warrior. You definitely did it a different way. Um, but th with this one here, we just put a tweak on how the V15 works and then decided to you know continue to use the Red Mage sleeps and deals with the ad thing. Which was kind of rough. Actually, no, I was not the warrior. I was not the monk. Hayden was the monk. I was the white mage for this fight because I tanked the crab when the crab would no longer sleep. That's what it was. So yeah, I, I went white mage to this because the, the white mage's role in this fight is absolute hell. Um, it's it's so terrible on them. I think at the end we had table kind of stand up close to just fucking deal with everything. Yep. Yeah, I stopped being afraid of marine mayhem. It was either going to kill me or it wouldn't. Like I stopped, I stopped caring about it. So the ad can be a problem in this fight because for how aura seems to come up a lot more in these V20s based on longer fights, other stuff going on, just it seems to come up more and therefore the ad's waking up and with it doing AOE spinning around hitting people, which takes off HP, which makes them vulnerable, stuff like that, uh, the ad can be a problem for Ringai. So Yeah, it can. What I did was White Mage, Bard, Geo, which you could take a, a Beastmaster in this case. Frankly, Beastmaster would probably be better in this case than taking Geo. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, we just we were very limited with what we had. You probably didn't we have did, one. We didn't have yeah. a Beast, unfortunately. Because your Beast is your White Mage, I believe. Yep. Corsair for skill chaining, applying rolls. Uh, Monk and Pup. Yeah, okay. And the Puppet can tank this fight so effortlessly that you can just hold Marmacrebs indefinitely and never care. Yeah. Never have to sleep it. Never have to worry about any of that nonsense. Doesn't wake up. Doesn't bother anyone. Never kills the puppet. No problem whatsoever. It was... We died at the end because I was... We didn't pull Angai away, so Marine Mayhem at the end went off like three times in a row and my puppet was out of range. Oh. So my puppet Good. got hit for like... A thousand damage three times in a row, so I could not regen slash repair past that because I didn't pull out of range. If we pulled out of range, it yeah. never would have happened. So that happened at the very end. But Engai is multiple weapons goes at the same time, so your bar needs to go save TP. Your Geo would be nice if they did. They don't. They're the last person to have to worry. Depending on how long the fight goes on, you don't want to have to add the Geo weapon skill. But the monk, the pup, and the core definitely um, are going to be TPing at the same time. But also. Yeah. If you get it, if um, Aura seems to go up around 80% on Engai, we just put him a bunch of times, it just seemed to always go up at 80%. The, it seems like that was the case on like all of these mobs. Yeah, like around 80%, the Aura seems to be focused on going up unless you've somehow, like, like I, I, the logic might have changed that was, in these mobs. That was different between V15 and now. It was. Uh, it was almost, almost like clockwork, it went up around 80%. Yeah. I'm not going to say that it goes so far as to say that's a mechanic. 
but man, it seems so much more. I'm going to say it is, and I'm going to say if HP flies down fast enough, like other fights in ambuscades and stuff, whether it's the Moogle ambuscade <laughs> or something, you can bypass that tier of HP if you go down fast enough. So it's not you know guaranteed, yeah. but it seems to be built in. It was always around 80. So the puppet itself, if it uses strobe or um or flash bulb, will um or shield bash, I guess, will start the red proc on the shark that part is really cool yeah yes. we abused that in v15 actually so if you're farming v um 19 on shark which you probably should because it's so much easier you yeah. can between also you have to worry about hate reset in this fight so the puppet itself can yeah. easily deal with the mob and dealing with hate resets and stuff and also helping proc if you needed to if you don't have to it might also fuck it up but well it's nice to you can be able actually to just kind of dial back and wait because just because the mob has aura up doesn't mean that the fetters are going to come out. If people actually turn and just wait for the puppet to actually use its move, yeah. you, you're that fine. Would, that would solve it, yeah. Yeah. Because the fetters you're only come out after a TP move is done. Mm -hmm. And even if they come out once, it's not a problem. If it sits there and spams TP moves because everyone is just blockheading their way through it, then yeah, people are probably going to die. But if you get like one set of fetters, it's only situated on like one person usually. The other person can back off and use a panacea. And then the white mage can very easily just stone skin that person through it. I full time water charm in this fight, as your monk should as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, yeah. And everyone goes, well, well, the monk can get subtle blow. Pup does, yeah. Pup gets good subtle blow too. We don't I'm like. I didn't it's go fine. out of my way to make a subtle blow set. I didn't. You know, people act like TP feed on Ngai is the end of the fucking world, and it's not. No. If you're a warrior, it might be. If magic defense down aura is on, then it might be because you might get one shot easier. Because yeah, the only time it sucks is when you have like slightly reduced HP and it does uh, title guillotine. Because that one is is rough. Guillotine is if your HP is too low, it'll kill you. Otherwise, it does mm -hmm. magic damage. And if you have magic defense down on and stuff like that, or don't have proper uh, carols, because we use carol from Bard, is why Bard is essential here. Um, then the extra damage that guillotine is then changed to instead of a one shot but can also one shot you so along with protolithic puncture can do that too and, and just, it's a hate reset yeah hate yeah yeah that one is rough oh no no protolithic puncture is the, critical uh, damage it's the critical damage and defense down and stuff but that can actually one shot you also if you aren't paying attention that one is is also very high damage if uh if you don't resist so it's hell on white mage to keep everyone topped off on this, but the yeah. puppet helps a lot because if you have multiple hate resets out and the puppet then has hate and I was also taking it off. And the puppet may be doing slashing, but Bone Crusher is blunt damage. Yeah. So it's true. It's just a and good I think it's a really good job to bring to this. And most people don't have a proper puppet because you have to I'm using God hands in this fight, not King Konkin. Yeah, I believe that. Especially because the puppet's only holding. If the puppet was doing damage and overdrive and stuff, I could try out King Konkin, but uh, otherwise God Hands is the way to go, and it's not hard to get Because you want to use Howling Fist. Yes, you do want Howling Fist, yeah. Because yeah. you want you, you need the extra attack buffs and stuff. Yeah, and our, our crab only slept for about 30%. Like, I actually tanked the uh, the crab on this on White Mage, and it, it was pretty terrible. So much, yeah, the crab's annoying, and Sundering Snip still happens. The puppet lasts a Sundering Snip, players don't. Yeah, I actually started flashing it and shit just because I didn't want it hitting anyone else. It was so terrible, dude. Yeah, I, I heard some people on Asura were having, uh, what is it? Is it Thizzle or something? I don't know. It was a fight, and oh, it was Yonren's group. Fucking Yonren. No. Mr. Merc can't beat that guy. Apparently, they had no. it took 50 times on to beat it. Oh, I was crap. I was told fifty, and the only reason it happened is because Yonren was wasn't there that night, body and run? someone filled in, and Yonren wasn't there when they won. Wow. wow, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, the super elite mercs of Asura. Good job. I mean, fifty. Well, that, guy, that guy's supposed to be super elite. That's cool. Yeah, man. I mean, he's so ambuscade. Uh, okay.
But no, yeah, so obviously people sure. have trouble with this, but if you're focusing on the right things to make it a lot easier, I think Blue Mage is great in this fight too. If I wasn't on Pump, I was doing this V15 on Blue with Beast. Super great combo. That's why I think I, I the tried Black to Mage use Blue Mage. I really did on this one, and I really wanted it to work too, but it just stopped being as effective as other setups. It, you know, if we weren't limiting the jobs we had, we were trying to do it Blue War first. If we had Blue Monk, we could have done this again if the Red Mage is trying really hard. But the margin of error increases so much with the add on Red Mage in V20 that blue is great but the problem is pup for us brought so much more of holding that mob well i very i very frequently just tank this uh this fight on v15 as blue mage like blue mage actually handles end guy really well it does because selenko it's really nice here too mm -hmm. and, and and cocoon and, and all that shit mighty yeah. guards also mdb so yep. mdb and regen and defense plus when you're getting hit with defense down and shit so mighty yeah, guard is really nice it's here. great but how you worked it into your setup, it depends on who's got what, and you need a real blue mage here. I wouldn't be taking a blue mage that wasn't serious about the job here. Yeah, you had to be pretty pretty. I'm, out, I'm using TP bonus sword and stuff here. I don't think most blue mage, because you want to put on as much damage as possible. Like, we also, at the very start of the fight, too, when we were trying to use red mage, the red mage for the first 25% would take out club and do nice damage before falling back to worry about the ad, and that helped a lot, too. We started doing that, and then we realized we didn't need it. Well, it just helps, so... Oh yeah, it definitely does help, but I it, it was just it made more sense to have the red mage help back up cure our warrior, and our warrior was dealing way more damage than having the red mage involved. Our biggest issue that made us dump warrior was that the warrior was getting one shot. Yeah, even with double our, carol and bar water and all that shit. Ours didn't get one shot too often, but we're actually blessed with a monster warrior though. Like the dude is really good. We had the war because so. also one of the end guys moves those magic defense down too. And while everyone's getting hit and being topped off, the white mage can't always. And you have to make sure they're spamming panaceas and stuff too if you're that warrior because that magic defense down on what is it? Hold on, look. What's the move? Cardolithic puncture. Uh, aquatic lance. Oh, aquatic lance. Aquatic lance is MDB down and defense down. So it's the MDB down part that makes guillotine uh if it does too much damage even if you're at full hp will still kill you and warrior is like dragoon in this case that just the magic damage just beats it in so needing to have a panacea to take that stuff off too panacea has become very important for tier threes yeah um just meds in general for sure because we had we had like a cure five stone skin on top of a full hp warrior and one guillotine, one shot the warrior in DT set. <laughs> oh, With no. bar water and fucking carol. Like, there's nothing you can do. So. Well, if the monk, if the monk is, is doing it right and you're coordinating with the core, if you're bringing a core, um, I don't think we did in, in my run where we won. We might have. Yeah, we brought a core. Um, you actually want to focus resetting mantra. Yeah. Mantra keeps everyone alive, and it's really, really important in this fight. We it's were, a huge, huge buff to Max HP. When we were taking war, we were limited by who had what job, and we couldn't take. I was blue yeah, in war because we didn't have someone to go monk and also core. I gotcha. Yeah, that explains why I went monk to that one run. It was a problem. Yeah. But once another thing, too, no matter how good your group is, um, and no matter how many things you've beaten in the game, and how great your sets are, and how you know this or that other thing, and, you know... It's not unusual to, even if you have the perfect strategy you follow to the T, to lose, especially something like Ongo as well, to lose because you have, just, you have to get in sync in these fights. Like, you're going to fail these fights no matter how good you are to be 20. 
Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just go one for one. I think our first Bumba V20, we went 2% and lost because someone decided, hey, I'm going to use my amplifier and stuff mid-fight. I didn't use it before the fight, but 2%, that's one <laughs> weapon skill almost. Why not just use oh, the amplifier boy. mid-fight? That would be really great. Stuff like that happened. But My group in particular is a testament to what you're saying. Yes. Like, we, we absolutely crushed it. But like, for, for this, it had people outside of their comfort zones. Like, I couldn't just assign the same people to the same jobs they were always on. And it, it did cause a lot of sinking issues, that's for sure. So, coordination is super important. Whether we're talking Emboza, but especially Ongo, Arabati, depending on what's going on. Like, coordination, no matter how many times you do this, proccing the ore on a fight, skill chaining together, just you have to get a feel for when what the mob is going to be doing and when as a healer. Uh, if you're coordinating on Ongo, like I'm working with the Corsair or to make a skill chain on Runefencer, I have to get a certain, like you get like this sixth sense feeling when you keep doing the fight with people, you're anticipating their response time and how it's going to happen. Like I want a skill chain, not right away because I want more time for the core to get an extra TP, but I have to know how the core typically weapon skills because it was just we had different cores at different times and skill chains were somewhat of a problem every time until we got in sync. So whether it's the healer knowing when a certain move is coming and making sure people were topped off at that point, skill chaining on Kalunga, on you know anything in general, just ongo getting in sync is just something that has to happen over multiple fights of losing. Even though, so for ongo, not that I want to do ongo next week, but I guess we might as well. We lost. <laughs> The first four, because the first one, we didn't have skill chaining going on. It was a pug core. They just didn't do anything. They got blacklisted. and They never came back, Fox. There were a lot of blacklists happen over the course of this climb, even though we're only placing one or two people sometimes. That's funny. You sound like me. The next time, everything was fine, but we got magic attack down aura. The next time, everything was fine, but we got magic evasion or magic accuracy down aura. Then the next time again, we got... <laughs> Magic attacked on Aura again. So in four fights, three of them were fucking us from Auras, which Auras don't fuck you in the ones and twos, but in threes they definitely can because DPS check. And mm -hmm. then the fifth time, we went in, we were about to win, and we went in for a wild card reset, and this is when I learned coordination again on Runefencer. I learned to save one for all for that moment when we're doing wild card, because not only do you not want to, I guess, I guess on goes the thing now. Not only do you not want to use abilities on your rune fencer because you want random deal to reset rake and gambit, you don't want it to reset one for all. That's garbage. But when someone runs in is when the run can go really wrong. So you make sure that you use one for all as they're coming in. So that if anything happens, you don't have an AOE move go off, stun the Corsair, then have another AOE move go off and kill the Corsair because then that happened to, us that happened to you as well. But you yeah. know, that happened that time. And then, and then, after all those, like, we timed out the other fight because we got another new Corsair, a different night, and skill chaining wasn't fluid. And then we went back in again, and this is the video we put up with that Corsair, because they, like, they're like, oh, my skill chain's add-on wasn't working right. I just, I go, just turn that shit off and just fucking weapon skill. You don't need... Yeah, exactly. Just please weapon skill with me. And then when that happened, when we got in sync, I knew when they were going to be doing their weapon skill, I knew the close at the right time to give them enough time. I knew when they would get their TP back based on... I was watching their TP. Based on how they would shoot and get TP back, I knew how it would go. I had to, I would wait a little bit because if I went too quick, they wouldn't have TP and we wouldn't skill chain uh, to close it again. And when that happened and everything lined up perfectly after all those failures and everything, we absolutely crushed Ongo so hard that we just, nothing nothing changed in all these fights. Nothing changed. Everyone was doing the same job. Almost nothing changed. 
And then suddenly it went from being losses to, wow, that was easy. Yeah. Uh, Ongo was the fight where I had finally snapped and I yelled at him for 10 minutes. <laughs> I yelled at him for 10 minutes because at one point I had to put him on Geo, who had literally one job. And he wasn't. Even this is the contextualized the moment thing. Yeah, this is this was unacceptable at this point, and I almost removed him from the group at that moment. But I didn't. <laughs> I want the Xbox achievement. I told you to. Yeah. Well, at that point, I said it's just so, like enough's enough. So, Ongo, like you're saying, requires a huge amount of coordination, and you have to have people who will listen, and you know you have to have people who will not lie to you about what sets they're using, <laughs> and. Um, the the thing that's gonna piss me off because like I, I you know I get that we're gonna lose I get that some people derp I get that some people have their own ideas about things but when people just start like blatantly lying to you about what they're doing um, that's where I just get really fucking pissed off so, and that's actually ended up happening here so we know Ongo's magic accuracy that you need I need to add the int to the wiki and the magic accuracy check because this is known yeah you know the int we know the magic accuracy requirement so we know how to gear for Ongo and Black Mage. Uh, it's not a tinkering job like Pup, but you absolutely no. need to be concerned with int tiers for Black Mage because of how you do damage. So Black Mage is certainly one of those jobs that paying attention to your gear sets and knowing your target's values are huge. For a DD, you just throw Very. on this gear and go to town. On Black Mage, your damage changes dramatically based on the damage calculation for magic, which is very sensitive to int tiering. Mm-hmm. So there are There are actually a couple sets that you can wear as a Black Mage in this fight. Um, when I switched the Black Mage to Blame, um, he ended up using a set that, that was a lot like Nahiz, uh that, that you guys used. Um, really, though, when you're doing Subtle Sorcery, like if, if everything is aligning properly, you're going to be doing crazy-ass damage anyway. It's really maximizing the times when you are not doing crazy-ass damage that, that really make this fight sing. And that's what you really have to get down in order to win. Because the regen keeps going on as this yep. insane, insane value, and sure you're waiting does. for the next skill chain. Yeah. So it's that's why Max and you can't Ongo has a 30% earth resist value tier. With three earth runes and a rake, you raise it up to 60%. So anything 50% and below is a guaranteed half resist or more. So yeah. that's why you can't do damage against this without rake, because you're guaranteed resist. And when you raise it with that, you're no longer guaranteed resist. You can do not only extra damage, but full damage because you're not forcing resist every time. Yeah, everything in this fight lives and breathes around your ability to maximize rake windows and subtle sorcery window. So too much emphasis on the forums and everything. There's a conversation recently in our Final Fantasy XI. It was in the fan art post of the strategy meeting for tier threes or whatever from, I don't know what person made the art. It was it was put up on the, on the subreddit. And... Uh, they were doing Kalunga and that, and I go, I hate to see them actually do one of the harder ones, because it was like, there's like one of those typical chibi Japanese, like, someone's got like the angry, angry pound sign above their head, and they're all I like, like... I like that picture. Yeah, yeah you see the picture I'm talking about, they're like, 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 yeah. arguing over a map of a dinosaur. It's like drawn, in the, it's drawn yeah. with a stick in the ground. Yeah, yeah that yeah. kind of thing. So, and then someone mentioned, well, you know, da-da-da, Ango, da-da-da, is like the worst, da-da-da-da-da, we can't beat Ango. And that's sort of this whole conversation about Ango, where I went into the whole thing about especially on auctionhouse.com, which is not a bad place, but you get certain narratives and voices that cause problems. Yeah, that's for sure. And the narrative on auctionhouse.com is 100% of that fight is focused on the black mage. What is my black mage wearing? 
Uh, how good is my black mage? What is every specific piece you have down to the detail? And they just assume that, okay, I have geo buffs and rate gambits, da, da, da. but everything else is focused on the black mage. You don't need that level of gear, folks. The black mage is not make or break in this fight. It is 100% surrounding the environment you put the black mage in. As we said, rake, but also gambit, and subtle sorcery, and burn, and impact, and these things, the environment of damage, because of int being so sensitive in that fight for extra damage, you know, because they were saying, how am I not doing cap damage, and yours is doing that. <laughs> you must. They said, you must have R20 Agus, and it's no. like, no, we don't no. have basically any agus being used here yeah it's all about the buffs it's all about and the that buffs. that actually that actually goes into the secondary thing too like it's not all about the black mage um but despite like a black mage having literally everything in the game you also need to aside from the stuff you own know how to play the job too uh, another one of the reasons why we had to switch our black mages wasn't just because of the the person just like going rogue and making their own sets and lying to us about it. About it, it was because well, for context, um, you told him what piece of the gear to use because you mathed it out. Yes, because I, I know exactly what you need to hit exactly. Um, but that that's not even it though. Um, it comes down to how you play the job too. And the dude just kept missing magic first. Like he wouldn't start casting until he saw the skill chain happen like when you're a black mage you need to actually time your first nuke in the skill chain for right when the close happens because that's when the window opens you can't just wait for the close to actually happen to begin casting because then you're wasting window uh when that when that occurs and you're basically blowing rake you're just throwing wit rake right in the garbage because you're not me you're not meeting everything you need for that window it is so important that the black mage knows how to properly nuke a mob and that is not something that you can buy in this game. And that's what we saw actively. And that's why I had to change who our Black Mage was. That was ultimately the factor. So it's, it's huge. Like playing Black Mage is so much more technical than people give it credit for. It is. And uh, yeah, if you mess up even a little bit, it's it just it's compounded, especially in fights where that's literally hinging on everything. So also part of the teamwork when I was talking about um, all the stuff on Rune and Core together, but all that has to be happening, and the Black Mage has to also be pre-nuking to get that first magic burst yeah, off. Yeah, pre-nuke. Pre-nuke, yeah, exactly. So that, so that is more important than gear, maximizing your damage there. And our, our Scholar, they're, they're talking about like, like this group that is not winning this fight and not doing cap damage, whatever, and is using, like, we're using similar gear, whatever, whatever. They have a Scholar who's doing, Table basically geared up his Scholar for this without, he couldn't nuke, he, didn't, he doesn't have Freke Ring, he didn't even have an Ambuscade Cape. You know, like, and he did Helix to counter the regen on Ongo, and he didn't nuke at all. He didn't do anything. He didn't open a skill chain. Yeah. He didn't nuke. He just cured and made sure he, he replied Helix, Helix, and that's it. And applied yeah, that's weather. What the, that's what the scholar's supposed to that's do. That's what the scholar does. And, like, if this group has a scholar who is between multi-step skill chains, as long as they're not nerfing the Black Mage's damage by going before them through the resist wall, then that they're contributing more damage than Table even did, and they're doing higher helixes than Table even did, obviously because he was a slapped-together scholar who did this. The only thing I would have liked to see out of our scholar, because our, our scholar was fantastic on this fight too, but when you first run into the fight while everyone is getting situated and people are trying to put the bubbles down and shit like that, uh, the scholar, as soon as the bubble goes down and before the skill chains start and everything, the scholar should actually just solo a scission real quick and burst their helix right then and there. That gets it out of the way of the Black Mage and everything. They already have Tabula Rasa up because they're using uh, Embrava. 
So you might as well just throw one out real quick, get get your helix out of the way, and then just let, let what, the coast be completely clear. What we did clear. instead is uh, the black mage. We get three thousand TP in the lobby, and the black mage who was nuking in club and shield, uh, Bunzi and uh, an Arapi shield, mm -hmm. they would get three thousand with the staff, and I would run out there on uh, Rune Fencer and open up for them, or maybe I open up for them, or the scholar open up. Oh, the and they closed veto here. And they closed veto here and there, and the, and the geo did the magic burst right there. Off the darkness. Yep. Yeah, that yep. makes sense too. But as long as you're doing that outside of the skill chain and you're not nerfing any damage, that maximizes the window even more. It's not necessary, but it's really nice to, it is, to yeah, do Yeah, it's that. not needed, but it was nice. And because there's like, no my, time my to do group that is an example. My, my group is an example of it not being needed because we didn't actually do it that way. We actually had them, the, the, uh, the scholar interrupt the very first nuke in the skill chain by by doing that, and then also when it was reapplied later. And there's certain things like we focus like you have to focus on the black mage set because I can't say that the black mage's set doesn't matter and its int tiering is important and this and that. You have to focus on that, but it's just not the focus because in this fight certain pieces of gear do matter a lot. I think the quanper necklace. Everyone keeps trying to use plus two necklace. I think quanper necklace is a far superior item to use here. It is. Yeah, and that was actually one of the arguments that, that I had. It's affinity, man. The dude just wanted to use his set. And the thing is, is the, the black dude, no, mage... His set is stupid. I made a meme over that it's set. It's real bad. It, it's extremely it was bad. It was hat plus one and four to five Archmage plus three gear, which is just stupid. So it would have been a different story if the dude could have explained to me why he was using the set that he was using. But just the fact that he compared pieces directly across from the set that I had, and that in some cases it was better than, a, than another piece in his mind, does not make it a better set overall as a cohesive set. And that was a huge problem. Um, there, there were so many problems with that set in particular. Like, you do not wear four out of five Archmages with an Aya hat. That is not acceptable for this fight. Um, I don't even... You're, you have, like, almost no Magic Burst 2 in this situation, which is, is completely unacceptable. Um, you're you're wasting a whole bunch of potential with the rest of your gear slots, and it wasn't even worth breaking down. But but the thing is, is like you you have to understand why you're equipping the set that you're equipping. You can't just equip the gear and and say that it's okay because it happened to work on a V15 when nobody was checking, right? <laughs> that V15 was pretty. That was worse than the V20. Yeah, yeah, the V15 was worse because we stuck to the same black mage throughout the fight, and we basically felt like we got lucky when we ended up winning that one. It, it did not feel like luck when we when we when we beat Ongo, especially after I yelled at him to play Geo properly. Um, the moment that happened, we stopped timing. The moment I, I yelled at him, we went into the fight afterwards, and I told him to just play his fucking job instead of like all this other nuanced shit. We immediately went from going from around thirty percent to twenty two percent. The very next attempt, we went to nine percent, and then we went to like three percent, and then we killed it. So instead of being it was, it was plus percent every time, the, the difference. Yeah, it was, was, it was an immediate difference. In no, the, the different. The problem was that it was also the Geo not using their bubbles efficiently. Yeah. Okay. You somehow fucked up Geo, which is awesome. So another thing people go on is be like, uh, oh, malaise. It's it's nerfed in this fight because it's minus potency to malaise. Really, it is. It's nerfed. He just we shouldn't use it because it's nerfed. We're gonna use. Now that's wrong. Yes, we're gonna use. You know, in you know, geo int or something is geo acumen and indie int instead, and not use malaise. Yeah, the the only time you really change the bubbles is if you get magic act down, and you're probably still going to lose the fight if this happens. Um, but you actually change acumen out, and or not acumen, you actually do change uh, malaise out in this situation, and you use a uh, focus instead. Uh, but you're probably still not going to get there because it's you'll get close, but 
it'd be pretty rough if someone's done it. I'm, I'm imagine, I imagine that it's possible that someone out there has done the magic accuracy down. Yeah. But it was probably through great fortune that that occurred. Um, so you also want to be saving. We split up, um, rake and gambit and rake. I changed my merits to have rake last longer as long as possible, which every rune should be doing in this case. And now we would change up, um, to subtle sorcery after one hour was over. So you can get, the impact and burn and everything back on it maybe because you're not getting the impact with elemental seal at the start is what we went with because mm-hmm. you can't obviously get both and it does more stat down is like 425 int or something ongo has and yes. doing doing a burn with all the works is like 80 int or something and an impact in this case would be like 103 int down yeah so the impact is is a bit stronger. Yes, in this case it is stronger. It's very close, but it's yeah, stronger. because the the stat is so high, it'd be twenty now for int. It goes up dramatically actually from V, you know, one to to V twenty. The the int goes up like over a hundred or some nonsense. Yeah, and it an impact is going to completely eclipse it at V twenty five. And and that two fucking whole tiers is a hundred int. That, that's what that is for damage mm-hmm. tiers. Oh yeah, yeah. When you actually look at the damage formula and how it scales. Um, a hundred int is, is massive, uh, especially when it comes to stone spells. Yeah. You and I were talking, uh, you were sending me all this, we were talking about black mage and everything for this fight, particularly when we were both working through it and you were sending me all this stuff comparing, uh, Eocote and everything based on getting a D 50 int tier. This is a hundred yep. int. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Like if, if you want to get real technical with this fight, um, especially with how you can gear black mage, uh, the amount of math that goes into, Trying to optimize the stupidest shit in this fight is insane. Um, I spent a very long time uh, just going through multiple scenarios and different gear sets in order to optimize this stuff. So and really, I didn't need to. You didn't have day. to. I really didn't. Yeah, you like to though, you know. I did like to, yeah. <laughs> you know, and to know where you're at, like you want to know that your black mage is doing enough damage to know where you're at in this fight. I think as long as you're breaking twenty k magic burst without rake on, I think you're doing fine. Yeah. If, yeah. You're, if you're hitting 30k, doing great. Oh, we were actually like chilling around like 36 a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, it was it was really nice. Um, one of the uh, the big things that we did is we actually kept up Gambit almost full time in this fight. Uh, we we focused. Um, I, I forget the the actual like reset thing. Um, we made sure that we got rake resets and stuff. But based on how we pushed our first 20 uh, 26 percent of the fight, we actually focused on keeping Gambit up. Because the the rake was easily reset by the wild card, and there there actually wasn't enough time in the fight where we actually won uh, to even need extra reset considerations for rake. So we found that that ma- that making sure gambit was up full time was actually the key. So for when I fought this on rune, this is one of the fights where position was different than all other fights, and it seemed to matter and help. Yeah, it does. So I- at the we fought at the top of the stairs this time instead. And I pulled the mob to the top of the staircase right before that little uh, archway nook so that I could deal with getting knocked back and stuff. But uh, they would be on the stairs because the height difference there helped avoid the moves. And when we had to do a reset or something, I would swing from being against that wall to being in the top, the very top of the stairs in the archway where the stairs start. So that when we were doing a reset, I could swing around and then do Valiance or One for All or something to keep them covered. Because we would run in, we did what I said before with the magic burst, the helix off of the the Vito here near, and mm-hmm. and then I would be using a great axe because the core and I were, you know, I was in a magic set, but since it's not too hard to get TP in a Naame set, 
on Rune with Great Axe and, and Samroll and shit. Uh, one of the losses, too, was the Pug Core did not give me Samroll. That was good. <laughs> and it can suck to get TP reduction sometimes, but um, you're doing a Steel Cyclone? No, it's um, Laden Salute to Steel Cyclone to Wildfire to do Dark, mm-hmm. Double Dark. Uh, multi-step skill chains help magic damage a lot for black mage. It adds an extra multiplier to the to calculations. Yeah, it's, it's basically 10% per... Yeah, it's an extra 10% damage for free. And you also get a chance to do an extra, you know, uh, resist wall free nuke, essentially, depending on timing and stuff. Uh, yeah. The next magic burst, too, which helps a lot. Yeah, it, but it it only adds, like, the, the extra damage on magic bursts and stuff if you're past a certain resistance rank, though. So you're going to see a much more noticeable difference with rake. Yes, that's um, that's also that that's one of the big parts of rake is that it it significantly increases your magic burst damage. So after the helix and everything was over, I do gambit, and then we would do skill chain on. And I'm getting like by the time I would do gambit right before I op- um right before I had the core open, I would say okay, gambit's on open, and then it's in the video, of course, on the yeah. WTF YouTube channel. It, it, we vocalize and everything. You can watch this, and then I would try to get. I would close, and then I would try to get my extra rune up uh, to get a rake on by the time the uh, last skill chain was happening so that we can get the benefit of Gambit and Rake and then have it on for the next skill chain, of course, again. And by that point, uh, 75% occurred and Sephora's was on, and we're just waiting. That's when we run up and do random deal to have Gambit Rake reset, and then we would go into it again. And then after that's over, Subtle Sorcery would then go on because then you can go burn impact and then just go to town because subtle sorcery was nice for damage too, better than yeah. gambit alone uh, without rake. So if we had to rank them gambit, subtle sorcery, then rake. And of course rake is the best of all and you can stack all these together, but you would not want to stack subtle sorcery and then rake together. I mean, and gambit and stuff together. You just don't want, it's a waste. You, you of don't, you don't overlap. stack subtle sorcery and rake. You can yeah. stack gambit with those two. You can, but it's, it's an overlap of abilities at that point. You, you've already used those. You want to spread those out. So you have constant high damage on black mage to beat that regen. Yeah. So then at that um, point, I can, wild card. I, I, yeah. And, and timing the wild card correctly is important too, because it, it exposes your core and your core is also doing, uh, the skill chain. So one of the main things with the skill chain and like needing to re-roll during the fight or any of the resets or anything is that you have to be very, very mindful with your skill chainers on whether or not rake rake or subtle sorcery is still active. If if that if that is still active, you should be doing nothing but skill chain. Yep. It does not matter what else is going on around you, you need to just do skill chains. Um once that wears, that's when you can start worrying about like resets and stuff like that. And, and the resets can be kind of dynamic depending on you know what wild card gives you back, whether it resets itself, um, whether or not um, the rake recast is just naturally up again after Sforzo, you know, that sort of thing. It won't be uh, up if the it, fight's it going according to how it's been described. Yeah, but it, it, at the end, maybe. Yeah, exactly. But uh, it, it is dynamic, though, and you just have to make sure that you're maximizing those abilities. You never cut any of those abilities short. I actually have a really good perspective on this fight. It's kind of unique. Um, I went bard to every single one of these. Yeah, I didn't even talk about bard in the back line yet. So playing bard in this fight is really difficult. And it doesn't seem like it should be. uh, But you actually have a lot of shit to do. And you you don't really have a lot of time to put the songs on that need to be on everybody. Uh, So you have to be real comfortable with the fact that sometimes you're just going to have like an almost six minute song on your rune fencer that you need to pay attention to. Because you primarily need to make sure that your backline is buffed first and foremost. But one of the main things I did was uh, I did the, the K special um, where you overcap haste 
intentionally so that if Ongo slows the rune fencer, it doesn't impact them at all. I know it can be erased, but you want to make sure that uh, between Embrava and dual marches, um, that your rune fencer is overcapped on haste so that slow never interferes with the skill chain ever. It's uh, super, super important. So and... also when the pet comes out at 75%, we had the scholar run up and caper me so that the bar could easily <laughs> hold hate. Same with our body when you do that. We didn't. Um, I played that thing a fucking symphony, dude. It's a lot easier though on any bard if you've done that to keep the hate eliminated yeah. so that you can keep hate easier. So the, the, the main problem with keeping it is a whole lot easier, yes. Um, but we didn't want to mess with Ongo hate at all. We just wanted it to just be there. And uh, we probably could have just well, capered why, the rune. Why not? Because the rune's tanking I know. anyway. I, I know. But we, I just wanted to make sure it was going to the right people if, for whatever reason, it went hate, it went with its hate somewhere else, right? So, um, basically, I wanted to make sure it stayed off the Black Mage because they couldn't guarantee they always had Mono Wall. And I wanted to make sure that it was never, ever on the Geo uh, because I could not trust the Geo to do anything properly. Yeah, being unable to use so, your JAs on Rune in this fight, you can lose hate if you're not being careful because you're not able to... One, you don't have FBO's extra enmity. Uh, if you're skill training with Great Axe, as I think you should be on Rune Fencer in this so, fight. But also, you can't use other JAs, so you're not getting extra enmity from JAs. You can. Uh, our Rune never did. Um, but the the thing that does actually suck is that when the core runs in to do like wild cards and random deals and stuff, you start to realize how much hate that job ability actually has. And <laughs> your, the, your the pet comes and your Corsair is actually in danger during that situation because the Corsair can actually pull hate off of your bard um, in that, in that scenario. So they have to be ready to take a hit when they do those JAs until the bard can pull the hate back off of them. And that, that's how wonky the fight is when it comes to playing that, you know, that personal show, that private show for the bird, you just have to spam lullabies intently. And what sucks about that is kind of what I want to circle back to. And what I mentioned um, earlier is that sometimes your rune fencer is going to have like five, six minute songs and you cannot lose track of that while you are constantly cycling those. So you need to make sure that you also communicate with the scholar times when you might lose hate because you then have to pianissimo onto the the rune, or even if you end up getting like a reset and you need to reapply a, uh, a nitro uh, earth renity, like there, there's a lot of layers to actually playing bard. In this it's fight. really hard to play bard on these two. Yeah. Yeah. And this one, and this one in particular, very bard for bard. Yeah. Like you, you just have to, you have to manage everything like basically perfectly. And I didn't want to put that evil on anyone else in the party because, like, we already had other people go bard to stuff like Arabati and stuff, so they did their time. You don't put that um, evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Like, the bards that just, like, that run their script of songs and then just stand there afterwards, they can get uh, the fuck out of my party in this fight because uh, they are not acceptable. This is honestly what it There's means no to world. be a great bard in these contexts. Uh, yeah, like it's just being mindful of what actually needs to be done. Like you don't have to actually be like a really good player or anything. You just have to know what's going it's on. It's a lot of balancing act for Bard. Mm -hmm. So we had Mini as well in the back line, which is essential because that yes. mob if defense on aura, even with Mini, uh, we was had two mins. Pretty bad because someone could get hit pretty hard. Yeah, we had two knights minis, actually. We had haste, two etudes, uh min, and ballad oh and then also yet another thing from bard um when your uh, soul voice actually runs out and you don't get like a reset on on um uh, what you call it actually it, it doesn't even matter um when you have to sing your songs in such an order and i forget what the order exactly is 
in that you need to be able to pianissimo a victory march onto your black mage when uh embrava runs out embrava is super important for keeping mp up in this fight and yep and keeping your haste cap for uh spell recast i was giving refresh to the black mage as a sky as a rune fencer that was also very yeah. important because we, were we actually putting, didn't do that. We probably should have. We did, and we also put vile elixirs in our bazaar. And with our win, with like just destroying Ango, the black mage had to buy two vile elixirs out of people's bazaars. We didn't need the refresh or the vile elixir. I think we won with three thirty remaining on the clock. And uh, I think we had like five and change. I pianissimoed a single ballad onto him because I wanted him to have one knightsman. Oh, he had like a knightsman. I, he, had, he had one ballad. That's why we had to use the yeah. Elixirs I didn't want to do two ballads. Yeah, I mean, we probably should have had the Rune Fencer refresh him, but the Rune Fencer was pretty busy with with skill chains and shit. And Rune Fencer's uh, got plenty of time to refresh on people. Yeah, I I didn't struggle doing that. Yeah, we were uh, we were You're kind not... of slave driver about him using his JAs. Eh. Yeah, well, I don't know. We had very very specific resets. But as long as see, so Ongo sounds like a lot of things, but it's just a lot of moving parts and coordination. Well, the bard singing, the scholars taking care of all these things and keeping its helix up and curing, the black mage is coordinating when it has to, like, even if you don't magic burst because you're a little early or late, you have to be getting in that sync with the core and the rune that are coordinating and skill chaining. So there's a lot of things going on, and when those line up, super easy. When they don't line up, super hard. It's a lot of things if you're the person planning the fight, and you're looking at everyone having to do all of these things with perfect synergy. Um, when you're the individual player and you're only focusing on your job, it's really not that bad as long as you know what you're fucking doing. I gotta say, and Guy is my favorite of the tier threes, and Ango yeah. is my second favorite because when that coordination works and everything, it feels it feels like ultimate strategy and ultimate teamwork, and it feels really <laughs> good. I like Zevioso, honestly. Okay, let's do Zevioso next. I okay, I went dancer Zevioso. Yeah, the other great dancer to bring is to this. Oh fight. man. Dancer crushes this fight. It's so good. Um, you are you are the hero that your party deserves as dancer. And he's um, dancing like he's never danced before. Yeah, if if you've never felt important on dancer before during like a strat or something, like maniac. dancer in this fight is awesome. Maniac. Yeah, you're a fucking maniac, dude. <laughs> Let's go. So um, when we did this, it was red mage, dancer, white mage, bard, war core, and. Um, we had the red mage and the and the white mage stay off the fight, and it, it, the positioning in this fight was probably the most important thing. Yes. Um, you have to make a plus sign, and when you make this plus sign, you need to make sure that the dancer and your heaviest DD are on opposite ends of the mob, and that your your two other DDs that are also doing piercing damage are on the sides of you, who are not going to do quite as much damage, and that's to keep zombie off of the maximum people possible. So the biggest problem with Zevioso. Well, biggest problems is going to be mitigating the magic damage so you don't get killed and the zombie hate resets. Yep. Yeah, the hate reset, this thing is going to like spin around in circles. But the the it's actually really good that in this fight that they do hate resets as long as all four people don't get hate reset um, because the zombie will kill someone if they still have hate afterwards. Um, it'll it'll just murder you. Um, even though the zombie itself is a hate reset, like if it comes down to that, where enough people have been a hate reset and you still happen to have zombie, you're you're basically dead. Um, this is the one fight among all the tier threes where we didn't give a shit about the fetters because we never even saw them. Yep. 
you another test you have of the dancer so, feather step yeah you have so many people critting this mob that every anytime a red appears a blue immediately appears afterwards and no fetters happen which is really good because if you bring dragoon as you should if you can uh, star diver also yeah. lowers critical evasion yep you stack that with feathers step absolutely um we brought a war because our uh our dragoon that we would bring is our core or myself would needed to be dancer because i'm our only dancer there's a lot uh, of shots so, you can take for this too sam war shining one sam is amazing yeah. yeah like basically anyone can fill that warrior role as long as they're a heavy dd that does piercing like even a thief i think could i did this on thief yeah it was so good it's probably fine it was so good my thief yeah. was, my thief this is another it's great for dancer but also thief gets the rock in there because this mob has the most evasion of any of the mobs so all of the tier threes uh, you will cap accuracy on them at 1250. Uh, Zevioso itself, you Tired. you need to cap ac at about 1375. I put on the wiki, so it's about 1400 ac. Yeah, so it's 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 actually 1250 is easy. That's fucking Dogate's grabs, but 1400 ac is not as easy. It's like Apex, Apex Poxhound stuff. Yeah. And that, or it's around that area. Poxhounds are a bit lower than that, actually. And, and being an eighty percent accuracy versus ninety-seven percent as a multi—you know—dual building job or ninety-five as a heavy DD, that's a big difference. And that's a that's a, could be a problem if the whole group is hitting seventy, eighty percent accuracy because your DPS actually drops dramatically when that happens. Yeah, with the DT sets that you should be full timing because of the hate resets and the zombie and shit. Um, with the, the, with those kind of sets that you need to be wearing, uh, your heavier DDs are actually going to need quite a bit of an accuracy bonus in order to to make sure that they're not floundering. Um, Sam, in particular, I'm pretty sure has a, a pretty heavy accuracy deficit. Um, Warrior is okay because you get like aggressor and stuff that can that can yeah. help mitigate. Um, as dancer, I made sure that the evasion and uh, I, I actually I actually maintained three level ten steps throughout the fight and i made sure that the evasion was on this one too uh, evasion the down. dancer doing that would take a lot of the problem out of it yeah took a red mage to sleep the ad here again because the dds could just go to town and the red mage channels the ad mm. yeah in fact we actually just ignored the ad and because we had a white mage and a red mage we had more than and a dancer we had more than enough healing to not even care i'm trying to remember our setup i know i was thief we had dancer thief i think table was white mage because i made the job at the time um, I think we had a warrior with shining one, just but it was not it was not hard. We mean taking. I thought table was your dancer. Yeah, table was dancer. Who was on what then? Oh. Hmm, that's right. That was the first time we got to go dancer, and he's improved it dramatically since then. He was just basically a spam cure dancer with Kaja knife. So we're doing like <laughs> we're doing these things with Kaja dagger and all this other shit going on. Yeah, and you see all these yells no, on his no gear swap R fifteen forever. Yeah, it's not necessary. We got our one guy with no gear swap. Table's got Kaja knife to this day. I mean, like... Uh, I, your gear matters far less than your buffs and preparedness. Yes, that is the problem. Right, so much. So, I didn't even mention on Ongo, here is the set that our black mage used, Mr. The, like, you must be using R20 Aguas. Uh, Ia plus one head, body, and legs. Um, Quamper necklace. The Obi for weather. Malignance and regal earring. Freke ring and metamorph ring, Tyrannus cape, and for hands, the um, feet were the Archmage Sabbaths plus three, and for hands, it's the AF plus three hands. I mean, that's nothing like those are really. Yeah, that's the that's the standard high set yeah. on age. Yeah, yeah, that's 
because I even said that too when I said it's the standard act set because we talk about it and you and I know and we say that and we know it, but then they're like, there's several sets on AH. And it's like, they are, they do have a point there, but. That's a copy pasta set. Yeah. But I mean, if it worked, it worked. And that was doing, at, the, at the end with Wildcard, yeah. with Reset, we were doing cap damage. We did the last, you know, 20-ish yeah. percent in, in 30 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it will, <laughs> especially when, when Rake's going. Yeah. It's going to do perfectly fine. So. But yeah, Zevioso, Thief. Was we didn't even use that. A plus one, honestly. We didn't have any. <laughs> you didn't have any because Felgar wasn't on Black Mage anymore. No. I don't own the AA yet on Black Mage, so I mean, I, I don't think I could do Ongo yet, especially at 100 job points. But... I'm pretty sure the main difference between my Black Mage and your Black Mage is ours used R20 Agu hands and then R20 Agu feet. I have R21 Agu legs, and I have R0 everything else Agu. <laughs> the Agu set's really good. It uh, is. That's I why really I want to like farm it. Ongo. I want to farm Ongo now, too, yeah. There actually wasn't enough farm and all of that to cap me on everything. And our black mage is only master level three, so it you you know it does not take much on black mage with the like. I don't think this is a complicated set whatsoever. The EA plus one's expensive, but it is nice having the extra int though. Like we had an ML twenty black mage, um, and the extra int is is pretty significant. And that's... I, I think if you had a high level master level, you can get away with EA NQ. Yeah, and that's probably why he was able to get away with EA NQ. Yeah, I have no doubt. And Pephedra Tathlon. <laughs> oh, uh, but, we actually use Ghastly, I think. Yeah, I, I, that's they're really not too But different. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to argue about it, it, it. I was, yeah. based on Intier, when um, I was looking at it and when Burn or whatever was on, he, if he had Tathlon, I think he would have jumped up a tier based on what he was at. But it, when he was yes. not, he was not. So it was not, I mean, the, the level of min-maxing there at that point for that ammo, that's like... Yeah, if he gains, like, 300 base damage on the nuke and he's already doing cap damage, like, who cares? Yeah, it's like applying Crepuscular Pebble to a Blue Mage at this point. I mean, it's only piece <laughs> you're changing for your attack cap set for Savage Blade or something. What does it matter? I mean, it's right. nice, but it's not changing the outcome battle. Not really. And for Zevioso, the last thing I can think of is also is that poison potions or the fruit I put on the wiki as well with a little icon. We didn't do that, but that it is helps. a smart move. It helps because 60 HP, a tick poison on top of everything sucks. So you can make it a, a crap tick, you know, poison. Yeah, our, uh, our our white mage and our red mage actually synergized really well. Um, the white mage would just spam us with poison and he has the aggrush. So that was pretty straightforward. Like we never we never really felt the effects of any of the debuffs. They can they can certainly take a toll. It's not it. necessary to poison have poison zombie sucks. Yes, eggs absolutely. So using poison potions is really helpful here or fruits because fruits are kind of free and poison potions are rather like a hundred K stack on a server for something stupid. I actually like as dancer, um I actually alleviated a lot of the um the curing too um despite being basically all in on DD, which I'm not normally when I play dancer. Um, I didn't use Saber Dance, and I also didn't use Fan Dance this fight, even though I typically used Fan Dance in the past on Zeviosos and like V15 and stuff. Um, I wanted to make sure that I could keep up Hey Samba as well as be able to cure at a moment's notice and having access to like basically free AoE cures forever on top of the White Mage, on top of the Red Mage being able to heal basically made it so we didn't have to care about anything the mob was doing. Um, even, even with Zombie, um, Zombie wasn't scary because it's only like five seconds long if the mob turns and then, you know, you hit him with like the the divine waltz and everything's good. This is another also uh, waters charm fight because every move Zevioso does is magic, which I didn't know for like the longest time, even through all the V fifteen fights. And I always thought there was something weirdly wrong with my dancer because for whatever reason, I could never survive the incisive attacks, and 
once I found out that that they're actually like magic and wind based, I started surviving them because I didn't have a set that you know a moron would wear. So yeah, and sometimes <laughs> sometimes moron. you just do stupid things, you know. And despite how I may sound, sometimes I do stupid things too. So and you're more capable than I am, and I say a lot of stupid shit. So imagine it's, it was pretty dumb. I felt pretty bad about not noticing. Because I, it was funny. Is I actually went back and looked at Zebiosa's attacks, and it didn't even register with me that they were all magical. Like I thought they. I, I thought I'm looking at the physical. wiki now, and I have them all as magical, but I don't have a wind icon in there, which would have probably whatever. It, it was the magic side of things that mattered. Yes, I I was geared in in far too much Galettis, and I yeah, it was a it was a bit of an issue. In fact, let's do a good old fashioned edit of the wiki. Oh, I'm not logged in. What the fuck? Womp womp. I was gonna say let's put a little wind icons there, but whatever. I'll do it later. So let's see, Engai, Kalunga, Ongo. Oh boy, we got two yeah. left. Which one do you want, Fox? You want to flip a coin? Uh let's do Emboza. Let's do Emboza because the other one is one that almost broke me. <laughs> oh god, that was another Felgar. That yes, was... it was. Yeah. Oh god, there's, so... there's no god, and and Felgar proves it. <laughs> So Embo is, was real fucking easy. He can be. He can be. He can still fuck you up if, if a TP move gets off, especially at low HP when he does yeah. multiple back-to-back. Even if you clear him after that, he'll still know the TP move. That's what we're talking about, too, with the extra TP moves. You can clear him after he doesn't move, and he'll, we still, cheesed gonna, him. he'll still know the move again. We didn't see a single TP move. We, we cheesed him. We saw we cheesed him as well. That's when we first met Hundi, who became regular part of our static. The, the one who's also like, I'm surprised you guys actually kill the mobs. I'm like, and I had the question. I'm like, what do you mean you're surprised that people not kill mobs? Yeah, most people just do five percent AFK. I'm like, yeah. Oh. But um, we met him first. Uh, we needed a Dark Knight with subtle blow and everything, which you had to have a specific set for Dark Knight for this because very specific. I tried to not do that this time. Like V15, absolutely, I would not do cheese because it was so easy in my opinion with geared out DDs and a Paladin and resets to kill V15 with Rampart and then kite at the end if you have 20% or less left. Just kite and then let Rampart come back up because a Paladin can certainly kite and then just kill him. Easy. But on V20, the regen, not possible. And the add, also not possible. And it has been done. I read the Japanese blog and everything. They've They've done it without cheesing it. But it was absolutely a matter of losing as enough times as it takes to finally make your strategy work. Yeah, like eventually, if you flip enough coins, you'll hit heads. And the pickup yeah. people I was getting for the last job slot, and just, it was never going to happen. That's where Dark Sir got blacklisted, and never again will <laughs> I ever play with Dark Sir. So, Embos is incredibly unfair from a gear perspective, yeah. because that Dark Knight needs a Dagon Breastplate. They don't, but they just need to have, ours didn't have it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's surprising. I don't think he did. He had everything else. And a couple TP moves got off, but that's honestly just a matter of the Beastmaster and the and the Blue Mage communicating. Oh, okay. I mean, he had everything yeah, else we but didn't, that. We didn't have any, any issues with the, the TP, or with the TP feed or anything. Um, we didn't fight and, the ad either. Yeah, we just went straight up. We didn't. That's how it. Oh, we didn't either. I, I would like to actually fight the ad from here. I, 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 I just thought still that I'd rather have the Dark Knight turn then fight the ad and never do any of that fucking AM3 MP or just AM whatever MP aftermath damage and white damage to him. Especially considering 
what we did is we just fold them straight up as you would V15, which we don't. But in this case, if you're doing TP reset and V15, uh, we just fold them straight up. And then at 25%, that's when he did his um, the Dark Knight one hour that takes TP when you hit. Mm-hmm. And then after that, that's when we did Unleash Spam because that's the most dangerous point. Yeah. But you can't use that one hour without hitting the mob. So, <laughs> so we actually went outside the box on this one. And when you when you mentioned that you do soul enslavement at the end of the fight like that, the the main thing that we did to dramatically increase damage. Um, so embos for for people who haven't fought it yet, it's a longer fight. Um, you'll you'll fight this thing for a pretty long amount of time uh, before it dies. Uh, a lot of times you'll also end up losing like some of the buffs or some of the one hours you're using uh, along with it. Um, what we did was the moment that Invincible War. The dark hit soul enslavement and just maximized the crap out of all of these these fresh buffs that happened. Like they had my Torbillion, he had my Nature's Meditation, he had Soul Voice songs. Like the dude was like completely stacked. He well, still why had would you have Torbillion? He had a Beastmaster instinct. Uh, because the Beastmaster was only using uh, Leech. The Leech. Yeah. Well, so the problem yeah. with Torbillion is even if you use Eflux and stuff or Chain Affinity, it only lasts like two minutes or so. So it's not. It's all we needed. It's all okay. Yeah, because because he used soul enslavement, he was immediately getting all this TP back. So the 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 burst damage from soul enslavement when used early enough in that fight is so insane that it just pushed us through the rest of the fight, basically. Well, I mean, it's not a race in that fight because you're going to kill him. At least you should. But it's the problem is getting TP off at the end is the most dangerous part because you can cross over a thousand TP before that and he won't weapon skill and you can get him back down. Yeah, we just unleashed that part, though. And then even when Unleash wore off, under 25%, we didn't have to worry about a TP move anyway because we were coordinated through it. It, it literally wasn't a problem. Um, Embos didn't end up getting more than like 800 TP or, or so. I think that was like the max that got called. So since this fight's so ridiculous to do the non-cheese method, this is one of the few times I've conceded and just... <laughs> but Blue Mage becomes yeah. the star of the fight here because... I mean, honestly, as a blue mage, you will be using Phantod to get hate on the mob. You can use Barrier Tusk and stuff, and you're also spamming Reaving Wind and Feather Tickle at cap delay reduction, which is 17... Yes. 17, <laughs> 17 seconds, if my 17 seconds. calculator tells me I went, I went directly. Blue, blue mage to this fight, and I was extremely meticulous with my resets. Like, like it, I was casting at very, very exact times. On Discord, and we had the... Beastmaster call it every TP percentage they drain. Like yep. what was yeah. So we knew. And some, we had the Dark that, Knight turn a couple times. Yeah, that was more for the Dark Knight. And yes, our Dark Knight did have to turn um before the 25% mark. But after the 25% mark, I don't know what it was. I probably had great feather tickles. But this happened on, <laughs> feather on tickle is a one. random value, by the way. It can do nothing. Exactly. Yeah. You can just be lucky about it. Um, but we uh this happened multiple times under 25%. We didn't get any TP moves, um, and it was just I was very meticulously spacing Feather Tickle and uh, Reaving Wind apart. Um, basically, after the TP Drain Kiss, I would count to exactly seven seconds and then Feather Tickle and then count to exactly five seconds and then Reaving Wind, and that usually bridged the gap exactly properly. This is a fight where I use Sakpata Sword on blue. It's the only time I've used Sakpata yep. Sword before. Absolutely. Sakpata Sword, so good. And then um, when we got Magic Accuracy Down Aura, we actually had a fight where we timed out. Uh, but we didn't get a single TP move, and uh, our bard just... Uh, we weren't in danger of timing out whatsoever. Even at, at the very start with attack down aura, we almost won. Well, this was magic accuracy down aura. 
Oh that yeah, that that fucked us. Magic accidental happens to us too, and, yeah. and I could not land. Uh, reading wins that that happened. I was still able to, but our it was, our bard put Winthrenity on. Yeah, we had Winthrenity as well, but it was a high resist value. It was not every time. It went from being every yeah. time to resisting frequently. Uh, Feather tickle for me got resisted a shit ton. Reaving wind was still okay. Yeah, it was a little more reliable. like I resisted a couple times, but it wasn't. And and again, this is this is just saying that you know it resists can still have that random element to it. Like you're not going to have it. You're not going to hit 100 percent of the time. And you're also even if even if the mob let's say has like a 90 percent resist rate, it doesn't mean that you won't hit that 10 percent value every single time you cast. Like the the situations will vary, and there's not enough sample sizes here between Spicy doing it and me doing it for it to actually be anything conclusive about you know exactly how it works. But my experience was a little bit different, and that the reaving wins for me landed pretty well. Um, and I think we had extremely similar sets, except you have Tizona, and uh, Tizona and Sakpata Sword. Yeah, I used Bunzi's Rod and Sakpata Sword, and I think that's the main difference in our sets. And um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't have that that issue when magic actually down aura happened, um, but I still did get resisted. But but then again, it just goes to show that just because a mob has like an insanely high resist rate doesn't mean that you can't just get lucky too. So it's still a yeah, thing. luck's not enough in that fight. Has to be consistent. That's true. Yeah, and that's also why we timed out and didn't win during the magic act down aura. So. Yeah, magic act down aura is a, is a death sentence for that. And defense down aura kind of sucks too because you still have the add in this fight. And the Ed still hurts with defense and aura. It's pretty bad. You want defense food yeah. on blow. Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely. And a min again on blow. Oh no, I didn't on blue. Um, I kept cocoon up. Um, but uh, I use tropical. Well, wait, if you get defense and aura, you can't use cocoon. Well, you can't. I'm pretty sure you can't. Barrier tusk, you can. You probably can't. I mean, the white mage kept me alive, so. <laughs> yeah, they did, and sometimes I was even carrying with the the ad. The ad never get to move off, but still, it's just kind of, it's kind of sucks. It can hit you for like three hundred a hit or something if defense on horizon. It's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. So embos though, like Zevioso, was on the easier end of these mobs. Like I would say, Kalunga, Zevioso, and embos were the easiest. Um out of all of them, and then the other the other three, and guy gave us some trouble, but not a ton. It, so he's it really depends, way. too, on circumstance and setups and everything. For some people, when you have to rely on a certain job in a fight to be the keystone of the whole strategy, and they, you know, try to contextualize the moment and ask if they should use their <laughs> bolster when they were told when to use it and say they don't yeah. know the mob's out, but is that the right moment? I don't know how to contextualize. Yeah. Then yeah, th that that'll cause a problem. But otherwise, if you can rely on everyone effectively and the coordination gets down to a few losses, then everyone should be able to win these because it should not take fifty losses. If you have fifty losses on Engai, something is very wrong with strategy, and you should really yeah. evaluate that and stop trying to do the same thing. Because if you keep losing and your strategy is not changing, then you should probably evaluate that. So yeah, and speaking of, we have everybody. And Arabati is an example of why your rune fencer needs to understand how their tanking mechanics work. And especially, especially when you like stay up late lecturing someone so they can win it for you know. So he actually got group. pissed about that, and he said that that the set that you pointed him to wasn't actually updated. We so he just copy pasted about this. I, I'm aware. I'm aware. So he just basically copy and pasted the set that was there without even looking at it or understanding Dude, it. Rather I than stayed up late, rather than listening. Asshole. Exactly. Rather than listening to what you said and what I said, because we said the exact same things. You were there. Yes. And I also told him this almost every run too. exactly how the set should work. And, uh, you know, 
instead decided to throw away about 20 runs because he got killed on nearly every attempt of, of fighting this thing. Like, Arabody was a miserable experience, and that was the keystone. Almost broke you. It almost broke me. For one, I had to be on a DD job. And for people, even though I talk a lot about DD numbers and stuff like that, I actually don't like playing DDs. I, I really don't. I, I had to be a ranger for how this. important other things are. Yes. And they're honestly, they're just more fun to play other jobs. Like, I would rather play Bard, honestly. You're like, um, you're like the foreman of the construction site. You don't want, the, <laughs> you don't want to use the, the sledgehammer to take a wall down. You want to be the foreman because anyone could use a sledgehammer, but not anyone can set the whole project up. Yeah, this fight was a personal hell for me because I was the only ranger in the group with an Armageddon. And that's really important, yeah. too, because having the aura down is really helpful for the tank and really helpful for keeping hate. And using having the aura come down with Armageddon to proc crit damage is, is you know, makes a big difference in this. It's not required, uh, but it does no. help, especially depending on your, your tank. Like, tanking this for me was not hard but if you didn't do things right it would be hard and you yeah. have to fail and and mess around with timing and and focus on what matters most in your sets like for rune for me this is the set the fight that made me evaluate my sets the most i think out of all the fights in this whole entire event arabody was the one that made me look at my sets the most at everything i had a triple shot during overkill that did three times 22k damage for a total of 66k like it feels really good to play Ranger in this fight when once it, that's all charged up, but that's not why I play this game is to see these numbers. Sure, it amused me that it occurred, but it was me running back and forth for fucking. I don't like 10 the back minutes. and forth running. It's Karen really annoying. Matter. It's really really. Annoying. I, I wish it was less running. Like let's let's say like one in every five times you got to do it. That would help a lot. <laughs> it could just have Something a counter like like, like boost. Boost had a counter so. How about after every 10 times of like a boosting, like you just have to move to a different location to then increase the tier of what you're doing. It's the same effect and you're still moving on, on Ranger, but you shouldn't have to constantly move every single shot. It's cool, but you get, you get used to it, but it is one of the annoying parts of the fight for sure. Ranger was never like that. But also, I don't think I would just want to stand there and hit the range attack button because I'm pretty sure I I would have wanted to die. I think five, I would have wanted to die. Um, well, so, I mean, as an old school Corsair, I never minded hitting the range button because I had to worry about my rolls too, but I liked being able to do damage and watching the fight. So when you're leading a group of people and you're expected to be the person that speaks up or says something, even though I've done a pretty good job of, you know, shirking off that duty to be like, okay, table, what's going on in my back line? Can you give me a status <laughs> report? Like, which he does incredibly well, which is why besides his, you know, great skill with this game, when he does that, it is so important to this group and the success we had. It's not me saying things or saying we're doing this next. It's because someone like Table in the back line or Jamie pointing something out that, one, I don't see because I have my face in a fucking fetter with Arabati's ass for, you know, 12 minutes. Yeah. But um, just, you know, having people that don't just expect it to be there or just keep doing their job and ignoring what's going on around them, that's super important to do. Yeah. Yeah, you have to... You just have to understand why you're doing the things you're doing and why you're wearing the gear you're wearing. And this is why you don't bot and just... But Ranger can do that. You have that. to play your job. Like, when you're not distracted yeah. by singing to a bird, or uh, in this case, a pig in the back line, Ranger's able to observe the battlefield in the back line and point these things out because it's just doing... Yeah. It's just running around and shooting. So it can see, like, if something... I actually had to focus real, real intently on the whole... Um, 
on the hover shot thing, for whatever reason, that completely destroyed my concentration in these fights. Like I had to focus all of my being on running the exact amount of distance and not too much. Because one of the main things, like if people don't play Ranger that you don't realize doing hover shot is you lose a lot of DPS if you run more than the one y'all. It's really because... annoying too because it's so lopsided where like you can't use decoy shot and hover shot. So that's already a thing. It's true. But I never pulled eight. Well, yeah, but but still, you you now can't use an ability, and if you don't use your ability right, it's so big of a deal you can't not use it. But if you don't use it right, then it's a big deal. So it's like it's like hover yeah. shot. I I really wish they would have an update to hover shot. It's really great they added it, and it was really great for Ranger. But I just wish that they would do something to. Yeah, it's strong in yeah. exactly this fight in probably the wave three bosses, but that's about it. I think they, there's there's no fight long enough to actually like take advantage of this. In, in typical SE fashion, I think that they thought about it in a general sense and not a specific sense of how it would end up being, and then they just yeah. kind of don't. I don't think that hover shot. I would like to think better to phrase it that way. I would like to think that hover shot's not lining up with their their envisioned goal. They should have made it so that once you build the twenty five stacks, just stack it, just it, keeps it. it just yeah, it just stays on you until you zone at that point. That makes sense um, because that would that would make it really really strong for a job that you know you want to shoot on. It's less you know it's less good than melee, obviously, and uh, you know having it having that available in in content like Dynamis and being able to just like start killing stuff throughout Dynamis with hover shot stacks. It sounds really powerful, but you also still have to support that correctly. And I, I don't know. Like I, I think it would be I think it would be more interesting if they did something along those lines, even if they had to nerf it slightly rather than make you continue, even when it's a cap, to run back and forth like that. Because I didn't really have a chance to to know what was going on. Like, I had to trust everyone to do their, their jobs properly, because I had to make sure that I was exactly maximizing all of my job abilities throughout this fight to do the most amount of damage possible. Like, Arabati for us, was, was fucking awful. And it was mostly because of how rigid the buffs and debuffs had to be. You had seven um, losses in one night. Yes. Yeah, and it was And that was because mostly... the tank kept dying. Well, to be fair, the the white mage also died at one point too. But yeah. well, that happens. Yeah, the I tank mean, it, died it like like three out of five times, and the other two was a scholar yeah. running in the caper or something, and then just but the tank should not have died it's that many times. Bad. Oh, definitely not. So, and that that's part of knowing mechanics, though. Like the fetters are breath damage. Wouldn't you think to wear high magic evasion and breath damage gear? You're on a rune fencer. You're wearing a high magic evasion set anyway when you tank, pretty much at all times. You would think. Because Nayame, he has, is pretty much, in terms of defense, HP, MDT, breath damage, everything in, in terms of wasn't, everything. Also wasn't listening to me that there were like all magic-based moves, like all his TP attacks. This is why This is why I said enough's enough, because if, if yeah. you're going to be that dumb, there's no excuse. And like, I, I, I really don't like just, just bashing on somebody, but this is someone... This is something that every group experiences, though. There's always someone, every group experiences this, and whether it's a pug or anything, it will I'm happen. frustrated on behalf of my group and my group's time that was wasted because of not listening and not paying attention. Like throughout every one of these fights, I'm hey, pointing the at, at, the, at the at the point of failure. Yeah, I'm going to get the Xbox achievement for clearing all these with them, <laughs> and I shouldn't have to say that. Like it actually makes me sad because I, I like to rely on my group. Like I, I I actually think very highly of my group despite what's going on here. But I still have to point out where failures are because it, it, it doesn't make sense for me to be able to point out all of the problems that occur on Azura and just turn a blind eye to what's happening within my own group, right? Correct. I, I can't be heavily critical of things without being fairly and justly critical of things across all, all aspects of this game. 
And yeah, there is derp that occurs within the group. It doesn't matter that I actually like the guy on a personal level. He's a terrible player. <laughs> and I really wish that we'd be able to work on him and get him to improve. But it just doesn't seem like that. Would it's be not case. it's not like when you have all the items in the game, it's not a, a matter yeah. of not a matter of improving your style or anything. It's but just, you need to know why you're equipping them. And like you have to actually play your jobs in order to know why you're equipping them. OK, so Fox, think of it this way. Say it's, it's unacceptable for a rune fencer to not understand how to mitigate the damage. they're receiving, Especially when they have a lecture for multiple people for a long time. And who are proficient at playing the job with yes. exact sets given and again again with the exact sets given and then yeah. the worst thing was at the end of that when you finally won it was because he goes oh if i just cast what was it foil in naomi as i told him to i won't die and, and he yeah, finally I almost lost my shit there too that wasn't that, that was wasn't the like first, when i broke on ongo that was the first thing of the conversation when i said look I stopped casting foil yeah. in Emity gear. I cast it in uh, Naam, pure five out of five Nayame and Emity accessories. And that was because you don't want to die on Rune, obviously, the fight's over, but also you don't want to take extra damage and lose extra hate. You don't want to go through that and stretch your healer out who's worrying about a backline pig who's, you know, beating your bard shit in, who can only cast between attack rounds. It's really specific. Like with. With Ango, you can cast and not have to worry as much, but with the pig, you have to cast between attack rounds, so you only take like 70 damage oh, yeah. and hit in your DT set. On the pig, the bard has to be really on it, so you have a lot going on in the background, really stressing your healer out. You don't want to add more stress as a rune. You're there to mitigate damage and hold the mob's attention, mm-hmm. and, and also to apply armor break with Kaja, you know, Chopper, or, you know, right. Lycurgos, which is, you know, as much as we talk about the, the range and everything in this fight, Applying armor break on your rune is essential in this fight. No matter what difficulty it is, it's pretty good to do, but it's essential in V20 because of the regen. The most difficult mechanic in all of the tier threes is your own party. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what, you know, Many as, as good as your strategy is, you have to be coordinated or you're going to lose. So your party is always the limiting yeah. factor, which is yeah, good. Like, and, no, and, and no matter how strong your dudes are, like these are all very, very specific fights to do very, very specific things that, Outside of these fights, you don't really do anywhere else. Um, so even the groups that are the best tuned and will generally like crush stuff and just not care, or they're like totally geared out by this point or, or whatever. Dude, we could beat Ambuscade really quick. Yeah, like, I, I mean, right. We, we beat Ambuscade really quick or we six man dynamis clears. Dude, we did straight nines to the cactus with a death magic burst. Yeah. Well, I had to send you that screenshot because... <laughs> Because it's so easy. Oh, man. I can't even cast Death Fox. I know. I still but one day you will. I've never been in a job where it's so weird to have all the gear and not have made all the sets or whatever and just to kind of play the job. But still, it doesn't matter what the gear is. You just need to have like all the extra points and things unlocked and everything else to still mess around and have fun without actually... You know, like... That's actually how I feel when I play Pup and I'm not at 1200 uh, JP. Yeah. Because I don't have all the uh, affinity to put all the attachments on that so, I might want to tinker with. In terms of everything we talked about tonight, that's actually a super good point that wasn't raised. Pup having 1200 JP for tanking and doing damage and stuff is really essential because you need to be able to, if you want to do extra DD on Pup, you need to have 1200 because you need the extra uh, damage taken from the armor plate from the extra elemental capacity yeah. you get. Yeah, a recurring theme across all this stuff, especially this tier threes and the tier four that we haven't talked about yet. Um, is that 
we're starting to reach the point where we actually do have to be as geared as some of these shouts say. Not saying that you actually need the R15 and it's all not that even the R15. Memory. It's everything else. That's the problem too. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to have complete cohesive sets. Exactly. Like you can. I, like my armor is not R15, but I did hell. I did hell crazy be. damage. Yeah. Um, I did, I did such crazy damage, but it, it's just not even necessary. That, I happen to think Fox that R8 is where it's at. <laughs> R8 is the most efficient cost wise. Rate up R8. Rate rate up, please. <laughs> rate up. Oh yeah. Okay. Thank you give for spelling that out for me. I would have never gotten it. My because my my FBO is R8. It's been R7 for a while. I finally R8 now. Nice. I'm getting there. That's good, man. My Katvanga is R2, so R2 might also be where it's at. Because you know, if you're gonna D2, it might as well be R2. But yeah, you have to know how to play your job, and you have to know why you're equipping the gear that you're equipping in order to tweak it properly. That's it. So if you can't do those things, then you probably should reevaluate how you're playing the game. On Henwin, when he gets up to diff- higher difficulties, uh, with his terror, which starts seeming to land more and everything going on, and because you want to use the extra barrier modules one and two against Henwin, because parrying him will stop not only the yeah, I don't ever Show get. Luck. Yeah, I don't even get the hate reset on him. Like, he has a hate reset, which is why I don't take a normal paladin, but I never get the hate reset on the puppet, even if he doesn't seem to block. Oh, yeah, if you have but if you have a paladin that's doing it right, the paladin doesn't get hate reset either. And I don't know what you that is, because... It. Well, no, the puppet doesn't shield block every single time, every single fight. I've never had a hate reset on the puppet. Oh, um, also, a lot of times people think hate resets occur, but really you just bleed so much amity that that's the case. I, I figured that was also the case. Yes. That had to be so it. So Henry is doing else. so much damage to these dudes. Yeah, it's not actually a hate reset. Or if it is, it's not a full hate reset. And the, the biggest thing is is that he hits you so hard, you bleed so much CE that everyone else all, all of a sudden like exceeds you at that point. So because you, really because Barry modules are earth and you want them on because he you have a mob hitting you constantly, doing high HP reduction moves and just everything in general, you have less ability to hold the extra earth um things. Earth, you know, armor plates, earth capacities, whatever they're called. Yeah. They're, they're Earth capacities. So my set up, because Henwin's also doing that and, and terrorizing so you're not blocking and just doing all the damage and, and defense down and everything, your puppet can go from being absolutely fine in these fights to, to not. So my set for Henwin is very different than my sets and other things because I'm now wearing the White Mage Turban, which gives you the extra uh, HP and auto regen because you just need it because you're getting beat up. But it lowers your DT, so now I have to make up. Instead of needing 6% DT on the puppet, because um, armor plate 2 and 4 will it give you... It looked like you were wearing 19? Yeah, I had I had to go up to like 19. So I went from just wearing a shepherd's chain and a back to having to use... Um, row body. Row body, row hands, a back, uh, two earrings... Like, 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 I had to change all my stuff on Pup at this point because I had when needed the, the regen gear. But if I did not have that elemental capacity, I would not even be able to do any damage because I wouldn't be able to. It, losing that extra armor plate would take me another chunk of gear. I wouldn't be able to do shit. So, yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Because it's really sensitive for Pup in the armor plates. Because it's, it's either you, you have way too much or you don't have anything. And it's not like you can rock like multiple earth maneuvers. Like you still need to make sure you have light up for auto regen. Yeah, and and also that light has to be up for flashbulb. And fire and has to, have to be fire up, too. up for the amity plus and strobe. So you have yeah. to use at least fire and light. So during overdrive, if I want to be cheeky, 
uh, I'll put up, I have a galvanizer on and during overdrive <laughs> alone, it'll start countering left and right. But during overdrive, if I, if I have repair up or whatever, and I feel like just being frisky, I'll throw a light fire and lightning on, I'll cycle out and the puppet will just be between counter from Henwin, counter from the puppet and the multi-attack and the cap taste or whatever. Just, I'm watching a, a <laughs> I'm watching the puppet. It's anime as fuck. Yeah, I'm watching like this Dragon Ball Z-esque constant. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's That's almost, so funny. the amount of counters and swings going on is almost to the point of like uh, when you're fighting in Dragon Ball Z and, and they're flashing in and out of existence and explosions are happening and you just, they just, <laughs> you just don't see anything besides like body parts flying around. That's kind of That's what that's funny. like. But otherwise, you can't use light, you know, lightning maneuver in that fight to get the extra counter. You just accept when it happens. Yeah, it's gross. I, I'm I'm pretty sure when V25 runs around, like either I'll have to get my puff up to speed or I'll probably tank that on Paladin. I don't know yet. I'm gonna have I'll so have many see. extra segments. I like 200k stone. By the time this is done, I'll have so many segments. If I'm not doing anything, just call me in. Yeah, man. Uh, because also. Uh, when it comes to pup, if you want to maximize damage in these fights, because if, if V25 is going to be harder to get to maximize damage, when I have overdrive on, I am no longer wearing puppet gear. I am wearing a hybrid set of my normal master gear and the Hayoka head and legs with a back. So I'm capping haste in the puppet to get some amount of haste from fighting stuff, but also the Emity Plus on those pieces. So Because you don't cap... Even with overdrive going on, you're not capping. Uh, maybe you might be, but definitely not during. I'd actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I should actually really check that value again. Because the uh, extra enmity plus on the head and legs, besides getting haste to the puppet and accuracy to the puppet uh, to kind of keep more haste, is allowing me to do some DPS without sacrificing my damage. But I want to do as much damage as possible, so I don't want to be wearing all this, like, Rao gear or any of this like bullshit earrings or a shepherd's chain. I want to be going, yeah. you know, a full, while well, those three and a half minutes of overdrive are on, that's your chance as a pup, especially with AM3 if you have it, to be doing all the damage you can while having, you know, a full, you know, three earth maneuvers, three light maneuvers of stuff going on in the puppet to just not have to worry about wearing a pet set whatsoever. Yeah. All right, and then... Uh, Bumba. Tier four. So Bumba is all RNG. Uh, it, I mean, technically, it's RNG. technically, so yeah, if, it's, if you struggle with it, you'll definitely win the one you proc. Well, no, uh, we, we proc it. The, the issue with us isn't even the fight itself. Um, it's not dealing damage. Like, like we're, we're, we almost killed the thing in less than three minutes. Well, um, that need, is, that is not the problem. I at mean, all. two and a half minutes when fetters come out at, at past V15. Right. So the fetters coming out isn't even the thing they kill. Like the fetters actually are killing us. But the thing that kills us is that when the fetters spawn, time stops for <laughs> all of our healers. Like the the lag that occurs when that pops stops time. For, for me, I actually had to stop going white mage to this fight in particular. I, this didn't happen on V15 because we never had fetters, fetters pop. But I had to stop going white mage to this fight because time would stop for up to 15 seconds. What? When these would okay, spawn. I'm not I, even kidding you. I understand momentary lag from them popping in for like a half a second or a frame or something. Oh. Like like that happens on all of our screens, but 15 And this started seconds? happening to Blame also because uh, Blame uh, went to White Mage and I went to Corsair and we were smoking it. Like we had the thing like down to like 20% in, in like no time. And the moment those fetters popped, I, I know I knew it happened because my my time stopped because mine always will. And then uh, even even blame he he's paused for like five seconds or so. Like it was it was nuts. 
that's and while that occurred i sat there turtled in full niami on on core i sat there turtled in full niami with the warder's charm and the carrier sash and the things still killed me Dude, I don't even. Wear, I still got hit. I still got hit for over a thousand. I, I full. I wear a full. I we go blue instead of geo, and then standard jobs. So blue war, core dragoon, white mage, and bard, and we you know we just kind of run in with uh, you know mortar circle and all that. And we use torbillion and stuff. We use torbillion instead of using the geo defense down. So the blue will do a lot of damage with nagling TP bonus. Oh. And not have to worry about Geo doing nothing slash defense down because you can supply that defense down with uh, Torbillion on blue. We use Fury, but we don't use Geo defense down because that's nerf. The only reason we aren't using Torbillion is Heaven's Grace. Well, yeah, it takes it off, but you know what happens? You, you put it back on. But but it's tied to resets. Yeah, so we go in. Um, we have Dia and stuff from the White Mage that sometimes right. just takes that off instead of uh, Defense Down, and the White Mage can apply it again right away. But if it takes it off, and we haven't reset yet because we go in and we get the 75% really quickly, and we do Random Deal at that point because War Cry is on, and we do Random Deal. And then at that point, I'm able to do, because I don't use the other abilities on Blue so I can get Random Deal to reset that. I do Diffusion on everyone, and I know it's going to get reset before it's up. Because we only have two and a half minutes to really beat it, so I don't have to worry about Eflux or anything. I mean, I can, but at the same point, I don't have to worry about that. I'll get my unbridled uh, learn. What is it? Unbridled wisdom. So unbridled learning. I'll get that back. Yeah. Yeah, that's once in one hour. I'll get back unbridled learning. I'll just do it again. But if it happens to do it again, uh, I'll just have the dragoon use Angon. I don't have to worry about that, and the dragoon can use Angon because that's up again, and random deal also resets the dragoon. Maybe. And then at that point, wildcard goes off once the one hour is off. So I generally, in a fight, depending on RNG and how Heaven's Grace goes, I'm able to keep Torbillion on the whole time generally. And if I'm not, the Dragoon covers the gap, and 25 is not that far from 33. Yeah, that's true. And I apply Diffusion to everyone. So the, the Fury is nice, but I'm also getting everyone Berserk while doing more damage. So Blue Mage in that fight, I think, is a better choice than Geo, unless the Geo is doing a lot of damage with Max Dementius or something. But even then, that's you could still. I, I think Blue single wield. I was actually considering going Geo and having uh, Abject go Core, um, because I, he has a Savage Blade set, from what I understand. And uh, because I don't actually keep tabs on all my members' gear, I just know that they're there. Um, so I think he has the gear for for what he's supposed to be doing, even though I never see him on Core, and that's the main reason why I just have to be sure. Um, I could go Geo because I do have DD sets and uh, and stuff for for Geo, so I could try doing Maxentius things. It would give you but enough damage. That seems really sketchy. Like I'd almost actually rather go Blue Mage, maybe, but I'm not. We've had it uh, where the White Mage gets slept in the back line from a random sleep gut, and I have to wake him up on Blue. That's, that's happened. Weird. That's happened twice out of uh, a dozen runs or so. Oh, I I just stack. Bumba can't hurt White Mage. Well, yeah, that's, that's also like white mage stacking is just not something our white mage has done there because, you know. <laughs> so, in terms of positioning, that was a big problem for us for a long time yeah. because if you fight in the front of Boomba, you get full dispelled. Not, it's, it's, it's four dispels, but it might as well be fucking full because if you lose your bard songs, the fight's over. It is, yeah. So, that really, that really sucks. Well, so, we the, would, the poll's pretty straightforward. Like, Blame streams it. Like, I don't watch streams, let alone his. Yeah, but it'll it'll show the poll exact. 
what we do is I run in with Torbillion and everyone, we fight on the left there where we always fight of the course and the warrior goes to the left. And then when it comes to the ramp, the warrior evokes it. And then I run over uh... and it lines up perfectly between the ramp to that corner. And then we fight in that back corner there against the, the same spot you fight, but we just, we had trouble making him line up there because something would happen. It just, it wasn't working for so whatever. He would, like, he would like face you weirdly. It would yeah, face the, weird, the white so. mage. The white mage should be able to pull that by himself. I I don't know. It's not, real easy. Not every group tables. Not you I just flash and run. It came up in a conversation. You were there, and and table didn't yeah. seem anxious to do it, so it just didn't happen because he uh, does find out what he does. So like we just focus on on the war. Like I I I claim him with the defense down. Go to the ramp. The warrior evokes him from the ramp over to the left there against that uh little spike and we fight in the closer spike to the ramp. So the main reason that that I actually do this on white mage isn't just to prove that I can pull Bumba on white mage or whatever. It's because if he happens to um if he happens to dispel me or if something goes wrong or if I take damage or something like that, it's less important that I'm taking damage than if like it happens to our warrior. Because I'm not going to die, but they potentially could, and that's that's the biggest thing. Is like your your white mage is probably one of the hardiest players in the entire in the entire group because like the defenses white mage has is absolutely ridiculous. I feel like and, table's uh, too worried about what's going to happen instead of getting in a position first because he knows there's going to be a lot of healing, but he gets too worried about being up involved in the in the whole process. Maybe, and it can still do sleep good too in that whole thing too. Yeah, but then he hits you, and if he doesn't hit you for zero, which yeah. is, it can happen. I, I usually hit for zero, but it, it can happen, though. And like, if he hits you for zero or whatever, you're good, or not for zero, then you're good, and you just keep pulling. Um, if not, he'll eventually not hit you for zero. It's not that big of a deal. Like, the Asylum pull is only so that other people don't get dispelled, and as long as you are, like, as long as you're not near your party when this happens, then there's no issue. So it's not really that bad. I do think ideally a white mage pulling this is better. I mean, did you try? Also, to do... it's it's rare that the white mage even gets slept to begin with. Did you try doing it with dancer instead of white mage? No, and I kind of want to do that too, because be nice. using a job ability is better than a cast time, and you really don't need that much healing on Bumba un until the fetters come out. Like you, no one takes any damage. I like just... after. After wild card, like sometimes when the fight winds up one on blue mage too, if I see that we're going to get fetters because uh, table in the back line counts that when fetters come out, he'll say 10 seconds till fetters. He, for some reason, has it down. He just tells us and we know. So we know if we're going to win or not. And, you watch the timer up in the corner. Well, yeah, but I'm fighting. I don't even look at that timer. So yeah. Uh, I've had it too where I throw out a mighty guard with diffusion because uh, attack's still on from mage meditation. So I've had that happen too, and then it feels like sometimes the only thing that kept us alive was something minor like uh, Mighty Guard, because we will have it where we proc it, and like sometimes you're in red age. As long as Denounce doesn't go off because Denounce is bullshit, then if you... Yeah, it is bullshit. You know what you're going to proc too, because if you have um, multiple weapon skills is the um, uh, Marmacrebs. So if Marmacrebs is out, which which sucks... If you're doing V20, because we farm it on V19, so you don't know what's going to happen. If Marmacrab is out, yeah. you can proc him with multiple weapon skills. If the pig, which you would think is really bad. Oh, we out. actually didn't find that those were tied together. I thought they were tied together. I thought that's the... No. Oh, they're not. All three of those things are independent of each other. I thought the that they one had that mob the, out. The, the pet that he spawned. 
No, not at all. Uh, oh, we got fuck. the crit proc. We got the crit proc while the bird was out, and he used oh, wow. Yagasumi. Yeah, it was. Uh, actually, the Agasumi thing is not as telling as the rest of the data we did because uh, Arabody is also a crit proc, but it, it is it is not tied to the one. Okay, so that's just the random. Okay. Yeah, you just happen to get that that way. Um, we actually had a, a lot of discussion around me instead of going White Mage, going Paladin with all the resets that are going on and just uh, ramparting our way through it. So, also too, on V20, because we farm on V19, so I keep thinking about V19 context, having Barrier Tusk and Phantod and Mighty Guard on was really helpful for keeping the mob on me. Yeah, it's on our Dragoon usually. You don't, you don't Because our, our Warrior is usually first and our Dragoon is usually second. You don't want the Dragoon to have hate. Yeah, so my thought is that I can do the uh, the Arabati special, which you know I talked about in the actual Arabati episode where we talked about Arabati stuff, um, where I would stay second on the hate list behind the warrior as Paladin, and then that way if the mob hits me, it doesn't matter because I'm Paladin, and then I can also uh, get everyone through this. There. What do you mean? That's a tall order to have the Paladin second in the hate list and still get no, it's, it's kill the mob hard. in time before feathers never like, come out. Okay, so I say it's not that hard. Days. Yeah, so I so I'm a I'm a veteran paladin, right? So this is coming from a veteran experience. But it, it, it is hard to to know that that feel and not be first on the hate list, but it is possible. And a lot of times the best way to do it when you're paladin is to pull hate really early and let the warrior pull it back from you. And then once hate goes back to the, the warrior, you know exactly where the tipping point is, so you can stay second very, very easily. I'd be interested in seeing you try that because with Rampart and everything, you should be able to let through feathers. Yeah, it's, it's what it's what I did on the Arab body fights when we tried to fight that TP list. Huh. Yeah, um, but yeah, constantly resetting Rampart it would be huge. Um, the fact that Majesty cures throughout the fight can be huge, an and then we can. So. I, I technically would have a Nagling. I'd probably still use Burkang though, um, just because the ad could be the boar. I, and, I'm saying uh, the boar's not as deadly. Unless defense tenor is on the boar's not that deadly. It's just to make it's just to make absolutely certain because you're not because, hitting him, so he's not countering you. Uh, right, but the the main thing is is that he still has a higher attack card and a high multi attack rate, so you still want to be careful because uh, you can't guarantee that Bumbo won't dispel your reprisal for one thing because you will not have asylum on these pulls. And, uh, and there is a way to pull Bumbo without Asylum. You, people just, for whatever reason, haven't you figured just it out. You just let one person go in there. Well, no. All you have to do is just work your way to the right and aggro Bumba away from everyone while they stand on the ramp. And then when he casts a spell guy, it doesn't hit anyone in your party. It, it's, it's literally that easy. You and can then just have him stand against the, the gate, too, when you don't even have to do that. You can yeah, just... you, could do, you could do that also. But, yeah, it's really weird. Like People just think you have to Asylum pull, but you don't. Um... But yeah, there's a lot of ways that, that you can deal with this where, where Paladin is is a really good job as the healer. Like, I, I'm not convinced you need a white mage at all because you might get silenced, maybe, but you can just pop a remedy. You're, you're a Paladin. The silence is um, the biggest problem. Yeah, but you also have Rampart, and you'll have Rampart full-time in this fight as long as you use your job abilities properly because of all the resets that are going on around you from the core. The problem with going Paladin is your MP pool is very small. Um, compared to a white mage, and you do not get the art, the uh, the Empyrean pants. So, like all of your all of your cures, as efficient as they are, are wholesale. Like you you are paying the entire mana cost for it. So you're going to have to have your vile elixirs, and you're going to have to have some sort of refresh effect. So you may need to concede a bubble for um, uh, for for indie refresh or something. Uh, 
but it should give you a higher likelihood of surviving the fetters though, uh, because you'll still have light carols from the bard. So but light carols plus rampart is, is attempting to do the, uh, the, the rune, the rune fencer special. And I realize that all the fetters are different elements, but if you can at least make sure that one element isn't fucking you and you have rampart on and everyone has their carrier sashes on along with their workers charms, it should be fine. Um, so that's the theory behind it. We haven't applied it yet, but Paladin should be a better healer than a white mage in this fight. And I, mean, I might do that next time. So the fetter was able to hit me without having warders or carriers or anything on or anything. Cause there, every element comes out at once essentially. Yes. So that was able to hit me for, and the four hits before I died last time that I can recall, it was like 200 something, 400 something, 600 something. And then like 2148, something ridiculous. Over yeah. 2, there's a really damage huge one in there. Yeah. It's absurd. And that's just like when a resist doesn't happen or something. I don't know. So honestly, I think the easiest thing to get a win and then just farm it on V19 and just, you know, that's a little different because they add yeah. this and regen stuff. It's just to just keep going at it and whatever efficient money can happen. And then if you can't beat it, because some people can beat it within the 230, depending on the one hour, if you get perfect dodge, Yagasumi, Invincible, you are not going to beat it in that 230. It's just not going to no, happen. Definitely not. And no matter how great your DD is, it's just not going to happen at this point in time. If it's if it's brazen rush or something else, uh, elemental Sforzo, then you just you you, might, you can kill it before even fetters come out. That's how people do it. Otherwise, if your group's not able to kill it in that time frame before that, then you just do it and hope that you get one of the either the two chances at a crit rate uh, blue proc or the multiple simultaneous weapon skill uh, one. So you have basically a fifty percent chance yeah. at that point of of getting a proc after uh, fetters come and that's, out that's the part that sucks yeah and, and that'll happen yeah. it'll definitely happen and you you definitely will win and you don't have to well, win. we've procced it before you know v15 was kind of a joke and now now v1920 is is a big deal because of the limited time what, frame. what was really gross is on one of our attempts where we got it to around 20 percent, we actually procced it and then it immediately did repelling shout and then immediately threw out fetters what Repelling Shout is actually one of the things that will trigger sh uh, fetters as well. Wow. Yeah. I feel like when a higher, like, V25 comes out and it can just call out fetters whenever it wants, I feel like that's when we're actually going to have to be forced to come up with these strategies of, like you're saying, Paladin and stuff like that to call out different ways to mitigate these yeah. fetters. Because he changes elements during the fight, too, and you see the, the aura go on and you have to pay attention to that. We ignore it for now. And some of the auras are a little kind of harder to see when he does them. So the fire one's pretty obvious, but between like the wind with, and the ice, you can't even tell. With a rune fencer, a bard, and a white mage, you should be able to protect against all elements. And and rune can do solid damage against them too. I mean, not great, but but you you lose out on a bunch of attack buffs. Yeah, and you still have to deal with the fetters. So it it seems bad. Like I, I main healed the the V fifteen fights on Paladin without issue, and that's that's why we're thinking that we can probably do. It and on you B20 can always well. give an entrust refresh before you go in. So it's true. I don't think it'll be potent enough, honestly. So we'll have to see. Like Violixes are important too, because like you don't actually have to spam a bunch of cures throughout the fight, because the only real healing that needs to occur is once the ad is out, you need to heal the core, uh, or or the dragoon or whoever has hate. Um, on the the ad and then you know of course surviving fetters so yeah i don't know man
it's really weird how they throw all this it's shitty. very rng though yeah they throw all this shitty at once in a possible uh, array of combinations and it's kind of like well uh, maybe fetters will get us this time and it's just kind of kind of sometimes dumb sometimes not dumb yeah we got a lot of yagasumis and we got a lot of not being able to cry i get a lot of yagasumis in there i don't know why yeah. we got we got invincible too that was pretty sweet that one's rare i i get that one the least yeah but we didn't get a single pig. We got almost all birds. Our second one was the pig. We got the Chipuli once. That was kind of nice. Chipuli was the easiest for us so far. Yeah. Yeah, Chipuli was great, but then it... Uh... And we procked it too, and it repelling shattered us, so that was sweet. Hey, how about when V25 comes out, instead of calling out Tier 2s, I'll just start calling out Tier 3s. We'll get like a Zebioso <laughs> pop. <laughs> Zevioso shows up. The mob will like uh, like like um Bumba will have been positioned and then when like he calls out Kalunga or something, it, it makes him have to reposition and you're like now he's facing you and you can't use the corner. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. On goes in the sky asking where your Ia hat in four out of five Archmage plus three set is. We even considered bringing a scholar as a healer too. So that we could embrava and regen five our way through it. Mm. And that might be a solution as well. Because then we wouldn't need a haste bubble or anything like that either. Like if we're still going to bring a Geo. And we can still use the single march. Because if um, if Embrava wears, you've lost the fight anyway. Because like Embrava's like seven minutes. Well, yeah. But I don't think regen's enough to fight the, uh, the Fetters unless you mitigate the Fetters damage. Well, if you... Uh, for the most part. Because as long as people are in the right DT sets with the right elemental affinity on their waists and stuff. Um, the elemental resistance then they shouldn't take that much unless they take like the random freak hit. The cool thing though For is you. that you'll have you'll have so much regen uh on that all of the fetter damage that occurs up until the really bad fetter damage won't be there to stack with the really bad fetter damage and you should survive. Yes, but see Fox Dragoon has twenty six magic evasion in that hand slot. So I don't know if Dragoon will live not, through these fetters. Not if the fucking penalty dies. Galetti's Hey. And or Naomi. Gladys ain't enough. Hey, unfortunately, though, Dragoon gets a lot of resets throughout the fight. <laughs> it does. Honestly, at this point, if you know you're losing your pet, you might as well not even fucking use the first two jumps and just hope you get a yeah. reset after using uh Well, you're also using a sword, too, in this fight, so the jumps really don't mean that much. It's real awkward, yeah. I mean, the last jump, um, Soul, whatever, the, the fourth jump that can give you all extra TP. That one's nice, but the, the first three jumps, not crazy for Sword, especially the first two. High jump is actually really nice, because if there's any way that the mob could spawn and be on like the Bard or the Core, that would be a much different fight. But with the Dragoon in our party typically tanking you know whatever spawns, um, they're less equipped than the Warrior to mitigate that damage, and they're also less... Im- are there, and they're also more important than the core and the bard damage wise. Like if, if the bard goes down, no one's going to care. If the core goes down, that will suck if they still have resets available. But damage wise, no one's going to care. Like the dragoon and the, and the warrior eclipse them in damage. So it, yeah, if, if there was some way to get that somewhere else, and that's where caper could come in too. Like there, there's a, I think there's a lot of other ways to approach the healer slot for this, and I may mess with that, but I, I don't know honestly. <laughs> Just not sure yet. Yep. I mean, we could just bash our heads against it until we RNG win. I think uh, that's a thing, too. Honestly, RNG winning worked really well for us. So, 
Yeah. It was just the, the fights we procked, we definitely won. So We're just very unlucky, so we have no idea when our I just don't think the Geo's helping you in this fight. I think it was great for V15, but I think Geo's a drag now. Yeah. I guess I could try to figure out something else going on with Geo. Just try it. Like I don't know. As long as your blue watches that chat log and reports back to the Dragoon, you should have no problem keeping the defense down. And I think <laughs> to the be extra honest, damage is a lot better. I could probably just go Beastmaster instead of having a Geo. And That'd then that way I can take too. advantage of the I can take advantage of the killer effect too. Because you can wear Nukumi Gasapi and get uh and get the ancient circle from a dragoon and it it works. I think a lot of things too is that a lot of the dragoons, especially myself, I have to go actually go get it, don't have the founder's breastplate to get super extra damage on your 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 savage blades and everything you're doing to them because of the killer instinct or the killer effects on uh your circle. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah, a Beastmaster. Yeah, Beastmaster would do a lot more for that than the Geo would, I think. Well, yeah, because, I mean... Uh, Bolster Fury is still huge. Bolster but... Fury is huge, but if you're able to use killer effects and a higher defense down than the Geo's providing, I mean, if as long as you have attack from the It's another stuff, damage source. Is, yeah, it's another damage source. Thing. So the important thing here, in my opinion, too, has been not just maximizing buffs, but maximizing damage sources. So... Beast and Blue are really the, the two jobs that can be thrown into this instead of Geo that would do a lot more for it, unless your Geo is really trying to pull its weight. Yeah. Our our Geo is not a, a DD person. So. Uh, is your Geo aware of the gear they're using? Is it 4 to 5 plus 3? I No, uh, the, the dude's on Bard. Oh. Are you, maybe your Bard could be doing a little, a little more. I, I don't know what's going on with that. No. But. He was actually doing more damage than I was on core. I've had times on blue where I come second or even sometimes weirdly first in the parse on blue while applying defense down and giving everyone diffusion meditation and stuff. I believe it because you have dual wield. Yeah, and the TP plan. Yeah, it just depends on what happens. But uh, yeah, core single wield is pretty terrible. And then you're also stopping to do resets. Imagine so imagine boys. winning a parse while also applying defense down, attack plus, and going to town. Imagine that. That's that's oh. that's like the that's the dream right there. That's the R fifteen dream. Sounds like I'm on like Black Mage or, or Beastmaster. I do think Beast is not something I've tried in that fight yet, and I think Beast would be a great job to bring to that. Because you get the thirty three percent defense down on demand. Yeah. You can snarl hate to your pet. Technically, if you got lucky, you get ten percent HP off there. Yeah, so like if I happen to be second on the on the parse somehow or or whatever, it it basically if the pet spawns and it's on me, I can just put it on the pet. I wouldn't be opposed to unleashing at the very start there for uh purulent, 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 and then you know, corrosive. Oh, to take the ten percent off? Yeah, and then and then to have... He's probably susceptible to it since he's only light based. I bet. That's interesting too. Because, you know, you the, the fight starts off pretty quickly and you don't have enough time to get that extra ten percent off. But if you're doing unleash, because when else would you use it? Uh, then you could definitely do that and then get the defense down, attack down on while going to town on it. Yeah. Killer Instinct's really great, though, because if you do happen to cap on your attack and defense down and everything going on, as you hope you would... Oh, Killer then... Instinct, you won't you won't use it all because you don't have a dragon pet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you'd be getting it all from Arcane Circle. Ancient Circle. Or Ancient Circle, yeah. You'd be getting it from Ancient Circle and you just wear the Gasapi while that's on. Okay, but still... As long as you have the ability to take care of, take advantage of that effect, like a dragoon or a beast would, that's actually really big. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if beast does great damage in there with that. Take into account. 
yeah, it's just uh, it's another job that single wields. Like single wielding in that fight is terrible. And and Beastmaster has really yeah, low sword skill. Single wielding. I I've it noticed the hands, ac- but... I've noticed the accuracy issues on Beastmaster at times using a nagling. And it's it's pretty it it is noticeable, especially when as the fight gets the fights get more difficult like this. So my fear with Beastmaster is going in with a nagling and then just having a whiff fest. I mean, I have to use accuracy food on Blue Mage with the TP bonus sword. If I don't use a um, oh, yeah. a Daifuku, I will not cap. I won't even cap attack with the accuracy sometimes with Daifuku, but I'll get like high nineties, like ninety ish percent. But if yeah, I don't have and, it, I'll hit too low. And I know specifically that I'm going to need to uh, to use accuracy food on Beastmaster. I'm just hoping that the accuracy food makes it good enough to get there because like the the is a huge difference <laughs> using a sword. And if, as you, opposed to an if you need an accuracy in this fight, as a lot of people will, because I have to put Boomba's evasion and hit crap, uh, hit cap on the wiki, I believe still. I just haven't put it there because I didn't need it. But uh, honestly, you'd want to give up food for accuracy first on this fight out of anything. Oh, yeah, I was planning on using um, probably Marine Stupot. Marine Stupot. Yep. I mean, couldn't you also use a Rollenberry food to hopefully get your Purulent news on? I don't know. I, I use the Daifuku, so it's got accuracy there, too, for the pet. I, I could, but I'd want to maximize my accuracy first. Purulent is neat. Yeah, I know. Like, Purulent is neat, but, I mean, I'm I'm already casting... Like, when I Purulent, I have almost 500 magic accuracy, like, plus 500 magic accuracy in the set for my pet. So there's... Like, it's not... It's not really a thing. Like, if you add a little bit more, like I'm a, I, like basically I have like red mage levels of magic accuracy, uh, and it's not hard to get either. So I, I don't know. I, I we could, I, I could try it. I'm not sold on the Paralyndus thing because a lot of times you, you waste uh, a lot of time doing it. You do correct. I do think Beastmaster so, in general would be nice there. Yeah, I just I want another DD in the fight, and if uh, if. Five out of the uh, the six members can actually DD and DD effectively. That's probably because be we it. never ditched the Geo when we we're doing V fifteen. We never had to, but now V twenty. I do. I do think ditching that Geo is nice, which is a weird thing to yeah. say. Well, I could be convinced to try it. I mean, I have a Beastmaster that's capable. Well, I mean, of think it, about so. the. You have three options too. You have Blue, you have Beast, and you have Dancer. So you can ditch True. that Geo for any of those three jobs and have more damage output and have debuffs on it. Yeah, I. So, with the whole air body thing and all the stuff I did surrounding its defense, I noticed that lowering its defense in this weird situation on all these tier threes was not nearly as potent as raising attack for whatever reason. Uh, whenever we tried to apply any kind of like defense down to these things, it, it just seemed like it was garbage in comparison to boosting. And normally, like logically, that does not make sense. It does. So I think something weird is going on with their defense in these fights. And the the defense downs just aren't as potent as we were used to them being. So, do you think it's not just the Geo that's being nerfed? I don't know. I, I I think it's something weird with their defense values, though. That's for sure. It is weird because we did notice something like that when you were with us. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is though. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah, like we we stacked we stacked like Dia Box Step and uh, Corrosivus. And we didn't see nearly as much of a difference as stacking uh, Bolster Fury with uh, with Chaos Roll, which doesn't make sense because the the prior one is a much more potent defense changing ratio. So I, I don't know, man. 
but we'll see. We'll we'll see what we can do. You know, I've I've got to move here pretty soon, but yeah, we'll we'll still have time to do some bumbas and stuff, and I should still be able to get on the game and stuff. So you never know, thought it could be could be the end of the podcast as we know it. I don't think it'll be. It'll come to that. It depends on my workload, but it'll be yeah, the man. end of regular podcasts as we know. Or how shit my internet is once I get there. Uh, that's for sure. I'm hoping not. And it's, I'm pretty sure it'll be pretty bad. So we'll see. But Test it out. At any rate, I think that was V20s. Yeah, man. I think we're good. It was pretty fucking informative for once. Yeah, really long. It was. I'm tired. All right. It's, this is super fucking long. Holy shit. This yeah, is man. A, this is over fu- It's gonna be some kind of a record. We talked about every fucking fight. I didn't think it. I thought it would be like two-ish hours to talk about everything, but apparently, no, apparently, my big mouth. There's a lot going on. Well, you see, we gotta make a meme about Archmage. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Okay, so um, Bebop butt cheeks and anything else? No, that's it. All right, later, guys.